here they come, they about to blast on us The black nerds, birds are rush, I'll turn that podcast up Friends from the UK with something to say, just talking about everything From the wonderful nerding world, the reviews they bring These boys and nerds give you the word On the latest movies, animes, video games, and TV series Call your friends who you don't know and tell them what they're missing Then sit back and relax and listen to I'm Nana. I'm Big T. And I'm Stevie. And welcome to episode 214 of Bloods R Us. We are back and we have a jam-packed episode for you. Not only will we be talking about Shang-Chi, we also have a guest. So, without further ado, welcome Gospel Gamer to the show. How you doing, bro? How you doing, everybody? Hi, hey. I'm good, man. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to have you on. Uh, I kind of, kind of, uh, that was terrible um but i kind of roped you into this last minute because uh we went and saw shang chi together last night and yeah. um i thought you know what since you've come to watch it why not have you on to give us your thoughts on the movie uh but before we go into that we'll you know get to know you a little bit better um we will hopefully be having micah and martin join us a little bit later uh martin had an american football match um in wembley and I completely forgot it was the same time that England was playing Andorra at Wembley as well. So he's having a little bit of a mare game back home. But hopefully they'll be joining us in the next hour or so um, to give their thoughts on Shang-Chi as well. But um, me and Gospel have been friends for a very long time. Uh, we started off as friends in a football WhatsApp group. Um, I think David must have added me to that. Uh, one of my guys from yeah, uni. And, um, yeah, I've been in that group ever since, been loads of banter, um, you know, not only like we friends through football, but obviously you're, you stream on Twitch. Um, so sometimes I, I jump on your streams. Uh, you've been giving me a lot of advice when I was streaming of like how to get my shit together and how to get things working. Um, but yeah, tell the audience like a little bit about yourself, what you're all about and stuff like that. Okay. So. Yeah, you basically said some of it already. Like, yeah, my name's Gospel Gamer, uh, Gospel GMR. I stream uh, games and other. I was saying games before, but I stream other stuff on Twitch as well. Like, obviously, you've seen me do the um the charity streams and the mental health streams and stuff like that. So I've done that on Twitch as well. But I stream like fighting games, football games. I stream games with my son as well. And um, yeah, you, I tend to uh, take a lot of time out to play games on there and obviously as well I, I do music as well i do a lot i do a lot of different bits and pieces but yeah that's what i tend to do and yeah, you can catch me on twitch or catch me on twitter nice so what what is like you know what are you into in terms of pop culture like what is your fandom yeah i was um here before that that like, with all the stuff that's been going on with covid and everything and even before that i don't even know what i'm into anymore <laughs> like, i think i think um I've been trying to get back into anime. Like I've always been into anime, but with anime, I've always been into like the conventional stuff. And even when I was kind of given something less conventional to watch or to try and get into, I never really got into it. But I've always been an anime guy. 
um, been trying to get back into the uh, not back into but more into the MCU and stuff getting back into my Marvel stuff my Disney stuff all that mm-hmm. uh, stuff so I've been trying to watch that some of those kind of films but I've been trying to get into different types of um films as well that people can try and get me into so I can just try and get a better understanding of certain things that um I don't know. It's different types of films, really, that I'm trying to get into. All right, so you mentioned, mentioned being an anime guy, and me and you don't really talk anime like that, but what is your favourite anime of all time? Of all time? Thing is, yeah, I don't want to say Naruto, because that's the, that's the hipster's choice, isn't it? Like, well, no, Naruto. if, if, if that's the one that, like, you know, is your choice, isn't it? and that's what... Because I, I feel like for people around a certain generation, Naruto is probably what they realised in air quotation marks was their first anime because you know when mm. you're young and i wouldn't say young and innocent but when you're young and you don't know <laughs> like pokemon as far as you're concerned pokemon digimon and stuff like that are cartoons in it it's only when you yeah. get older and then you realize actually on second thoughts those um cartoons that you're watching were actually anime um and like, still don't just um pokemon or digimon is anime though say, even say, now say it again some people still don't class Pokemon and Digimon as anime even now. Mm. I mean, we know it is, but yeah. a lot of people still don't still don't believe that it is. See, and and that, that, that's why it's it's always a bit hard, and that's why I always say it's like I'm more arts when you became self aware that it was anime because I think even like Monster Rancher, even though it's based on a video game, it's, it's based on a video game that was like quite popular in Japan. Um, yeah. uh, you know, so it's. So yeah, so if, if if Naruto is when you finally realize well, actually wasn't wasn't Pokemon based off the game? Wasn't the game first? The yeah, Pokemon was based off the game as well. Because remember, the start of the first episode had the clip of the game in it of the Gengar fighting the Nidor King or whatever. Yeah, Nidor. Yeah. yeah, but uh, like, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm saying, like, not everyone realizes that those those again quotation mark those cartoons are animes isn't it so like i said if 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 naruto is when you first realize that actually this is a little bit different to my i don't know like spider-man and my spongebob squarepants or rugrats like then that's more than a valid answer so if naruto is your one that's more than valid i have to sit down and really think about it but that's probably going to be my answer because i just i just really enjoyed naruto to be fair like i think if it's it, it Yes, yeah, I know. I know it's two of the main ones, mm-hmm. but it would probably be at Naruto and Bleach for me, if I'm being honest. Uh, nice. but Bleach obviously has to come back, but yeah, Bleach, yeah. Bleach should be coming back later this year. Yeah, yeah, I know. Thank God for that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. So, oh, my. Uh, what we normally do with uh, new guests is we kind of give them some questions. Um, right. So you kind of like say which one comes to mind first. Some of them I will ask you to like explain your answers. Some of them I won't. Like I'll just let it run. So let's go. Uh, Batman or Superman? Batman. Well, okay, that was quick. Why Why Batman over Superman? Because it's the right answer. <laughs> it, is, it is the right answer, 100%. But Batman is my favourite. And I've never really been a Superman guy. So even if Batman wasn't my favourite, Batman would still be my answer. Right. Mar- Marvel or DC? Marvel. I almost said DC. Mm, actually, actually, I don't know. Nah, you said Marvel because... first. That's the answer we're taking. I'm gonna well. I'm gonna say Marvel simply because of the MCU. Mm. But really, yeah, truthfully, it's a split answer for me. But I'll say Marvel because I said it quickly. Right, cool. Yeah, no, that was you the correct would... answer anyway. But don't second <laughs> guess yourself. That was right. Nah, nah, nah. Cool. Yeah, you know what it is? You know what it is? I've been watching DC, the DC animated universe. I like animated films, but yeah. I like action films. And I've been watching. Yeah. I love the DC animated animated universe. <laughs> 
Their, so, their animated films are, are definitely better than Marvel's animated films. Exactly. I, mean? I, I would definitely agree with that. Exactly. And that's why I'm a big fan. I like their cartoons. So that's why I'm a big mm. fan of DC's cartoons and stuff like that. So I'm not saying that they're better, but that's why it's why it kind of feels like a, a level playing field for me. Because I just watched mm. the Marvel show and I just watched the Marvel film. Of course, it's going to be Marvel for now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, 100%. All right. Street Fighter, Tekken or Mortal Kombat? Street Fighter. Who was your main in Street Fighter? It was Ryu and Ken. But, um, but when I was playing 4, it was Guile. Okay. Yeah, it was Guile. Uh, Goku or Vegeta? I almost said Goku, but Vegeta. Chi-Chi or Bulma? Chi-Chi. I almost said Bulma, but Chi-Chi. Subs or dubs? Huh? Subs or dubs? Oh, um, subs. Yay, that's what we want to hear. <laughs> Even though I'm lazy, but it sucks. <laughs> uh, Wolverine or Deadpool? Deadpool. It would have been Wolverine at a point, but it's Deadpool now, 100%. Yes, okay. correct. <laughs> uh, the best Batman? Huh? The best Batman? Elaborate. So which, which character, uh, which actor, has put, as, as far as you're concerned, has um, portrayed Batman the best? And I can hear that echo now. It's because it's because it allows me move move the mic away a bit. Um, that nah, this one I got to think about. I w- what was that early one? I can't even remember his name now. <laughs> it's it's getting my head. Michael Keaton. Yeah, it could have been Michael Keaton. Yeah. Could um, be Michael Keaton. I'm trying to think because I know that um I know Christian Bale did, had a good Batman. Mm-hmm. Mm. So it, it could have been him, and. Ben Affleck had a good Batman, though. People and un- people underrated his Batman. His Batman was pretty decent. It's not the best, but yeah. he was decent. Um, but I'll probably go Michael Keaton on this one. Okay, Star Wars or Star Trek? I don't watch either. <laughs> so Star Wars yeah. on that one. Wow. Okay, that's interesting. All but right. that's another thing I want to get into. I want to get into Star Wars, not so much Star Trek. I do want to get into Star Wars, though. No, you definitely want to get into Star Trek. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, your favorite <laughs> Spider-Man. When you're taking Sam's favorite Spider-Man, again, elaborate. So, in terms of Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, or Tom Holland? Can I switch up the game here, and can I say Mars Morales, and Mars Morales, and can I say um, the one from ah, Spider-Man, Back to the Spider-Man. 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 Do you know what, yeah? yeah? I feel like you're the first person that switched it up like that, you know? Yeah. Maybe anyone else has been like, nah, fuck your answer. Fuck your question. I'm going to give my answer. That's yeah. <laughs> I, I thought that you might switch it up and give me, because obviously Spider-Man's got the Spider-Verse and stuff. I mm-hmm. thought you might tell me, oh, Peter Parker from this universe, or Peter Parker from that universe, or Mars Morales. I thought you might have said that. Mm. Well, so no, what I, you trying to say to me was, about talking about... More leaning towards the live action portrayals of Spider Man. Yeah, if it's gonna if it's gonna be that, then it's gonna be Tom Holland. But um, okay. if it's gonna be um, but if we're talking about anything, then it's the answer I gave. Alright, fair enough. I don't know. You know, I think his answer is valid. I think we should include Miles Morales because it's not the question. Isn't the best Peter Parker? It's the best Spider Man. And also, my answer for the best Batman would be Kevin Conway, which is the animated version. Mm. And you can't tell me that's not valid. So yes. if Kevin Conway is valid. Then Miles Morales should be valid. Like I think, yeah. that, I think, I think we should include Spider Pig. <laughs> oh yeah, I changed my answer. Then I say Spider Pig. You guys I, are not I, serious. I, I wouldn't ham. choose Spider Pig, but he, should, he is a valid answer. I definitely agree. <laughs> you guys are not serious. Right, are you familiar with Avatar: The Last Airbender? 
Yes and no. I started watching it and didn't finish it, so I don't. I can't really give an answer on it. Right. Okay. Well, basically, is if you could bend one of those four elements, which one would it be? So you got fire, was water, oh, earth, and air. Yes, yeah, so that's what I was going to ask you. Was wind one of them, which is air? So I would say that. Yeah. Right. Cool. Remember, I'm the Naruto guy, and the Naruto is um, wind. Yeah, wind should Rasengan. Alright, yeah. yeah, so that pretty much comes to the end of our little question segment. Um, so we're going to move into getting to say what we've been up to this week. Um, I'm going to start with Stevie. Stevie, what have you been up to? Uh, right. Yeah, I mean, I've, it's been, been month end and, um, my wife got COVID, oh, which yeah. was great fun, but <laughs> she's cool. Yeah. She's good. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I've been, I've been doing training as well at work, which has been great fun. What, um, as a trainer learning. someone else uh no no it's it's actual training for me i've been learning how to stand up in front of people and talk to people oh um and all the tricks and t- uh tricks and stuff like that hey that's so mad that's mad my, my one-year-old daughter's learning the same thing right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant <laughs> that is so good yeah i mean it's, it's amazing how, how much we uh we, we forget how to do these things isn't it <laughs> But yeah, I mean, uh, so, uh, but TV wise, um, me and the missus have been watching an absolute shit ton of Vikings. Um, uh, oh, nice. Into this, into this, this, uh, this series. Um, and fucking hell, there's so much of it. We're like on season four, but there's like um, season one to three had 10 episodes per season. Seasons four to six have got like 20 episodes for each season. Um, and we've only just started season four, so we've got a whole fucking way to go. And they've already gone and like attacked the UK. They've attacked Paris, and uh, yeah, I mean, shit, people are dying left, right, and centre. Yeah, it's awesome. It's mm. so good. Mm. Um, yeah, I've been watching more of the BattleBots, um, which is basically Robot Wars from America, souped up and. Um, you know, on steroids, uh, and it's it's great fun. I do find that I tend to kind of like skip past all the all the chit chat and just go straight in for the actual battles because that's what I kind of like. I always enjoyed like Robot Wars because you get to see people's creations, and um, you know, yeah, like I've Robot Wars in years. Ah, oh, fuck it, it's so good, man. The BattleBots—they've got like this one uh, robot had like a spinning blade. And it hit another robot, and the blade just like split in half and went like, like shooting across the arena and hit the, like the plexiglass in front of the guys oh, who were the commentators. Oh, and <laughs> at the end of the battle, they were like, they went and held it up, and they're like, "This is this is our trophy." Yes. <laughs> <laughs> nuts. But yeah, that's a lot of fun. Um, what, and then obviously it, I've seen. Like, uh, sorry, sorry, wasn't it like like Sir Killalot and. Um... Oh, that was that was Robot yeah. Wars. Yeah, those were the those are the the arena bots, weren't they? They yeah. were like the and um there was, the ones there that was, were um, massive one, ones. Yeah, but there was one um, contestant. Was it like Hypno Disc, and it had that spinning rotatory blade, and it just used to fuck things up. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and he'd, he'd, go, he'd always go and attack the actual, like, the house robots, wouldn't he? Yeah, because he was so jacked <laughs> yeah. because he was sick. It was, uh, that's that's the fun of it, isn't it? Is when you see them, like, really going for the kill. Like, there's some fucking awesome robots. What, mm-hmm. One of them, 
it was a bit like hitting a disc. It had like um, it had like wings on it that could move up and down, and then it had a spinning like disc on the top of it, and uh, it completely destroyed this other robot. And then it ended up on its back, and it started spinning, hmm. and it somehow managed to right itself. Only it, it basically had the disc on the floor, and it span across the the arena <laughs> into the other robot on its disc on its you know with its the whole robot in the air like i was like fucking a this is cool <laughs> so yeah that's a that's a bit of a bit of fun um and then obviously i've been watching the marvel what if um see like episodes um i think we are we going to talk about that later well since you've since you brought it up let's 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 talk about it now because we didn't basically when me and my uh mine recorded the other day i was so like pressed to get everything finished that I completely forgot about what if and some of the other stuff that we had watched that week so we literally just did Candyman and called it a night um because it was it was it was a late one for both of us so we both had work the next day um but yeah let's so um episode three um was freaking sick to be honest I can't remember what episode three was called but it wasn't like what if the Avengers all got what if the world lost its mightiest heroes yeah um I didn't know what the title was going in so when they killed Tony Stark, I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" Oh, that's great. I almost wish they hadn't like given it a title and, oh, and yeah. or anything like that. Fair, that I aired all the titles. All the titles I watched today, I watched one, three, and four, and I don't think I saw. Ironically, the only title that I read was number two. It's the only one I didn't watch. Mm, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't know what the title was. So I was like, "Poor, poor, blimey." Um, that we saw, um, I only put like three notes in that. So I put lol, they kill Tony. Uh, we saw the Hydra goons, um, which was reminiscent of the elevator scene from Captain America. But instead it was the, it was, um, Black Widow in the back of the Jeep. So I thought that was pretty cool. I actually wanted her to say the line, um, if anyone's like nervous, do you want to get off or whatever? What, what does he say? Is like before we begin, does before anyone we get start, does anyone want to get yeah. out? Yeah. So I was hoping she was gonna drop that line, but she didn't. Mm. Um, and I know it might just be generally her fighting style anyway, but I was just like, I just put down. She was doing the Tony Jaw fighting style where she was like punching people several times in the face, and I like that. Uh, T, what, what? Actually, no, Stevie's. What, what, um, oh, so I, I give that episode a whole chicken, Stevie. What did you think of this episode, and how would you rate it? Oh, this was so good. Um, whole fucking chicken. And just the bit at the end when um, Loki just like what Loki decides is so Loki and it's just it's such a great kind of like just they don't need to say anything further than just like what Loki basically taking over as oh, so good. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I was the whole time I was wondering what, what it was and I was kind of trying to figure out like who, who could it be, who, who could be the killer. Mm-hmm. Um, but as soon as they said that it looked like something had been fired from the, from the, um, oh, what do you call it? The from needle, the, the injection needle. The tube. I was like, oh, this has got to be some sort of Ant-Man thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. But yeah, whole chicken, man. This, yeah. all of these actually, whole chickens. Nice. I'm absolutely loving all of these wives. They, they just need to keep like churning them out. Yeah, 100%. BT, as a comic book expert, give us the breakdown on this episode what you like to buy it and how do you it? Um, yeah, I, I really like this episode as well. Um, I'm just going to say I gave it a whole chicken as well. Was I here for the first two episodes? I don't think I was on talk about the first two episodes, but so far, I feel like apart from the first episode, uh, which didn't really bang for me, all of them have been whole chickens. Mm-hmm. 
um, this this show. Uh, obviously, the first episode I don't think went far enough with the whole what if concept. All it really did was just put Peggy Carter in the place of Steve Rogers. I think, but I think the you story were on for episode one. Huh? I feel like you were on for episode one because I, I I remember you saying this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. maybe. But well, maybe I just I don't know. But the, anyway, <laughs> I thought it was um, a good introduction though. You know, like it got people into the idea of like let's. You know how like if if a movie goes and gives you the the ultimate bit straight away, you're kind of a bit like yeah, you know, like you you blown your load, you you're done. Whereas yeah, I, with I, this, it's a series, and and they, this was the first like instance of like, well, what if it it wasn't Captain America, and it's a small change, and then we just see like the small changes, and now we get to like fucking like Doctor Strange, where he's huh. like just changing timeline after timeline after timeline, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's true. I, I I get what you're saying, and I, I do understand and like appreciate that. But just for for me, like as someone that like it was ready for just straight madness straight away. Like I feel like that it didn't go far enough. But I get what you're saying. It had to ease like everyone into it. So, and then from episode two, it really like diverged from. Guardians and Black Panther. I really liked episode two as well. Anyway, episode three, um, whole chicken for me as well. Um, this takes place during um, what's been known as uh, Fury's big week, because as we've known since phase one, um, Iron Man two, uh, the Incredible Hulk, and Thor uh, all take place within a week of each other. And um, obviously, that was why it's called Nick Fury's Big Week. Um, but to see it actually play out, like, all within the same episode was pretty cool. Um, it was also cool to see Mark Ruffalo Hulk in the Edward Norton scenes, if that makes sense. Because obviously, yeah. the that was from The Incredible Hulk, which was Edward Norton. So to see Ruffalo's Hulk in that was interesting i guess um and I yeah the whole thing I with still, loki i still um, not see that movie by the way huh you haven't not, seen that one i still don't oh, see that movie. that's like the only mc movie i haven't seen really again, why didn't you come again why didn't similar you... bracket to dark dark world and stuff for me mm. but I, well, i'm I mean, only gonna hear say so i don't know how bad it is what the the incredible hulk film it's, it's, not, hulk, it's yeah. not the best one bad, but bad or good i don't the, know how good or bad it is yeah, for the for the time when it came out, I enjoyed it. Um, and I'm pretty sure Ice came with. How come you didn't come with us, Ace? I'm pretty sure we all went cinema to see it. I don't get what. I, maybe I, was. I was probably too poor at the time, and I was just like, I'm not gonna go see the shit because I really mm. we look like crap. <laughs> I think you. I think you was too. I think you was too scared. You was a little bitch. You were scared of horrors and stuff. Why would I and be so scared you of the Hulk? Hulk was too scary. But I Hulk the Hulk. is a horror, isn't it? You're scared. But you I didn't want to come and see Resident scary. Evil because you said it was too. It was a horror, and now it's like one of your favorite things. Yeah. Definitely. Anyway, give give Hulk a chance. Watch it. It's good. It's not the worst one. Mm-hmm. A lot of people rank it low, but I don't know why. I, I quite enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty good. But going back to it now, it might seem pretty tame considering what we're used to in phase three and phase four mm-hmm. going back to phase one it might not seem like much but obviously having just watched shang chi mm-hmm. or, or shang chi sorry we've all been saying it wrong um it, you might appreciate a certain aspect of it without getting into spoilers mm-hmm. 
once you've seen Incredible Hulk because of like certain character. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But anyway, back back to this. Um, yeah, uh, the whole Loki and Nick Fury thing, I thought was quite interesting. Them kind of like teaming up, obviously um, with no uh, like like Thor or anything like that to stop him. He he just comes in and, and takes over. There's no Avengers either, so Loki um, kind of helps him defeat. I thought we, I thought it was a good twist that it was Hank Pym. Um, Obviously, when you look back at it and see the way they all died, it made sense that it was like a miniature person. Um, and the way he killed Hulk was kind of jokes, just inflated him to death. But um, yeah, to see th- and that, that final scene where Nick Fury was kind of talking to um, um, Ant-Man uh, and, and then just like started doing flips and doing all these moves, I was like, signs up here. Uh, this ain't Fury, and then obviously it got revealed to be Loki. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was all good. And then, of course, at the end, with no one to to kind of fight him off, Loki takes over the world. Do you know what I mean? He gives his same speech that he gave in the Avengers movie about how humans crave to be ruled and all this, but he actually does it. He's in, like, the UN or something at the end, and he's taken over. And then um, one thing I like about these what-ifs as well is that even though they're, like, one-off, like, little things most of them end with like potential to continue the story. Mm. So like mm. episode two with black, with black Panther, a star Lord, um, ended with Peter Quill and ego coming to meet him. Do you know what I mean? So obviously Peter Quill having egos power, the, the celestial powers without the experiences he's been through could potentially be evil and actually join ego. Do you know what I mean? So, uh, and then this one, uh, episode three ends with Nick Fury obviously finding Captain America in the ice, and then he turns and says, "Ah, oh, it's good to have you back, Cap." But he's not talking about Captain America because Captain Marvel's back as well. So we've got the two mm-hmm. Caps. This is the new origins of the new Avengers, I guess, within this universe. We start off with, with two Captains, and yeah, I thought, I think, I, I thought as a whole, this this was a, a really good episode. Nice, nice, yeah. Calm. Um, do you know what? I always forget to do this in terms of introducing our rating system. So just so that anyone that might be listening for the first time is familiar and as well as gospel, uh, we at Blurs Ross have a very unique chicken rating system. So if it's something absolutely dead, it gets bones. Next up is a quarter chicken, then a half chicken, three piece. And if it's the creme de la creme, it gets a whole chicken. Uh, gospel, what did you think of this episode and how would you rate it? Um, I'll give it a whole chicken. It was a fun episode. Um, obviously, this is the first. It, it'll be everyone's first time watching the What If series if they if they've only just started watching it. But obviously, for me, I literally just started watching it from from episode one, so I didn't know what to expect. Um, I was hearing a lot of talk about it. I thought it was going to be something different. It was um, the way it started and stuff, and and that like literally just totally just dying immediately. Stark dying immediately was a bit mad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was a real interesting uh, way to go and it was a real interesting um um episode i feel like um it's been fun like, like you said there with the potential for everything to continue i'm trying to remember how four ended number four episode four because that's, that one i know we haven't spoke about that yet but yeah, that was uh, thingy. that's a doctor uh, strange one we're, yeah we're, that was doctor strange one I don't remember if that one had the potential to, to continue. It probably did, but I'm trying to remember how it ended. So, all right, let's get to the number four, yeah? Like, 
initially I was like, who the fuck is Christine? <laughs> like I couldn't remember who she was. And it was only <laughs> until they said, um, Dr. Christina Palmer died. I was like, Oh, she was the one that helped him when he like came back in it. I was like, okay, that mm. makes sense. I was like, who's this random chick he's in love with? And like, then like two and two became four in it. And then I thought it was funny because as I was watching it, he like, he goes back in time, uh, and he's trying to like save her life. I was just like, just don't take that road. And then literally, as soon as I said that, he's like, actually, we're not going to go on a bridge. Then they don't go on a bridge and she dies anyway. And I was yeah, like, I, I, was I like, knew it was absolute. The second, the second she died the second time, mm-hmm. when the first time we went back, I was like, this is absolute. There's no way you can change it. I knew she mm-hmm. went. Cause that, cause I've seen other times time travel stuff where that type of things happened. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, you can't change this. And, and, and no matter what he did, she died. I was like, yeah, you're done. <laughs> I was like, this episode is depressing, man. I was, yeah. I was, I was, I, I felt so bad for him. Like, I, I was like, I was generally upset that no matter what he did, she just died. And it was like, you know what? Let's stay in. Died. Let's. Uh, did anyone else think that, like, when they went to the cafe, yeah, it was like a, a Batman scene because the, the guy came in and shot her? Was a what scene? Oh, yeah, it, just, it, it reminded me of Batman <laughs> and his prayers getting killed in the alleyway. I don't know why it just did it. Oh. Um, <laughs> like she drives, they die. They, you know, they, they, they walk. They, she dies. It's like no matter what they did, I, I, you, I, you don't go with them. She dies. Yeah, mm. like yeah, he went and sat at home, was eating some food, and it's like yeah, she died. And I was like, still, yeah. oh, I, 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 I felt bad. Just, just quickly, just quickly as well, just to show the levels of. Um, like voices that they're drawing from the MCU mm. that the, the one giving the, uh, the news reports telling that story mm. about her dying is the reporter from Iron Man. I, I think she's in one and two, the blonde, mm. the blonde, the blonde reporter that Iron Man sleeps with. Oh, I swear. Yeah, that's her. So they, they got her back just to do that one little line of, re- of reporting. Do you know what okay. I mean? So it, it's impressive what they're, they're, Bringing back, do you know what I mean? Just for these, just for the voice cast to make it more authentic. Yeah. Um, I think the only, I think there's only four people that haven't come back, and that is, or five actually. I think it's um, Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. because obviously his contracts with them has ended. Yeah. Chris Evans, obviously his contract has ended. Mm-hmm. Um, Ka- uh, what's her name? Carol Captain Daniels. Marvel. Mm-hmm. That's not that's not her uh, Brie Larson. Yes, yeah, because obviously she's a she's a bitch and everyone hates her anyway. So no. <laughs> <laughs> um, Scarlett Johansson didn't come back for Black Widow again. Contract ended, ended. and they're in court at the moment. So yeah. whoosh, boy, um, <laughs> and, um, and Dave Batista. Um, uh-huh. Oh yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, Dave Batista didn't come back for his voice. Yeah, it, it, uh, he said because he has problems him. with them. Yeah, but he said no but, one asked um, him. Huh? He said no one asked him to come back for it. No one wanted him to come back. No one asked him. Like everyone got asked to come back. Of course back. not. And then he of must, course and then, not. And then, mad with and, him. and then he must have tweeted, "Well, they didn't ask me." Yeah. No, they wouldn't. They're not going to call him and tell him they don't want him, are they? They're just not going to call him. Fair enough. But yeah, again, because he had a problem with the James Gunn situation yeah. and was the only guy that was vocal about it. Mm. So they've got a problem with him. So I, again. We're going off chat, but I think I think um, Jack's going to die in, in Guardians Three. I think Disney are going to say to James Gunn, "Look, listen, you have to kill him because we don't want him anymore." Who, who's the anyway, first person that but, didn't come back? Huh? 
Who's the first um, person that didn't come back? name? Tom Mustard. Holland for Spider-Man. He didn't come back because obviously he, technically he works for Sony. Mm. We haven't so had a Spider-Man one yet though, have we? What was that huh? rumour I heard about? Like Sony, what, um, Disney looking at buying Sony so they can have rights to yeah. Spider-Man. Mm, yeah, they're, 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 they're looking to buy it again, yeah. And, and then they'll then they'll fully have like assembled the gauntlet. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Have all the characters back. They'll just take over the world, won't they? Yeah. I, I said, who was I speaking to the other day? And I said this. I said Disney run the world. Like it's not going yeah. to Disney. Yeah. yeah. I was at one of my cousins' house. That's what I said. I said to my auntie and my, my cousin. I said, who runs the world? Disney. Yeah. Yeah. Beyonce was wrong. It's Disney. Yep. Beyonce was wrong when she said it anyway. But yes, yeah, Disney. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But anyway. Um, Sorry, yeah, I was gonna say, in touching with um, gospel saying that like all the episodes have a link to go further, I think this one didn't. This one was so bleak that it just ended with the world being destroyed. Well, I don't know, you know, I think it, I think it did have potential to continue still. Um, and I wanted to bring this up because you guys spoke about the Spider Man trailer last week, yeah. I wanted to kind of just put my two pence in this week because I wasn't there last week. And it kind of relates to this episode. Mm-hmm. So, um, obviously, we have the um, Doctor Strange Supreme, mm-hmm. as he's called, the one that like, absorbed all the monsters and the one that basically was going through the storyline of the episode. Yeah. Um, in the end, the whole universe collapsed in on each on itself. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure that there was like one, it was just, it was like just him left. Yeah, yeah in, this like, in this kind of like in a little sphere. It was just him yeah, in there. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So he's still about. Do you know what I mean? And I've seen a couple memes that have, that have kind of intrigued me. Are kind of cool. Of um, it, in the multiverse of madness, he could turn up. Do you know what I mean? And mm. th- it was like a scene of evil Doctor Strange from this episode looking at the MCU Doctor Strange and being like in every timeline, in every possibility I've tried to, to do it, she always dies. I was told it's an absolute. So how comes in this universe she's here? Do you know what I mean? How comes you get to have her and still be Doctor Strange and defeat Dormammu? Like, how comes it works for you? And, and, but for me, it was an absolute. She had to die. So he kind of has a grudge against um, the MCU's Doctor Strange and could potentially want to either kill him and take his place or so and so whatever which led obviously we've everyone's been speculating in the spider-man trailer is that really dr strange yeah is it mephisto is it someone what if it's the dr strange supreme what if he's taken dr strange's place and is just looking to i don't know cause chaos within every dimension now since his one has been destroyed maybe he's going around fucking all the rest of them up and helping out spider-man do this that leads to do you know what i mean and it would it would also mean it would be yet another thing that spider-man like can tom holland spider-man can royally fuck up yeah exactly and and then that would that could lead into doctor strange and the multiverse of madness we know that spider-man film is leading into it anyway Mm -hmm. but again like a lot of the characters from the shows are said to be making an appearance in Doctor Strange. Like, um, Wanda has a very big role in the Doctor Strange movie, apparently. She could even potentially be the main villain of it. Um, Loki, from the Loki show, is apparently rumoured to be making an appearance. Captain Carter, from the first episode of What If, 
apparently is going to make an appearance in the Doctor Strange uh, multiverse of madness as well. So why couldn't Doctor Strange Supreme show up? Like I feel like it could be um could be interesting. So you know I mean even if that's not him, like just on, on the dimension hopping multiverse mad times, like they could come across him. Yeah. And I feel like a scene between the two Doctor Strangers could be quite interesting because in this episode he faces off with himself, like a good version of himself. But no, I tell you, you've cut out. Bad. But he was... That he, version still lost his Christine team, as well. You, you, no? cut, you cut out for like Sorry, five, I cut. five seconds. Yeah, no, I, I was saying, we did get a face-off between the two Doctor Strangers, mm. but it was but both Doctor Strangers had still lost their Christine. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So it wasn't a grudge thing. It was like, a, do we just accept this or do we try and do something about it? Whereas with our Doctor Strange of the MCU, he would begrudge him do you know what i mean because he's seems to have the best life he gets to be dr strange he stops domamu and he still has his christine so or or maybe just this evil dr strange is just going on a rampage taking out universes do you know what i mean maybe he's part of why there's a multiverse of madness but i mean maybe it's not just one thing maybe all of these things are happening and it's just fucking everything up like between wonder and loki and Doctor Strange and Spider-Man, like, it's just fucked. And Kang is just sitting there waiting to pounce. <laughs> Boy, it's, it's, it's mad. Um, yeah, so, just, <laughs> is it, <laughs> I don't know, are Disney just trolling here at this point where we get this Supreme Strange absorbing people and or absorbing different magical entities and then sometimes he looks very Mephisto-y like, is this just this <laughs> taking a piss now? And just constantly, like, are they going to keep doing this until we finally get Mephisto? Well, in the same way that I was wondering when in uh, in, in Shang-Chi, if there was going to be a Mephisto thing. Mm. Because we, 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 I reckon it's we, just we, going to keep happening, isn't it? We're constantly getting trolled. And there was like one particular shot where he was like red and he proper looked like he could be Mephisto. Mm. Yeah, no, I think Marvel is just trolling hard. Marvel loves to troll. Mm. Look at the whole Quicksilver thing. They called him Ralph Boner. <laughs> like, they love to yeah. troll. <laughs> and they're good at it. And and us Marvel fans are like abused partners and we just keep coming back for more. Do you know what I mean? Keep laughing at that, like, don't we? Yeah, man. We're like, no, they can change. They can change. Mephisto is coming. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> We just keep getting bitch slapped with no Mephisto. Mm. Uh, Steve, what did you, Steve, like what did you think? Of the FIFA oh, game. It sound like fans from the FIFA game to keep coming back for more. Trust. Uh, Stevie, what did you think of this episode and what was your rating? Yeah, this was fucking awesome. It was so good. Um, what I really liked about this was his awareness of the Watcher. Mm. Because the Watcher's like outside of everything. And... You know, like he's just observing stuff, and yet Doctor Strange is so in—he's so powerful, he's so in touch with with the multiverse that he's he's been able to detect the Watcher the whole time. And so when he actually the Watcher finally comes up to him at the end, he's like, "You can help me," and and you know, "Come on, you, you just give me a chance." And and the Watcher's like, "Nope," you know. <laughs> but the Watcher goes in and actually has a chat with him, you know, rather mm. than. You know, the Watcher could have just stayed strummed, couldn't he, and, and just not said anything. 
but actually the watcher did go in and, and have a chat with him mm. so um but and i really like that i thought that was sort of it made it almost more meta you know like where it, it almost felt like he was breaking the, the fourth wall you know like where he went outside of the the multiverse and and saw the watcher but yeah mm. this is definitely a whole chicken man this is, this is so so much fun so much fun mm. I, i'm actually gonna go Got gospel next and then finish off with tea. Yeah, I agree, man. I think it was a whole chicken. I, I'll be honest with you, I was half. Obviously, if I was pretty tired though when I watched it, but mm. when I was watching it, it it was a very good episode. I liked the way how they flipped it, where the suit that had the um, what is her name? The the supreme, mm-hmm. um, social supreme nigga, where she um. What's it when she split them into two to have them mm. in the same reality? I thought that was that was pretty pretty decent. That obviously that's not something that you normally expect. And she did they did say yes, this is massively dangerous. That's that's a silly idea and that yeah, it's massively dangerous. Ooh. But the the way how they worked it and then obviously you thought maybe the thing you might pull it off, the um the good the good Doctor Strange might pull it off, and all of a sudden you get sucked in, it's like, Oh, maybe not. <laughs> So uh, it, it was a good episode, man. And like I said, I was expected to end the way it ended. And like we said, it's like he's now in this little pocket universe on his own where he can probably, he could probably get out of it at some point. So if they are going to continue some of these episodes, it'll be interesting to see what they do with it. I'll give it a whole chicken. Nice. All right, T, comic book expert, let us know. Um, Again, yeah, I, I just had a thought while you guys were talking. Mm-hmm. Again, maybe this Doctor Strange is being set up as the villain of the What If show. Because apparently, as as separate as all these universes are, this show is leading somewhere where it's going to apparently bring them all together. And we're going to have a multiversal like Avengers kind of team. Um, there's been like promotional footage of... like You know the scene in Avengers, the first one, where it's like circling around them? Yeah. It's like the same shot, but it's got Captain Carter... It's got um, T'Challa's Star-Lord. It's got Gamora with um, Thanos' armor on. Like it's, it's got different characters from these episodes all banding together for some kind of, I guess there's a multiversal threat that threatens all of them. And it could be Doctor Strange from this episode. Like we, like we said, maybe he's on a, a grudge match against the multiverse because when, when they started saying her death is an absolute, I straight away I thought of the film and I was like, but then how, how, how come she's alive in the film? Like it's clearly not an absolute. But I think what Doctor Strange said was that he it's because he's creating a paradox. He can't go back in time and stop her death if he doesn't become Doctor Strange. But he doesn't become Doctor Strange unless she dies. So that's why it's fucking up the timeline because it's it's it won't make sense. That's why the timeline tries to correct itself because for him to have, have do you know what I'm saying but for him to change the past he has to be Doctor Strange and to become Doctor Strange she has to die to yeah, motivate that's what him to do it that's what the Social Supreme said wasn't it as well yeah. yeah exactly yeah so yeah I think she clarified yeah so within his timeline it's an absolute it's not an absolute amongst the multiverse In every you know timeline I mean? yeah yeah it's just specific to his one so that is kind of even more tragic for him. Do you know what I mean? There's nothing he can do. It was a really tragic um, story. Do you know what I mean? And, and I, I like that shit. I like I like everything 
that they've done so far with this show. Um, they introduced new kind of time rules, again, with this whole absolute thing and, and causing paradoxes. That's kind of a new rule that they've added to their timeline. Um, and the, um, the whole thing with, like, like Gospel said, splitting Doctor Strange into two, having two timelines exist within the same timeline. That's a lot of new rules. I like that Doctor, the evil Doctor Strange got a new cape off of that like insect guy. Yeah. And then we had a little, a little cape battle. That was kind of jokes. And he ripped, um, he ripped the cape. He like melted it and, and he tore it off. Yeah. Yeah. He killed him, man. He killed oh that shit. Man. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like that, that adds to like what Gospel was saying about the unexpectedness of the ending. Like you would expect the good Doctor Strange to triumph. Like, oh yeah, now he's back and he's going to fix everything. But no, the evil Doctor Strange beat him, beat his cape and fucking the world ended. Like it's just him left. So again, for me, it's a whole chicken episode. So far, the whole show is, is a whole chicken, man. It's, it's, I'm, I'm loving what they're giving and I just want more. All right, nice. Uh, also, um, just quickly talking about the Spider-Man trailer. I forgot that we didn't, we didn't mention. Did you notice the cup that Doctor Strange was holding and what it said? Oh, saying about what the what the fox or yeah, something it was like, like that. Oh, for fuck's <laughs> sake! But it was, yeah, it was yeah, a fox for fuck's sake. So yeah, that was that was quite funny and made me laugh. Um, mm. Yeah, so that's what if. I just, see, oh god, just sorry, just quickly, quickly while we're on Spider-Man, yeah, because yeah. I listened to the episode and you guys covered it quite well, mm. but. I just wanted to say a couple of things, if that's okay, yeah, just quickly. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. So, again, we've covered the Doctor Strange stuff. Um, you talked about the whole theory with um, Spider-Man releasing the Sinister Six from that containment box. Yeah. Like, we see it we see it in that trailer. Mm. Um, <clears throat> but just to add to what you said, the way they trick, apparently, allegedly, the way they trick Peter Parker into releasing them is by saying... That in their universe, Peter kills, um, Peter kills them. So yeah. they're, they're Spider-Man's a killer. And if, <coughs> sorry, if they, if he allows Doctor Strange to send them back to their universe, he's essentially sending them to their death. Because mm. the last thing they remember is Spider-Man killing them. So essentially, it's not just them being brought from that universe. They're actually being brought back into existence. Do you know what I mean? Because mm. they died. And so, like, well, not not all of them die. Like, potentially, on Sandman the, on is on the in verge it. of death. We're on the verge of death. Do you know what I'm saying? So, but I'm hearing a lot of conflicting things because a there's that story where they are all definitely the same versions from what we've seen, and they remember dying, and they know their specific PR. But then I've also heard that they could potentially just be variants of the originals that we've seen. Yeah, I've heard um, that as well so, because obviously, do you remember when um, Jamie Foxx came out and said that he was playing um, whatever the lightning dude's name is but with a different suit? Yeah, Electro. Yes, Electro. Yeah. yeah. So it could be very yeah. He He said, yeah, he said he's not playing the exact version that he yeah. played in Amazing Spider-Man. He's playing a different one. What I think, I think it's going to be kind of a mixture of both. I think the Amazing Spider-Man films, because they weren't well-received, mm -hmm. their villains are going to be variants. So we're going to see a variant of Electro, potentially like a comic book accurate one, where he's got the like yellow and green uniform, and uh, we've seen he has the yellow lightning. So um, it, it's nice. Um, maybe we, we heard... Um, 
what's his name? Um, the lizard might be in it. Mm -hmm. So potentially we could get Electro and the lizard from a variant, like a branch universe from the Amazing Spider-Man where they're more comic book accurate. So Electro is more comic book accurate and um, Lizard is more comic book accurate. Maybe he even wears the the lab coat, do you know what I mean? And, yeah. and looks more like the Lizard that we know. Um, whereas the um, where the Sam Raimi ones, because they're like well-received, they're like considered the top tier superhero films, I think they might be the actual ones from the films. Okay. So Green Goblin maybe is brought back to, to life because in the comics that happens a lot anyway. He, he's always dying and coming back to life. Um, but Doc Ock could potentially have survived. Like he, he might not necessarily have died in the last moments of Spider-Man 2, so that could be him as well. Um, in the trailer, we see that his tentacle arms, they have a red light on each one, mm -hmm. which indicates that they're in control. Because in Spider-Man 2, when they had red lights, they were in control. And the moment um, Doc Ock got control back of them, the light turned white. So the fact that they're red shows that they're back in potentially back in control of him, mm -hmm. which would explain why he could be evil again. Um, and it wouldn't necessarily erase the redemption arc that he had in Spider-Man 2. Um, but another uh, thing to consider is that not just Doc Ock, but there are many villains within the Spider-Man franchise so far that have had redemption arcs. And Doc Ock is one of them. Sandman had a redemption arc. By the end of Spider-Man 3, him and Spider-Man kind of um, came to an agreement. Uh, and Vulture as well, similar to similar Sandman. Yeah. They kind of have an agreement. Do you know what I mean? So there's potentially three members of the Sinister Six that could be double agents. Do you know what I mean? That, and even in the trailer, when you see the sand come it up off like the ground it looks like it's defending him from yeah. the lightning yeah 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 do you know what i mean so we could have potential double crossing going on within a sinister six so i like that um and the last thing i want to say uh, is a, is just to address matt murdoch quickly mm. a lot of people are saying that he's in the film he's going to be peter's lawyer mm. and even that that scene with someone slamming down the, the books are matt murdoch um apparently it's evidently it's not um, there have been screenshots of the trailer that was shown in IMAX. Yeah. And obviously that's got a wider aspect ratio. It shows more of the top and bottom mm -hmm. and you see his face and it's, it's not Charlie Cox. It's not, it's well, not Matt Murdock. So I, I, that rumor can be put to rest. I did later on say that I didn't think it was, was a Matt Murdock because if Matt Murdock's defending him, why would he be like slamming down those files angry at PR? Yeah, it's true. But I, I thought maybe that could have been the moment he walked in and the, the police officer is grilling Peter mm. and he slams down the shit like, leave him alone. Like, this mm. is uncaught. Do you know what I mean? Something like yeah. that. But apparently it's not him. There, I mean, I get why people thought it was. In the leaked version of the trailer, mm -hmm. you you can see, the, I guess, the IMAX aspect ratio. So you can see the person's face, but it's not clear enough to make yeah. out who it is. And then when the actual version was released, it looked like his face had been cropped out. So everyone was like, hey, why would you do that? Like, it's not. It's just... <laughs> but I, I, I guess it was nothing. It was just the aspect ratio and that it happened by accident. I think he could um, still be in it. And I'm still leaning towards that. He could still be in it. At some point. He could still be in it. Um, I mean, everyone's denied everything. It, uh, and it's turning out to be true. 
uh, I mean, the only person that didn't deny it was Alfred Molina. He was just straight up was like, yeah, I'm back. I'm back. I'm Doc Ock. It's yeah. sick, isn't it? Like, he didn't even care. But, yeah, everyone else. Actually, what's his name? JB Smooth. He kind of let a little slip happen as well because someone was interviewing him. He's the guy that played, the, the black guy that was one of the other teachers. Yeah. In, um, they questioned him. Like, they, they was interviewing him. And they were saying, like, oh, who, who are you most looking forward to working with? He said, Jamie Foxx. And then he goes, all right, but out of the Spider-Man, who is your favorite one returning? That, and he goes, Tobey Maguire. <laughs> so he kind of accidentally confirmed that at least Tobey Maguire is going to be in this movie. Yeah. Um, but one last thing I'd like to say, actually, um, we also, I think you said it last episode, but um, I just wanted to add to it again. Uh, Gwen Stacy potentially returning as um, Spider-Gwen. Yeah. Uh, I've, heard could be played- I've heard that that's got to be the end credit scene. That would be cool. Uh, that would be a cool end credit scene to see her turn up. Mm. Um, potentially as well, because it, it, she could be played by Emma Stone, uh, who played her in the Amazing Spider-Man movies, which would be more dramatic uh, if Andrew Garfield is in it, if they ever came face-to-face, because obviously Andrew Garfield lost Gwen Stacy and... Gwen Stacy in her universe would have lost her Peter Parker, who potentially could have been Andrew Garfield as well. So them two meeting, we could have some like dramatic scenes between them, which I don't think we got enough of or any of in the Amazing Spider-Man. No, sorry, in um, Into the Spider-Verse. I think that was the one thing that was missing um, was some form of anything between Peter and Gwen. Didn't really seem to happen. So we could have that potentially here. Also, um, Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man, potentially meeting another Green Goblin. Yeah. I'll be interested to see that um, because, again, you haven't seen Amazing Spider-Man 1 or 2, so I don't want to ruin it, but he has a very specific reason for hating Green Goblins. <laughs> so if he was to... garbage Green Goblin in that? Huh? Isn't there a Green Goblin in um, the the new the, the the Andrew Garfield Amazing Spider Man? That's like yeah, awful. in Amazing Spider Man Two, there's another Green Goblin, and it's, See, it's I a knew bit that because like yeah. everyone was complaining that oh God, please let let be that guy, and I was like oh, what's that? <laughs> nah. kind of figured it yeah, out. Yeah, no, I think I think Marvel are smart enough to know where to pick and choose <laughs> yeah. what has been well received and what hadn't. So yeah. that's why I think we're going to get a mixture of originals and variants because. Um, because um Mad. well yeah go on continue oh sorry i just heard noises and it threw me off um yeah i think i think we're potentially going to get a mixture of variants and originals i think sam raimi's villains will be originals and the amazing spider-man ones will be variants because you know they were shit. all right fair enough um do you know what i literally just thought of now yeah and would absolutely absolutely make me lose my shit into the cinema that would probably get me thrown out yeah what if, what if, yeah, we do get Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, yeah, and I don't really care if, right now if we get Andrew, Carf- Andrew Garfield's um, uh, Spider-Man or not, yeah. I've never watched him Spider-Man, yeah. so again, I don't care either. But I, I <laughs> watch it in the lead up to this new one, yeah. Even even people that have seen it don't care if he returns, to be honest. <laughs> but what if, yeah, if we get a tease or the introduction of the live action Miles Morales. Oh, that would be sick. 
That would be cool. I would lose my shit. Potentially, it could happen because in that trailer, there's a moment where Tom Holland is talking to um, some woman in a car, and people are speculating that could be Miles Morales' mum. Ooh, and but wasn't his we've heard... Latino? And his, uh, dad, and his dad was black. That's, yeah, that's true. But she could be, um, like dark skinned Latinos, you know what I mean? Yeah, but that's a, it was, it's not Gabriel Union, it's, um, what's her name? Oh, I forgot her name. Let me see if I can look it up. What, the woman that was in the car? Yeah. Oh, what, you know what actress it was? Yeah, it's, she's a, she's a bait, not a bait actress, but you know who she is. Okay, well, if that's the case, then yeah, maybe that's why people are speculating she's Mark, because if she's a known actress, she's not just going to be some random woman that Spider-Man saves on the bridge, is it? She's going to have more to, surely she's going to have more to it than that. Mm. But anyway, no, again, to add to what you're saying, we could specifically see a live action version of the Miles Morales that we saw in... uh, into the Spider-Verse yeah. because apparently a scene that got cut from that movie I don't know if it was due to time restrictions or what but Tom Holland's Spider-Man was meant to make an appearance in that movie okay and so it is part of the MCU's multiverse do you know what I mean um, also at the end of that movie there was like a the end credit scene was like um, a tease for the Venom movie and it said, um, it said something like elsewhere in the Spider Verse or in an, in another universe. Meanwhile, in another universe, and then you see this scene from Venom play out, and we know that Venom is part of the Spider Universe, which is part of the MCU universe. So it's all connected. Do you know what I mean? So potentially, we could be seeing actual versions from that movie turn up in live action form. We could even get a Spider Pig. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. I've just got a sneaky suspicion they won't bring Spider Pig, but we never know. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't yeah. think they would. Well, the, act- the actress but- is Paula Paula Newsom. That was I need in- to look that up was who in- that is. Was that in that shot? Uh, she's known for Guess Who, Rain Over Me, and Things We Lost in the Fire. And like you said, the rumors out there is that she's potentially playing Miles Morales' mum. Of one article that I just quickly looked up. Paula Newsom. Yeah. N-E-W-S-O-M-E. She looks like she looks like she could play Oprah in a biopic. She does look like she could play Oprah, and that's supposed to be slightly rapist, ra- uh, rapist. <laughs> whoa, 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 a little fraudulent slip there, was it? Whoa, slightly, bro, slightly, slightly <laughs> racist, and say um, that she looked like Gabrielle Union. Is that the um, I'm thinking of? I don't know, bro. Like, I'd, have, I'd have to look her up as well. <laughs> I can't just see. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, all right. Yeah, she does. She does look black. So, yeah, I don't know. Traditionally, his mum was Latino and his dad was black. Yeah, but I mean, they can do what MC- they want. Yeah, you see that the MCU do um, what they want. Mm. So, yeah. Right, is that your your you giving all your takes on Spider Man? 
Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. All right. Well, I'm gonna let you continue. What have you been up to the like 700 weeks that you've been off enjoying? Life? Wow. Well, I have just been working. Like that's why it's difficult for me to find time to do this podcast because I'm usually I record while I'm at work because yeah. I've. <laughs> Because I've got my daughter at home. She just turned one, which was cool. We had our, her, her first birthday party. Ace, you was there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was cool. Uh, she's walking now. Like, she's she's just not, not talking, but she's spitting out words. Do you know what I mean? Like, she's trying to talk. She knows random words, like dog, cat, <laughs> book, up. Like, she just will throw a random word at you, and you'll be like, oh, shit, like, how did you know that? One funny word, uh, on, on the week of her birthday, mm-hmm. my mum took her to the zoo with my aunt and uh, my little cousin. Yeah. And apparently, uh, oh no, when we then got her back later on that day, um, she started saying the word help. And she had never said that before. <laughs> so I called my mum and I'm like, mum. Why is she saying help? How comes one day out with you at a zoo and just come back saying help? What happens? <laughs> you know what I mean? I think she was trying to get my mum in trouble for something, you know, because she's never said oh, help gosh. before, yeah. And my mum was like, Yeah, like I took her into the I took her into the toilet, like the changing room to change her, and she was screaming and then randomly started shouting help. And I'm like, bro, she try to get you in trouble, mum. Like, <laughs> trash this little kid shouted out help from the toilet. No, <laughs> oh, that's wild. But yeah, man. But that's basically what I've been. Mean. I just I go to work and I go home and spend time with my wife and a little one. Like, that's what my life is right now. Um, I was lucky to see Shang Chi. If I'm honest, like, I'm I'm lucky to see a lot of stuff because uh, most of my time is taken up from that. Having said that. Let me list off some stuff that I have watched. Yeah, yeah. Um, I recently rewatched the original Ninja Turtles, oh, um, nice. the live action one. Mm-hmm. It, it holds up and it still, to me, is the best live action Ninja Turtles film there's been. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we need to add a question to the guest questions of what is your favorite Ninja Turtle? Okay, yeah. Because I can, I can, I can make that happen. Just remind me off the yeah. recording. Yeah, because. Yeah, Thank you. Another correct answer. You, you're you, you're good at this, bro. But no, I I feel like I feel like fuck your star sign, fuck all of that. Tell me what your favorite Ninja Turtle is, and then I'll 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 figure you out. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, I Sorry, sorry. Yeah, I just want to add to that. Yeah, when I was younger, yeah, my favorite character probably was Michelangelo, and actually, like my weapon of choice was probably would have been the bow staff. As an as mm. I've got older. My weapon of choice has changed to probably um uh jewel and katana so i like i like the idea of jewel in but my yeah. favorite ninja turtle right now is probably Raphael. because that's I, the, I, the, the irony is he's my second favorite because I, 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 I like the anger issues that he has and the fact that he's just down to kill and just like that's what <laughs> fucks you up like, yeah he's I, I i find him as an adult he's more relatable <laughs> yeah, if it wasn't if it wasn't for Thingy, if it wasn't for um Michelangelo, Thingy would be second. Thingy would be next. Raphael yeah. would be next. Hundred percent. Yeah, it's actually funny because obviously mm-hmm. Titus, my son's name is 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 is, is double barrel name is Titus Raphael as well. So it would have been like yeah, Raphael oh, would have been next next on that list. That's fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Raphael is my second favorite as well. My favorite is Michelangelo. Mm. 
I, I just love the humor. Do you know what I mean? Like, I like Deadpool. I like I like humorous characters. Yeah. And yeah. I also like the serious, like Batman style characters and Raphael. So, yeah, those two are definitely my favorite. Donnie's too much of a nerd, and Leo is just a wet blanket man. Like, unfortunately, being a leader, you have to be the wet blanket. Yeah. So, but um, but yeah, not the original movie holds up, man. Like, even just the 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 suits, like, there's no CGI in it. Just suits. Like animatronics, it, it holds up, man. Like it's really good. I think it's Jim Henson who like did the Muppets and did like Labyrinth and a lot of like classic animatronics back in the day and, and puppetry and stuff. Um, so yeah, it, it holds up. One thing I never clocked as well, a lot a lot of these movies as well, I, I watched with um, commentary. Mm-hmm. Um, so like we'll get to it later because you've got plans for it. But I, I watched. The, the one and two um, right. Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies yeah, yeah. with commentary on. We're gonna do a, so like got... a, a retro review, so we've, yeah. We've got to so I'm gonna save December. it for. Um, so we'll probably start after. So we've got James Bond end of this month. Um, so I'm gonna watch all the James Bond movies again. Once you've mm. got James Bond out of the way, I think I'm gonna start re- retro reviewing Spider-Man with you guys. Yeah, that'll be cool. Yeah, so I'm not going to say anything now, but again, watching it with commentary mm-hmm. gives you a bit of insight into like some stuff you didn't really notice. And um, I only mention that because I watched Ninja Turtles with commentary as well. Mm-hmm. And one thing I never noticed, which is quite cool, just a little like story kind of thing. Um, Raphael has a scar on his cheek, and I never noticed that before. But once it gets pointed out to you, it, it's pretty obvious. Do you know what I mean? You, 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 what, it's like one of those once you see it, you can't unsee it things. Yeah. Um, and the the reason behind that is because obviously in the in the Ninja Turtles movie, the first time they take on the Foot Clan or whatever, that's their first that, that's their first fight. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They haven't fought before that. So why would he have a scar on his cheek? Apparently, it was Leonardo that gave him that scar in training accidentally, which is why Raphael and him, like Raphael's got a problem with him and they're always beefing now. That's why Raphael's got a problem with him. So I thought that was a cool little like thing that I never knew this whole time. And rewatching it again, I managed to find something new about it. So it, it was cool, man. It was, it was worth doing. Nice. Um, we've talked about what if. Um, uh, my next two things, I kind of wanted uh, Stevie to be on here to talk about this because I feel like he'd definitely be into this. Um, it's a show on Apple TV called AP Bio. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a comedy series. It's four seasons long. Yeah. The first two seasons have about 10 to 13 episodes and season three and four have eight episodes each. Yeah. Um, and it stars um, Glenn Howerton, who is one of the four main characters in um, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. So... Since I'm up to date with Always Sunny and there isn't any more for me to watch, mm. I then went and watched, um, what was the other one? The, the one about the game, um, Mythic, Quest. Mythic Quest. I watched that. There's yeah. two seasons of that. That has an, one of the other actors from Always Sunny. Mm-hmm. I finished that, so I was kind of having Always Sunny withdrawal symptoms. And I found yeah. this show starring one of the other characters. And it, again, it, as soon as I saw it was him starring it, I knew exactly what to expect. He's, yeah. a, he's a teacher, but he's like he's he's a, a philosopher. He's a he's got like all these degrees in philosophy. He's like this very world renowned philosopher, and um, he's recently like fallen on hard times. Mm-hmm. So he's had to for a year. He's going to work in this school, 
teaching biology, but he's got no interest in teaching biology. He says, you wouldn't bring Picasso in to talk about maths. Do you know what I mean? You'd bring him in for art. So I'm not doing biology. I'm going to teach. But actually, he's not, I'm not even going to teach you. He said, the first two rules of my class are A, don't think this is going to be one of those things where I secretly teach you throughout the year and you learn without realizing it. He's like, no, I'm not teaching you anything. Mm. And the second rule is, don't think you're going to teach me to be a better person or anything like that. That's not going to happen. I'm older and smarter than you. There's nothing you could possibly teach me. So he's just like, you know, those tropes of like, he, the teacher comes in and the, the class is unruly and he kind of gains their respect and he teaches them and they teach him and like the Mr. Miyagi thing where doing wax on wax off mm -hmm. taught him karate without him even realizing there's none of that shit. He literally doesn't want to be there. There, the, the students actually want to learn because this is like, they want to learn biology. Do you know what I mean? So they keep trying to get him fired or get like another teacher to come in. So it's really, it's a really interesting dynamic. It's really funny. Um, Patton Oswalt is the um, is the the like the head teacher, mm -hmm. um, so that's that's pretty that's pretty funny as well. There's a lot of good interactions with them. It's a good show. Anyone that needs always sunny fix. If you finish Mythic Quest and you still need more, watch AP Bio. I definitely recommend that. It's it's, it's very funny. Um, and the last thing, oh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles original gets a whole chicken. Mm -hmm. AP Bio gets a free piece. Um, and last thing I, I can, I watched Candyman. Uh, I was hoping to be on the last episode, but I couldn't, I couldn't quite make it. Um, but just like you, I, I rewatched the original Candyman. Mm -hmm. um, for me, I think you gave it, a, I think you gave both of them, the new and the original, a free piece. Yeah. Uh, for me, I think the original gets a half chicken. It's not bad, mm -hmm. but I think it is a bit dated. Um, it never really scared me like the way that Freddy Krueger or someone like that would like, he, he never really scared me like that. And I just think it's funny that the, the, the horror movie that has their, their monster for lack of a better word is a black guy. E even as a horror icon, mm. the black guy is still just going for the white girl. Like he just can't resist that white woman. Like <laughs> he wants that white, he wants that white meat. Do you know what yeah, I mean? And that, that's no, why there's nobody's there. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's why she was able to say his name and didn't get killed straight away. Because I was thinking the same thing as you. I was like, everyone that said his name gets killed straight away. Yeah. Why, are you getting, why is he allowing you for all this time and just playing with you? But then obviously you find out not only is she a white woman, like she's the reincarnation of his white woman or yeah, yeah. she like looks just like her or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, I like the one thing I do like about the original that kind of bled over into the new one. Uh, and... I don't know if they did it more in a new one or if the original did it more, was this whole thing about does Candyman actually exist or is it just in her head? Is she the one going around killing everyone? Because whenever anyone would die, she would wake up like in a pool of their blood, mm -hmm. holding the murder weapon. So it's like, is she just going crazy and doing this? Yeah. Or is he like framing her? Do you know what I mean? So I thought that was an interesting kind of concept. And that kind of... Like I said, that, that concept kind of bled into the new one. Mm -hmm. um, one thing that I always, two things actually, that I always found funny about Candyman. Number one, why was he called Candyman? Didn't make any sense to me. There was no reason. The new one kind of tries to give it a reason. 
but it doesn't explain why the original one was called Candyman. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he never gave candy to kids. Like, as we find out in the new one, Candyman is more like like Link from Zelda. Like, every iteration is a new one. Yeah. So, the original, why would he be called Candyman? Because it wasn't until a later one where it was a man who was known for giving candy to kids and then there was, like, a razor in it. Yeah. But the original one, we learned, like, was a slave or the son of a slave who was an artist and painted this white woman who was the daughter of someone and then they fell in love and then they killed him. They killed him, tortured him, put honey all over him and then bees killed him. I guess honey's sweet and candy's sweet. That's the only connection I could find, but I don't get why it was Candyman. And the whole saying his name five times never sat well for me mm-hmm. because like, it's a rule of movies. Like Three is the magic number. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, like, thought, you've got, I thought it was three you've got, watched the movie. Because three makes more sense. Like, everything is three. Like, jokes. It's always in threes. An Englishman, an Irishman, and a Scotsman. Three wise men. The three blind mice. Mm. Uh, Do you know what I mean? Everything is always threes. Mm. Um, But, oh, I'm very sorry. Give me one sec. Take that, yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, no. um, I... Like I said, I did quite enjoy the new ones. And you know, I think for me, the reason why I probably enjoyed them more than anything else here is because they weren't that scary. Like, I think there was, like I said on the last week's episode, I think there might have been one jump scare that kind of, you know, made me like shift a little bit in my seat. But for the for the most intense purposes, it was right. Have you seen the... Yeah, um, it wasn't scary. Uh, Gospel, have you seen the Candyman movies? Any, even the original? I have not seen any of the Candyman movies. I have no desire to see any of the Candyman movies. <laughs> not because they scare me or anything like that. It's just not, not something I'm interested in. I mean, yeah. maybe like horror films and stuff like that should be something that I try and get myself into a bit more. But up until this day, I still ain't really just... I still ain't had any interest in it yeah, I'd have to force that. myself right now if I really want to try and watch it yeah. it's 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 alright it's worth watching the original to see the new one because watching the original does add to the experience of it because in the new one we kind of get a retelling of the main character from the original her name's Helen mm-hmm. we kind of get a retelling of her story like like it's become a folktale or like through Chinese whispers it's the story's kind of changed. Um, and I kind of like that aspect of it. Um, even Candyman himself had a different backstory. So to go from the original to this, it's kind of a more jarring experience. Uh, but then again, by the end, it gets explained. Um, I like that it turned out to be a sequel, like Anthony, the main character. Uh, did it actually outright say that he was the baby from the first one or are we just assuming no they did they did the mum came out and said like oh i i lied about where you're born because um i waited oh yeah you're right a better life blah 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 blah. and then when he went to the hospital they was like yeah you was born here yeah and he was like no yeah yeah, okay you're right yeah um one thing i like about the new one that wasn't (coughs) in the original Mm -hmm. is obviously because to summon him you need to look in a mirror and say his name five times so I liked that in this movie, you could only see him in the mirror. So when he was killing people, when you're looking at them like in real life, it just looks like they're being dragged up by nothing and stabbed by nothing. Mm-hmm. But when you see in the reflection, that's when you see what he's doing to them. I thought that was really cool. Um, the whole like be going into the mirror and then becoming part of the reflection. All of that I thought was really cool. Um, I liked hearing the tapes. 
recordings from the original. So like the interviews that she did with the cleaners, mm-hmm. uh, they got a playback. So I thought all of that just added to the world building of it. Um, I knew from the moment his hand got stung by the bee and started like getting worse yeah, and yeah, worse, yeah. I was like, he's going to be Candyman by the end of this. Yeah. Like, and that, that's what happened. Um, but the way it happened, I didn't quite expect it to be that guy. That was quite a cool twist, I feel. I feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was still stupid. Both The endings to both movies were stupid. <laughs> yeah. I, feel like, I feel like this one was better. It was basically the same, in a way, as the original one. But I feel like the execution of this one was better because he actually became a candy man. Like, it wasn't just this white woman randomly becoming part of it for no reason. Like, even though I did like the whole him accidentally summoning her while he was grieving, I thought this was better. And it kind of made Candyman out to be like, uh, like more than just one guy. He was like a, um, like, like this kind of like an anti-hero in a way kind of became a representation of a lot of what, black people have been through in history and like like the whole thing with like the slavery thing and him being killed for loving a white woman then the next candy man was beaten to death by policemen and was wrongly accused like it turned out it wasn't even him mm-hmm. and do you know what i mean like a lot of it was was what black people throughout history have, have, have like suffered and stuff do yeah. you know what i mean so it was a core cool reflection of real life events and he kind of like i mean even in the end when the when anthony became the next candy man uh he kind of like was an anti-hero because he, he he saved her in a sense because the policeman was like about to put her down was like look because yeah they run in and they shoot him down in it they kill him yeah. and so they're like to his girl they're like look he was going to do this to you and do that to you and all that, and we saved you and like shots were fired. But that wasn't the actual or case, though. You, huh? That wasn't the actual case, though. Like he wasn't a threat. They just kind of gunned him down. I know they were saying that because yeah. they were trying to frame him. They yeah. just w- walked in, killed a black guy, and then were trying to like change the narrative. But yeah. again, that's something we see a lot in the real world. Mm-hmm. So that was another aspect of of the the metaphor of Candyman that I kind of liked about it. And then they were like, look, you can either go with our story or go with your story, but your story is going to end with you in jail. And, they, and then they were like going to put stuff on her as well. Yeah. So when she's then, when she then summoned Candyman and he came back and killed all the policemen, mm. it was kind of like, uh, uh, what's, what's the word? Um, oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Like a relief. Do you know what I mean? Uh, like... I can't, I can't think of what the word is. Why didn't it, was it, is it not irony or something like that? Irony, no, yeah, but no, I'm looking, I'm thinking of a specific word that means, Just it's like, um, it's on the tip of my tongue, man, but I'm not going to get it, it's annoying me. Right. It's like when you feel relief, like you, you have a build up of anxiety and stress, you want something to happen and then something happens, do you know what I mean? Like, I can't remember what it's called, right. but there's a, yeah. there's a term for it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, yeah, I really like that. Um, and then there was even one moment where in his reflection, when he is Candyman in the end, in his reflection, you see the original Candyman. I think he like even morphs, his face morphs and you see all the different 
variations of Kanye Man, and then it goes back to the original one that we see in the first movie. But why didn't that, might... why didn't that Candyman kill her though? She summoned him though. Why do you say go tell everyone or whatever he said? <coughs> because I think I think the Candyman that you know is what gets summoned. Mm-hmm. So in Helen's case in the first one, she heard the story of that Candyman, the slave one. Yeah. So she summoned him. In this one, the story Anthony heard was about the candy man giving out candies and stuff and being beaten to death by the police. So that's the candy man that he saw. Mm-hmm. His girl wasn't into that whole candy man stuff. She didn't want to get involved. Yeah. But when he, when he died and became the candy man, that was the candy man she knows. Do you know what I mean? But she also had the, the concept that there are many candy men. And he's just the latest one. Maybe that's why he was kind of morphing through them and, and his face was changing throughout the different ones. Yeah, but, but then saying, it landed. Why, why didn't he kill her? Why didn't, when she summoned Candyman, he killed all the police officers but didn't kill her? Because that was Anthony. Anthony's her man. He ain't going to kill her. Mm, I don't it's know. basically like, it's still him. Do you know what I mean? It's still him. Mm. He just is a Candyman now. Like, the same way. The original Candyman didn't kill the white girl because she looked like his white girl. Is the same reason Anthony as Candyman didn't okay, kill her. Okay, do you know okay, what I mean? Okay, yeah, yeah. With that explanation, I can't understand where you're coming from. Yeah, right, but no, I liked it. I think the new one was better. I'd give the new one a free piece. Okay. Um, yeah, but I, I feel like they did more with the concept. All right, calm. Um, two quick things that I watched. I watched something called. Oh, so first of all, I finished Eden Zero. Which is basically fairy tale meets One Piece. I actually really enjoyed it. I'm gonna give it a, a solid three piece. Uh, I look forward to seeing more episodes of this. Like I did like where the story was going. I liked some of the fight scene. I liked the humor in it. Um, highly entertaining. It's on Netflix. Go check it out. Uh, another thing that I watched. Uh, I watched um, something called Q Force. Uh, it's an adult animated comedy series on Netflix. Um, it was a ten episode series with Gabe Lightman as showrunner. A lot of Sean Hayes, Todd Milner, and others as executive producer is, um, came out September 2nd, 2021. Uh, I'm gonna give it a half chicken. Um, it, it was funny in parts. Um, it was a little bit offensive in parts as well. Um, obviously I'm not a member of the LGBTQT community, but obviously it was a lot of poking fun, it was a lot of poking fun at them. Um, but at the same time, as poking fun at them, it was like, you know, you shouldn't treat gay people and people of the LGBTQ community as too different because at the end of the day, they're still people. Um, I did actually quite like the story because basically what is there, there's like, um, this guy who's trained to be like a, a, a secret agent, isn't it? And then as he's like, you know, he's the best in his class. He's like amazing. He's basically James Bond in it. And, um, <clears throat> as he's like about to like graduate um top of his class and like he's got to give like that speech that Americans do when you're like top of your class you know America has just changed um their like l- uh, rules or whether people could be like openly gay in the like secret service or the military or whatever so he's like okay screw it now that that's happened yeah I'm gonna tell everyone that I'm gay and then obviously they're like oh no we don't like this um and then they basically blacklist him and then he's got like you know, go to West Hollywood and like for 10 years, they don't give him no assignments, but he creates like, um, 
his own like queer force um, of other like people of the LGBT community. And uh, one of them's like, like, is, um, oh, what's the word? Uh, it's like a, a drag dresser. And so he's like really good at, um, <clears throat> oh, what the hell? Um, not camouflage, but like, um, uh, like disguises, isn't it? So he's really good at doing disguises. Um, it's, it, like I said, it's fun. Like some bits are actually quite funny. Some bits are kind of offensive, but I really do like the story and I think it's definitely worth checking out. Um, so yeah, check out Q Force on Netflix. Um, but yeah, so that brings us up to everything that we catch up to. We're going to start heading over to the news and I got to load up the bumper. Welcome to Blurs or Us News. News, 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 news. All right, where are we yeah. Lots of news, as always. T, even though you haven't been on, I've been praising you for keep feeling like the news because there's been a lot of times where I've been... Uh, like, you, you know, I've heard it's, and it's, my head gets big every time. <laughs> <that I think. laughs> um, you know, it, sometimes it's, it's not even because I slack, like... I normally take the screenshot to do it later. And then when I go on to the news, I'm like, oh, T's already done it. So I'm like, okay, cool. Um, mm-hmm. all right, so I literally do it. I literally do it as I see it. As I see it, I'll screenshot it, post it in the group and then write it in the thing. Yeah. That way I don't forget anything. Do you know what I mean? And no, that's, that's like, a good way to do it. And it, it, it does mm-hmm. like alleviate some of the work off my shoulders, which is, which is nice. That's what I thought as well. Cause like you guys, cause I'm not on the show. Mm-hmm. You guys are always on the show. I thought I could help out that way at least. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's very much appreciated. Um, all right, so the first bit of news, uh, general news, Rick and Morty feature-length season finale, Christopher Lloyd and Jadine Martell as live-action Rick and Morty from Universe C-132. Like, everyone yes. knows who Christopher Lloyd is. Even me, yes. seeing Back to the Future, I know who Christopher Lloyd is. But I don't know who this Jaden Martell is. What's he from? Jaden Martell is from It. He's the guy. You seen it? Yes, it. One? chapter one and chapter two. Yeah, yeah. The the one that stutters, the kid that stutters. Uh, okay, that's him. So yeah. again, I feel that was quite decent casting. Mm-hmm. Obviously, not on the level of Christopher Lloyd. I mean that that's, that's yeah, spot on. That's like a spot. On not the only nose. is it spot on, but Rick is based off of Doc Brown from Back to the Future. So it's like, do you know what I mean? It it it's like Nick Fury. Exactly. Like the whole concept of this young boy and this old man doing stuff like is based off Back to the Future. So essentially Christopher Lloyd is playing Rick, who is based off of Doc Brown, who was played by Christopher Lloyd. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So it's like a complete circle. Mm. Um it's it's like when they got Samuel L. Jackson to play Nick Fury. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like it's just it's perfect because that is, is. Mm. um so this is apparently this is promotion for the season finale which i think is happening tonight mm-hmm. as of recording this sunday night for us it'll be tomorrow because we're getting it on channel four mm-hmm. um on mondays um but yeah so originally there was meant to be 10 episodes this season mm-hmm. they got to episode eight and it kind of just stopped and i was kind of like well what's going on um, I thought maybe there was just eight episodes this season and episode eight could, could have been a finale. Like 
I don't know if have you have you finished the season? No, I, I've, I've missed a couple of episodes, so I'm actually gonna go back like after we record. That's one of the things I'm gonna try and catch up yeah. for. So try and do that because it'll, it'll be cool. It'll be cool to talk about it next week because again, like, well, after we after we've seen tonight's episode of tomorrow, then we can yeah review the season as a whole next week. Mm-hmm. Um, but this will be a feature length one. The original plan was to have episode eight and nine, mm-hmm. um, but they changed their mind in the last minute and delayed episode. Well, they, they essentially took the time slot of two episodes mm. and have combined it into an hour long episode for the finale. Um, we don't know if it's just going to be two back to back episodes, nine and 10, or if it's just going to be one long episode, but the, all the articles say feature length episode. Mm. Um, so I'm assuming it'll just be one story. And this apparently is an aspect of it. We're going to be getting, live action rick and morty mm-hmm. um within the show this isn't our rick and morty that we see in the show the main rick is c137 mm-hmm. so this is c132 so i'm guessing this in this universe it's real life like it's a live action universe yeah. and these are the rick and mortys from there I, so it's cool i've heard it's, that we're getting a whole hour of a live action rick and morty <laughs> oh really that's what i heard but like, I think yeah, that's, yeah. that's okay. I that's heard, cool. I've, that, that's why I missed you in a group, and you were like, "Yeah," and I was like, "Okay." You didn't really react as I didn't. I didn't realize the whole episode would be live action. I thought like because what I heard was something like uh, Morty is trying to make his own <coughs> portal gun mm-hmm. uh, because he doesn't want Rick to know that he used his, or he doesn't want him to know where he's going, or something like that. Mm. So he tries to make his own portal gun. Rick kind of laughs at him about it or whatever, catches him doing it, but he tries to do it anyway. And then kind of like how Spider-Man fucked up the multiverse. Yeah, yeah. Morty fucks up the multiverse by trying to make his own... um, Teleportation. Teleportation gun. Uh, And so I I thought like it would be like a a multiverse hopping episode where we just see multiple versions of them and this is going to be one of the versions. But if it's a whole live-action episode, that could be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it, maybe it's the live action Morty that tries to make his own portal gun and fucks up. They didn't necessarily say which Morty it was. Yeah. So that may yeah that could be the case. That'd be cool. I'd be mm-hmm. I'd be down for that actually. I'd what, be interested. But what's, what, are you this, this, of, this, sorry, the, the casting that's the news. Do you know what I mean? The yeah. casting of Christopher Lloyd that that is the big thing to take away here. Gospel, are you a fan of Rick and Morty? A little bit, a little bit, <laughs> a little bit. That's, that's that's basically no. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no, no, a little bit. Why? Was it, why? Because the is, is this an episode or is this a like, is this a season finale or is this the actual? Is that it sounds like a film or something. See, that's what yeah. I thought. I thought it was basically like obviously they can't read really the film, but it's gonna be yeah. a, live, a live action episode because it would just be freaking cool. It's a it's a feature length episode, so it's like it's it's not quite movie length. It's not ninety minutes. Mm-hmm. But it's like an hour long, so that technically that's feature length. So yeah. it's like it's essentially it is a movie, but it's the finale of the most recent season. Yeah. So it's kind of both in a way. Okay, oh, fair enough. enough. Yeah, that'd, that'd be interesting to watch. <clears throat> cool. Let's get to the comics. Cue the music. Uh, over to you yes comic book news so um only a couple pieces of news this week um 
Firstly, Umbrella Academy wraps uh, season three filming. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really looking forward to this. I loved the first season was a whole chicken for me. The second season started a bit shaky, mm-hmm. but it, it, it found its footing and I really enjoyed season two, maybe even more than the first one by the end of it. So I'm really excited for season three. Um, I'm. Oh yeah, we get to find out that um, the chick that was banging the knife guy that turned out to be um, a member of the Umbrella Academy. Well, not a it member, is... but she was born like the same time they were. Exactly, exactly, yeah. And remember, by the end of season two, they had fucked up the timeline so that the Umbrella oh, the Academy Sparrows. is a whole new team now. Yeah, it was the Sparrows or the Sparrow and, Academy. Yeah, and their brother that died that turns into monsters, he was back alive. Mm, yeah. So that is very. I'll see you quite again. Hello. Interesting, but sorry, you can't. You can't all for like of those twenty mystery, seconds. Beyond, beyond all of that, sorry. So I'm just saying, beyond all of those questions, all of the mystery, mm-hmm. all of everything surrounding season three, the biggest question that I have is: <laughs> Are we getting? <laughs> You're Ellen Page or Elliot Page? You're a dickhead. You said you're a dickhead. You're a dickhead for that one still. What, what does that mean for the character, though? Do you know what I mean? That's what I want to find out. Like, it, well, I mean, they did make her... Again, I haven't read the source material, so I don't know. But she she was turned out to be gay in season two. Yeah. So and she her, was very quite, like, fluid anyway. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe she's such a good actress mm. that even though she's real I keep calling her she even though she's really a man she can still act as an actress because she's he, so sick he's now a he he, he sorry yeah, he we, is such a actor we, we, we got those pronouns can, I don't want to upset anyone so I'm just moving <laughs> on I, uh, I, I don't want to get into this <laughs> I just wanted to make my joke I'm happy I did it <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I knew the moment you started talking I was like I know exactly where this dickhead is going this side Ah, uh, yes. For fuck's sake. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's go to the next news article. I'm going to have uh, a change. Uh, this time I'm going to have a change. Yeah. Um, Elliot Page. What? Uh, Ellen Page. <laughs> I'm going to let you do this. Ellen, I'm going to mute myself. <laughs> Ellen Page, um, a couple of months ago, um, came out and said that they didn't feel like that I'm paraphrasing here that they didn't feel like they were in the right body or the gender that they believe they should be so as far as I know they transitioned into Elliot Page mm-hmm. and um, they they are now now using the pronouns he okay which is <laughs> which is mad yeah so like do they go back and like movies that it was Ellen Page, edit it to Elliot Page, or does do they lose the credits? Like any awards, That's a good point. any awards <laughs> they won, it's like no, because... you, you didn't win those awards. Yeah, ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's joke. Nah, yeah, it's true. That says Elliot. That says Ellen on there. That's not you, yeah, bro. That's you not you, mate. Don't, 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 don't claim those acting credits, lad. Yeah, you just got to start from the beginning. Nah, we're starting to take the piss, bro. We're getting dangerous, <laughs> dangerous territories here. But I don't know. It's true though, because again, another one of the things we're probably going to get into later on. You mm. told me not to bring it up yet, but I rewatched the Matrix. I'm going through the Matrix series. Oh again. yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that when we do and it was. That. It was interesting to see 
the Wachowski brothers mm -hmm. in the credits because they're obviously now the Wachowski sisters. sisters yeah. So it's a very similar situation there. Mm. Um, so I don't know what's going to happen, but <laughs> yeah. technically, technically as well, didn't she, um, didn't she sue, uh, play that game? What's that game with her in it? Last, oh, last um, of us. Was it last, last of, of us? us? Yeah, it was Last of Us, wasn't it? Yeah. With the old guy and the young girl. Yeah, yeah. And the young girl was like her likeness. Yeah. And she sued them. Technically, yeah. if she won and they paid her, she should give that money back. <laughs> because, because that's not her likeness. And th that's not his likeness. That oh, was Ellen's likeness. Oh, <laughs> uh, that oops up a whole kettle of webs. I, I, <laughs> I am not even going to go there. But I actually might ask one of my lawyer friends that, that question, actually, and find out if they... It's a good question. They, they, they probably won't even know the answer to that it. That is a very good question. I don't... It's probably not something they learned when they went to lawyer school. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, definitely not. Mm. Anyway, let's, that's, we, still, we dipped our toe into that even more than I wanted. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> but, um, uh, all right. The next two bits of news are kind of linked. Um, I've got a nice segue between them. Anyway, uh, Marvel is apparently seeking a Latino lead for a Disney Plus Halloween special in 2022. Mm. And now this is rumoured to be Werewolf by Night. Would make sense for it to be Halloween. It's a Latino lead. Makes sense. So that is the rumour at the moment, is that we're going to get a, a Halloween special... Mm. Uh, kind of like how we're getting a Christmas special with Guardians. Yeah. We're now going to get a Halloween special as well next year, for, which is presumed to be Werewolf by Night. Mm -hmm. um, Werewolf by Night was also recently rumoured to be making an appearance. In, so it could potentially be a spin-off of Moon Knight and be like just a little funny, fun little Halloween special. Okay. Um, but speaking of Moon Knight, uh, we have... Again, speculation, uh, but there is reason to believe that Mark Ruffalo, uh, playing the Hulk, mm -hmm. may make an appearance in the Moon Knight show. Okay. Um, the reason people believe this is that there was a photo posted by an Instagrammer uh, with Mark Ruffalo outside a hotel in Budapest. Um, it Budapest. was the same hotel that Oscar Isaacs, who's playing Moon Knight, mm -hmm. is staying at for the duration of the filming. Mm -hmm. uh, the majority of filming is taking place on location in Budapest. Uh, and not long after she took a photo with Mark Ruffalo, she then posted a picture with her with Oscar Isaacs. Mm -hmm. So they're staying at the same hotel in the same country at the same time. It would be a very big coincidence for Mark Ruffalo to just be there if he wasn't appearing in it. Uh, we know he's going to be appearing in She-Hulk, but now it seems like there's reason to believe he could be appearing in this. Uh, Hulk and Moon Knight don't really have much history in the comics, so it would be kind of a new thing that they're doing, um, but it would be interesting to see. Um, and, and, oh, and then the next day, uh, Mark Ruffalo tweeted uh, the original Screen Rant article mm -hmm. uh, saying basically everything that I just said <laughs> with, a with a cryptic message that he added saying, as the person who's responsible 
for this next phase of the MCU, I would hate to spoil something. <laughs> I have learned the hard way. <laughs> so, as we all know, he, him, and Tom Holland are notorious oh, for yes. spoiling things. Yeah, I think he, I think he even broadcast the first like twenty minutes of Infinity War while he was in the cinema on by accident on Facebook Live or something like that. Yeah. So he, I don't know if it's a joke or if he has spoiled it by trying not to spoil it. Like sometimes addressing it, even if you don't say anything is enough. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Could be either way. Could just be a coincidence. Um, I, don't know if it's if i should bring this up now but i will get no i'll leave it for now i'll leave it for now but there's more to it but i will leave it for later during the reviews all right cool because i don't want to spoil anything <laughs> all right cool 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 um is that it we yeah, yeah, that's it. News? that's all i've got for comment but news this week all right come we're gonna go to trailers which i always forget where that one is all right here we go I don't know why the bumpers are a little bit quieter than they normally are, but it is what it is. Um, I almost did the same thing you did, but I had to hold it down because I didn't want to ruin the recording. <laughs> and it, it hurt me. It hurt me not to do it. And then you just did it anyway. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, uh, Gospel, were you, you by any chance able to watch any of these trailers before we go through them? Which trailers? I don't think I watched them. Uh, I think I forgot to watch them. Uh, <laughs> I watched the shows and just missed the trailers. Uh, that's all good. Uh, no damn to die final trailer. We got international trailer and a US trailer. Um, I thought what was interesting is that the US trailer was like release date October 10th. And I believe yeah. the UK release date was September 30th or international release date was September 30th. So we o- are actually- October, October 8th and September 30th. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my bad. Okay. So we're going to actually get this one before, um, American audiences. Uh, That's damn right. This is James Bond, motherfucker. This is the British <laughs> intelligence. Bitch. I, I we would, should get it first. I would like to for me and you to watch this together because we watched the first one together and I was just like, mm, I'm out. And I haven't watched, <laughs> and I haven't watched another one since then. Um, yeah. But I'm gonna do a retro review to ca- get myself up to date. Why why didn't you give these bonds a chance? Was it because of Daniel Craig? Yes, I absolutely Was it because was it because of our English lessons at college? Um Yes and no. I just didn't and that f- stupid book and film that we had to what read was it and watch. Enduring, enduring love. Enduring love, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that, that was a remember the movie. <laughs> yeah, wait, uh, the movie was even was the, a... the book. The book had sick parts in it, yeah. Yeah, but the movie was just dumb and oh it was stupid. Gosh. Um, yes and no. So for me, like I came out of that movie thinking, if that this had been called something else, and you had, you were you know just making another different action movie franchise, I would have really liked it. The fact that it was being done under the banner and guise of a James Bond movie, I didn't think it was really good. And I felt it was kind of like taboo to what they were doing to the character, innit? And then since then, I was just like, mm, yeah, I didn't really love it as much as you guys. And I just didn't watch any single one after that. I hear, I hear what you're saying. Because mm-hmm. it was a big departure from the usual Bond yeah. that we knew. And Bond... The Bond movies just kept getting more and more and more ridiculous. 
to the point where I think the one just before Daniel Craig took over was um, Pierce Brosnan. And it had a moment where a laser was being shot out of space and there was a tidal wave of ice or something like that. And he was surfing with a parachute and it just got ridiculous. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, so Daniel Craig's Bond took it way back to basics. Mm. It was a bit muddled up because it's like, is this an origin story? It can't be because it takes place in modern day. Yeah. Whereas the old Bonds take place in the past. Is it just like, is James Bond like another link? Like, like from Zelda? Are there yeah. just many James Bonds? Is James Bond just a code name? But, That's in one of, in one of, but then in one of the movies, uh, the Daniel Craig movies, he goes back to his family home and he, he is James Bond. It's just, that, that is him. Mm. It's not a code name. So again, unless he's the original James Bond and then all the other James Bonds we've seen have then taken on the code name or something, I don't know. But I, I've heard different things. But mm. to me, because I was never really a fan of the James Bond movies, yeah. like, I loved the GoldenEye game. Don't get yeah. twisted. That was sick. Um, I had seen some of the James Bond movies, but like I never got into the history. Like some people, like for some people, Sean Connery is James Bond because he mm. was the original. Yeah. Some people, it's like Timothy Dalton. I think was one or other people. To me, growing up, I always saw Pierce Brosnan in the James Bond movie, so he was James Bond to me. But I never really watched them. If that made sense, I just knew that he was James Bond. So when Daniel Craig took over. Mm -hmm. And I watched that because it was like a rebranding kind of thing. And it was like all new there. I kind of thought I'd give it a chance. Mm -hmm. And I, I really liked it. It it was more like Jason Bourne mm -hmm. than like, do you know what I mean? It, it yeah, clearly it like took on that style yeah. because that was popular. And I think that's a beef that a lot of people had with it. Like mm -hmm. it was less gadgets and suave and yeah. it was more like rough and like I'll I'll kill you with a book. Do you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> Trying to go a little so, bit like die hardish kind of as well. Like it, Yeah. It just was like I said, it just didn't feel James. And you know me, back then I was young in it. So if I didn't like something, I was just like, fuck it, I'm not watching it no more. And I just didn't. Because also at the same yeah. time, like back then I had to pay for shit in it. Like now that I've got my limitless, I'm just like, yeah, cool, whatever. I'll just go watch anything. But when I've got to spend my and like you know, it got to a point where V was charging some dumb money for cinema tickets. Like, yeah. they've, they've, um, since obviously Odin started doing a limitless, and I think, uh, was it Cinema Express? What's the other place? There's V, Odin, Cineworld. Cineworld, yeah. And then, so when City World and Odin both started doing limitless, they were like, fuck, mm. we got to drop our prices or we ain't going to make no money. So now V, for the most part, is at a respectable price. But back then, the moment we, we, we grew up and hit 18, yo, <laughs> those prices were peak. Yeah, it's true. That's so. why limitless is pr it's a pretty sweet deal, you know? Like, we've got it good with limitless. Trust me. Like you look at like in America, they've got their AMC thing. Mm. It's nowhere near the same. Nah, ours is much better. Mm. Much better. Um, oh yeah, so let's actually talk about this trailer. Um, it was a good trailer. It made like it made me want to see the movie in it. Like if I wasn't someone that reviewed podcasts, the uh, review podcast reviewed movies, yeah. Mm. I you know what? Some sometimes listening to the episodes that I'm not on, it does just sound like you're reviewing podcasts. You talk about PCL and Heroes of Noise and everyone so much. I'm like, rah, like, why don't you just go marry them? Like, I, they're talking you, about them when you've got your own podcast you, right here. You, like, we're good to you, bro. You know, but you want to keep talking about all these other podcasts. You, you, you know, you got to show love and support to the others, innit? They show love. I know, I know. I'm just love. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, no, I thought it was a cool trailer. I thought it was interesting. I'm, I'm interested to see how they, because they, they're building this up, obviously, because um, Daniel Craig's not redoing his contract chair, but they're building this up like the conclusion of the James Bond story. So I'm interested to see mm. how it all kind of connects and if it is kind of a linear story, because I feel like the James Bond movies in the past have all just kind of been just like yeah, sta- standalone movies, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was interesting. Like both trailers kind of had this whole thing, like it's all leading to this. Every mission has led to this. Do you know what I mean? And we've got like returning characters that I think was that, was that Blofeld? Mm. I don't know what the character's name is. I think it was meant to be Blofeld. Is that a James Bond character? Yeah. And um, so he's back kind of like a, kind of like a Hannibal Lecter kind of thing in his cage and kind of just talking to Bond. Um, it seems to be setting up the new 007, which is what we heard rumors of. And a lot of people got upset because it's not a white guy anymore. It's, it's a black woman. Um, I think it was the international trailer kind of hyped that aspect of it up more about the new 00 taking over. Whereas the US trailer was more about him and his legacy. Um, there is, uh, well, to follow tradition of James Bond movies, the main villain is a guy with a deformity and an accent. So that's kind of following tradition. Um, but yeah, man, it's it pretty cool. There were slight differences between the two trailers. I think in the, the international trailer, the villain says something to James Bond along the lines of, um, of, um, ah, you, um, you, you still love her or something like that. Yeah. Uh, no, the international one, he says, she still loves you. Mm-hmm. And then in the US one, he says, oh, you're in love with this woman or something like that. Yeah. So and apparently they burn, both love each other. So. A piece of paper that's saying, forgive me. So we know that she snakes him. Yeah. Yeah. She, I think she seems to be one of the ones that's wearing one of those masks. The masks look cool. I mean, obviously the main villain with his facial deformity his one kind of looks like a Phantom of the Opera mask. Yeah. But then there was another one that kind of looked more like, um, wasn't there another mask as well that had like painting on it and looked more feminine? Like the one he was wearing was just white and, and was was cracked in the corner. But I'm sure there was another mask that just looked, it looked like it was a whole mask and, do you know what I'm talking about? Am I making uh, sense? No, I, I I didn't like. I watched the trailer like a couple of minutes. Well, not a couple of minutes. Well, like before we started recording, I didn't mm. delve into it like as intensely as you may have done. Other than the fact mm. that again, I'm gonna see this movie. Well, I was gonna see this movie regardless in it. Like you know, yeah, I've, I've gone exactly. past my stubbornness. Do you know what I mean? I've, I've got seen a, the rest of them. I might as well watch this one. Yeah, like, I'm a completionist at the end of the day, so I yeah, need to see uh, it. Um, I've, in, in, the, in the international trailer, we get to see more of, um, no, sorry, in the, in the US trailer, we get to see more of the, of the car with all the gadgets and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think that came into it in the last Bond movie. So it's cool that we're seeing more of that, like that's traditional James Bond stuff. Yeah. And I think it was in the US trailer as well. We get a bit more of what the story is because you see like the whole facial recognition technology stuff, like like zooming in on James one face and all mm-hmm. stuff like that. So yeah, two two different approaches to the trailers, but together kind of gives a lot of information. I feel. Yeah, no. Mm. But no, I'm looking forward to it, man. That's good. Hmm. Come now, this next trailer. Holy shit! Oi. 
the Kingsman Red Band trailer, yeah. Hey, you know what? Yeah, I was hyped about the uh, from like the basic <laughs> trailers that we got. When I saw this shit, I was just like, yeah, I cannot <laughs> wait to see it, sir. Like, I am a big fan of the first two Kingsman movie. I was a little yeah. bit upset when they said um, Eggsy, uh, was it Tyron Egg- Egg- Edgerton? Was it going to be yeah. this prequel? But from the trailers, yeah, this is shaping up to be a banger. Like, and mm. it's got um, Jimon Hansu as well. Fam, this is looking to be legendary, man. I, I cannot wait for this, man. Mm. Even the main character, uh, the main actor, I can't remember his name, but he's he's like a British actor, like on the levels of, is it, is it Ralph Ralph Fiennes, Ralph Fiennes or something? I think he was Voldemort actually. Now, now that I'm saying that, but he's an actor that's again like traditionally known like um, like the main character from the Kingsman movie. Like you'd expect him to be this British. Like he's known for just romantic British comedies mm. and being like this floppy British guy. Yeah. So to see him in an action role was quite cool. So they've kind of replicated that with the actor they've chosen for this one. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, he was Voldemort. He was Voldemort, innit? Yeah, yeah I he was so, yeah. Voldemort. Um, yeah, but but no, yeah, this, this looks good. Um, obviously, Tara Niggerton couldn't have been in this because it's so far in the past. Oh he, it, wait, it, hold on, he's also M in the James Bond movies. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, of course, he's, he's M. He was in uh, what was the Harry Potter. I think he was in. I think he was in um, Clash of the Titans as well. Oh, I man, think so he, he, been, he was Hades. Shit. Yeah, he was Hades. Yeah. Oh, he's been in a ton of shit, boy. Yeah, he's a big actor, man. Trust me. That's what I'm saying. Oh, that's wild. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this is coming out December 22nd, so mm-hmm. a couple months. Uh, we see the origin of the Taylor shop, mm-hmm. uh, which is pretty cool. Um, there's that bit with like the fight scenes in this look like they're going to be nuts like on the levels of the church scene from the first one which in my opinion still hasn't been topped Mm. nothing in in the second one was as good as it yeah uh but this looks like it's back to to that type of form um and then there's like that gun sword they're like they're like doing jousting and then he's just got a gun in his sword i thought that was really cool yeah uh, yeah, man, there's so much good stuff to this. It definitely looks like it's going to be entertaining. I, 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 and, and I wonder if we're going to get. Sorry, I was going to say, I wonder if we're going to get manners maker for man, or whatever it is that line he says. Yeah, could be. Do you think so? I don't know. I hate when they do this, but also it could go either way. Do you think um, whatever I can't remember his name, but Eggsy's like mentor? Do you oh, think he's going to be a descendant of this guy? Or do you think they're just different guys? What well, I think his name was Harry Hart. That's yeah, that's it. Oh, I don't know because I don't know when does this one actually take place. Like I know it's in like run one of the wars. Yeah, it looks like it takes place in the in in the past, like maybe around the first or second world war. So that would be like early early nineteenth well, century. It, so they, they don't, he, in the cast around around a hundred years ago, maybe. Yeah, in in the cast, he's he's not got a name. That he just got he's just called. Conrad in it, so mm. they have maybe they've done that on purpose. Purpose. Um, mm. Maybe it's. But hold on, Stanley Tucci was he not in the other ones? Yeah, he was in. Yeah, he was. Well, he's supposedly in this one, but wouldn't he be like not well, old enough to be in this one? He'd either be a child, so it wouldn't make sense bringing. 
Unless he's like in an end credit scene or something. Wait a minute. Because there are two actors that look the same, but they're not. <laughs> so the same am I thinking of a different actor? So who did you say was in that Stan- one? Stanley Tucci. Stanley Tucci. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure he was in. Was he not Merlin? Oh, hold on. Oh, oh, hold on. Am I being racist? Hold here? the phone. I could be being racist oh. here, it. <laughs> Hold the phone. I don't think this is him. No, I think this is the other guy. <laughs> so we are being racist. <laughs> Hold on. It, it, it is if you speak for yourself, man. Looks <laughs> like I think the guy in it is Mark Strong. Oh yeah, 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 okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's Mark Strong. But if you look them up, they look the same. Yeah, it was a bad picture. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was a bad picture. So um, yeah. So maybe Stanley Tucci is. Mm-hmm. An ancestor of Mark Strong's character. Well, yeah, because they're both playing Merlin and they both look alike. So makes sense then. Yeah, that, that does make sense. We'll, we'll, we'll take that. Um, mm. All right, we got we got three more trailers, and I'm gonna start getting to some of the main events. Um, yeah. Oh, guys, just quickly, who's Ras- who's Rasputin? Is he a real guy or is he like Dracula or something? Was he not like um ah oh, not ah oh, something destroyed? Not Dracula destroyer. Um, you know, there's um, looking up now. Not the um. Not the Greek ones, the the ugh. Persians. Yeah, but you know, like there's that famous Persian. Why am I forgetting names? You know, you had like, is it Hog, the famous female warrior? Oh my days, I'm being terrible with names. <laughs> Gen- I don't know. I think, I think Rasputin comes after Genghis Khan. I think he's yeah, after, he's of that time's period. Yeah, yeah. He he. Okay, so he's a real guy. I believe so. Um, I could yeah, be I'm, wrong. I'm, I'm looking him up now. He even looks like the guy in the trailer. Mm. Uh, they got his look pretty spot on, actually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, he was a, a Russian peasant. Um, with a Russian mystic, self-proclaimed holy man who befriended the family of Nicholas II, the last emperor of Russia, and mm. gained considerable influence in late imperial Russia. So... He was basically like Jafar. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mad. He's a Russian Jafar. On, wasn't Rasputin also like, was he not in uh, Anastasia? Uh, th- yeah, actually, yeah, that could have been him. Hold on, mate. That I'm sounds, doing that, some that, Google searches today, <laughs> boy. That sounds vaguely familiar. You know, I love Anastasia. Anastasia is amazing. Yeah, Anastasia is sick, bro. Uh, yeah, Rasputin. Yeah. Oh, and, bruv, to add to the, the connections, was Christopher Lloyd, who played Rasputin in Anastasia. Wait, why is that a connection? Because of Rick and Morty. We just oh, had this whole... Oh, I'm just saying, everything's <laughs> lining up today, mate. Man, I guess what you call there, you ain't smoking a while. I hope we're not, like, leaving you out of the loop. <laughs> I'm about, I'm about, man. You, you have doing trailers, isn't it? So yeah, yeah. I'm mostly sure like, that you're doing trailers for. I even don't know about... too much about or I haven't seen. So I'm just like, mm. I'll leave you guys to talk about it he's until like... the main event turns up. So I'm about, I'm about. Alright, cool. He's like, these fuckers invited me to talk Shang Chi, and we spent two hours talking about <laughs> everything else but Shang Chi. It's my fault because I'm sure you told me what the trailers were. I didn't check them, so yeah, the trailers yeah, should have nah. been quick. But again, quick, like so. I said, it's my fault for inviting you quite last minute. To be honest, alright. Okay, um, you take the blame. It's cool. Red, Red Nose, <laughs> we have semi talked about before, but there's a trailer. Um, 
I said in the group that if this was released before the pandemic and it was getting a cinematic release, at a minimum, this will make $500 million because you've got The Rock, Gal Gadot, and um, Ryan Reynolds. Like, it just mm. screams, make money. Yeah, this this is this is potentially a billion-dollar movie. Yeah. Like, you've got... I'm being nice Deadpool, for $500 million Deadpool, because of Deadpool, Wonder Woman, and Black Adam. Yeah. You know what I mean, Deadpool, like, like you said, The Rock is a moneymaker. Mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds, like, with maker. Deadpool, is a moneymaker. Um, like, Deadpool, uh, Deadpool, Ryan Reynolds has been making, like, a lot of very interesting, like, concept movies recently, mm-hmm. like, like, Guy and Hitman's wife's cousins, aunties, nephews, <laughs> bodyguard. Uh, and now this, which is, like, most, like, kind of like a freeway battle between like two of the most wanted and and the rock is like an fbi agent mm-hmm. uh but yeah man this looks like it should print money um it's on netflix november 12th it comes out mm-hmm. uh red notice i'm ready for this man this yeah, looks man. really good we should be reading it New, um, but yeah, we should be reviewing this sorry to like take mm. us a little bit back here we're gonna keep with this like rick and morty back to the future yeah so <laughs> i'm just literally while looking saying i've seen an article that there was rumours, yeah, that Daniel Radcliffe was meant to appear as Morty. Now, would that have been a better casting or he's too old? Or, I do you, you think? think? Back, yeah, I think he's too old now. Mm-hmm. I think back in his Harry Potter days, like... Early on. The first couple of Harry Potter movies, mm-hmm. yeah, I could see him being a Morty, but I think he's too old now and he's like, he's making good but like different movies yeah. nowadays do you know what I mean so I, I think that that I don't think that would work now mm, it's kind of like the whole Childish Gambino being Miles Morales thing it's like it was it would have been perfect at a time mm-hmm. but we've passed that time he's, now he's, he's I feel like I feel like the person I think he's gonna be he might be his uncle I heard yeah he already he already is Miles Morales' uncle yeah yeah, 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 he is, yeah, which is cool, which is a nice little um, nod to that. Um, but yeah, going back to Rick and Morty, I feel like they've cast it well because Rick could always only be one person. It was Christopher Lloyd. But Morty, I've never really heard a casting that convinced me. Like, I've heard, um, is it My, Michael Michael Sarah? You know, the, the guy... Um, what, Brooklyn Nine-Nine guy? No, 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 no. The guy from Superbad. Um, oh, him. The the, uh, the middle Scott po- Pilgrim. The middle Pokemon Evolution. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the middle Pokemon. No, I think he was the first. He was the oh, first. Oh, the first. Because it goes him. It goes, it goes him, <laughs> Jesse Eisenberg, and then Andy, Andy Sandberg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so he could have been a good Morty. But again, I think he's too old now. I think he's past it. Hmm. Um, yeah, no, I think they cast it well, to be honest. Again, because of how he portrayed like the stuttery, kind of nervous guy, and that's pretty much Morty, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I think that's, that was good. Yeah, that's funny. I like the fact that we both knew what we were talking about when it came to the Pokemon Evolution. Do you remember charades back in the day? Oh, yeah, it was, it was unfair. Well, it wasn't fair. It was, it was unfair. So no, it fair. wasn't charades. What was it? Some weird, like, it was, ba- it, was, it, was ba- it was basically like, guess who? But, um, you know that phone game? 
You know, yeah, 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 yeah. Where you have it, to like guess. Yeah, you was, you pick a character and then yeah, I have to it was ask that game before what's was. her name got to it. Mm, yeah, before yeah. Ellen. Yeah, yeah, before Ellen got to it. Yeah, um, yeah, it was unfair back in the days. Um, we yeah, we killed that game. Boy. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Alright, let's go back to the trailers. What trailer are we on? Yeah, uh, uh, Red Notice. Yeah, that will just make loads so, of money. One thing I noticed was <laughs> that um, <laughs> was that Gal Gadot was like putting on an American accent, mm-hmm. and it wasn't bad. So you know I mean, it wasn't bad. She, she kind of pulled it off. I felt. I think um, she her character seems quite seductive in this, mm-hmm. which uh, you know I ain't complaining about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Like I said, Ryan Reynolds has had some good concept movies. And The Rock, the one question I have about this is, how the fuck is he going to survive that bridge exploding? Like, but he's The Rock, in it? Like, he's The Rock. He's The Rock, innit? He's going to survive. He's just going to get up and dust off his shoulder, do the el- do the eyebrow, and get on with the day. Exactly. Like, that's, that's, that's just Tuesday to him. Mm-hmm. Speaking of The Rock, did you see the... Um, his doppelganger online. Oh yeah, the police There's officer that, looks like the him. The police officer. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. And Do you know what? I thought that was fake at first because have you seen the previous one where it was like nobody knew but Dwayne Johnson and The Rock are actually two different people <laughs> and then it had like a picture of a, a, a Photoshop of like him standing next to himself mm-hmm. and I was like just some dickhead thing. So then when I saw this one I was like nah, nice try you dickheads. Like I didn't fall for that the first time. This one's a bit more convincing, but mm. but no, it turned out to be true because then the, the actual policeman has like put out his own post about this whole situation. So it's a bit nuts. Imagine looking like exactly, not even like a little bit. Yeah, he looked exactly like him, like the same smile. He's the exact same henchness to the millimeter. Like he's, it's crazy, bro. It's crazy. He should start making. He, he should um, see if The Rock needs a new body double for stunt movies because he's already a cop in it. So he's already he used to be in, in lines of danger or puns and that. Make some extra money, man. Like if you or maybe like he's someone, a maybe he's a variant. Maybe Spider Man has fucked up our oh timeline as well. That would be insane. Fucking <laughs> hell! Very wild. All right. Um, anyway, yeah. Cop show. I feel. Do you know if we haven't talked about this on a pop on a podcast, we have definitely talked about it in the WhatsApp group like a million times. Yeah. Um, this movie looks cool. I'm definitely gonna be checking it out later. Uh, that's all I'm gonna say on this one. Yeah, this comes out pretty soon. Uh, I think it comes out at the end of this month. Um, it's an old trailer. The trailer came out about a month ago, but I I only just seen it, so I don't know if you guys have reviewed it when I wasn't on or what. But yeah, I think we did. It, it caught my attention. I love the concept, like multiple assassins after one hit. The guy's in a jail cell. So it's like, it's like, what was that other film? Um, was it Smoking Aces? Maybe. Where all the assassins were coming for the one guy. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, so it's kind of that kind of thing. Gerard Butler's back. He's always a good thing. He's a good actor. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got like a kind of, Edgar Wright kind of Tarantino-esque kind of style to it which I like mm-hmm. kind of reminds me a bit I don't know if you've seen the film Seven Psychopaths um, but it's kind of got yeah. that kind of vibe to it uh, anyway but yeah no, I, I'm looking forward to this looks really good um, and I didn't I, I didn't clock until the cast list came up at the end but that's Frank Grillo the guy with the long hair the, the guy that they're all after that's Frank Grillo um Crossbones from oh. Avengers from the Marvel movies. And, and he's playing like Theodore or Teddy or something like that. 
Yeah, he's the guy that that everyone's trying to assassinate. Yeah. But I just didn't recognize him with that long hair, and he looked like he was putting on some Spanish like Antonio Banderas kind of thing. But mm. yeah, that's that's Frank Grillo. I never clocked yeah, until the end. Anyway, yeah, it looks good. Son, quite. All right, last mm. but not least, my son. You've been super excited about this one. I've been looking forward to this for a while. Uh, I heard about this a while ago when they first started filming it. This movie, um, it it it's it's said to be the movie that has no script. Now it has like a script, but kind of it's got like an outline to the plot. Yeah, but what, what, the, but no, the main ev- actor. Everyone's got a script, but the main actor. Except, yeah, except is it James James McAvoy? Yeah. He never had a script to this movie. So he's playing a detective, I think, mm-hmm. whose son is murdered or goes missing or something. Gets kidnapped. So gets kidnapped. So while the actual character is trying to figure it out, the actor is improvising everything. Mm. He's got no script. He's, he's not told what to say. He's just... I, I don't know how they pulled it off. I'd love to see the behind the scenes of this. Yeah. Just as because much as I'd he, love to see the movie, if not more. Even I want to know, like, what made him lead to some of his choices? Because let's say, for example, yeah, yeah like, all right, I know it makes sense in it, yeah, that, you know, if you told a father that his son's been kidnapped, he's going to cry in it. But mm. some dads are broken in it. Like, they take bad news quite well. He just looked at the, and especially the fact that it's not his son in it. He just looked at him like, okay, cool. Like, obviously, yeah, he'd have been a bit upset, but like, to go to the depths where he was like, you know, like, I'm actually going to just, in the scene, I'm just going to cry. Like, I'm going to... And there was another scene where, like, there was, like, a flamethrower, and he just picked up and started, like, basically torturing (laughs) torturing this guy. That's what I'm saying. Like, how do you, in your head... How do you improvise that? Yeah, exactly. kill someone. (laughs) Yeah, what what if that, like, what... what? (laughs) And then, (laughs) and then, what level, what level of, like, improvisation did the other actors then need to do? Because if they've got a script, like, if they know... Uh, I've got to say this mm. and then he's going to say something along these lines and then I've got to say this. Yeah. But what if he, what if James McAvoy went completely road. off road yeah. and did something nuts? How would they respond? Like they couldn't just then respond in the way they was meant to. They'd have to improvise as well, surely. Well, especially uh, if, it, especially if he picks it. up the flamethrower. Like if I'm opposite him in that scene and he picks up the flamethrower, I'm yelling cut straight away. <laughs> like I'm, I'm not waiting to find out what he's doing. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, because, like, do you know, I would love to be in that situation because I think I would go completely off the rails <laughs> to what yeah, bro, to he's do. Yeah, but he's going Like, like but he's a method actor in it, so they kind of know yeah. what they kind of like. Okay, he may not have been given a script, but I think he'd have been given like his character. So he was he could, given his character, definitely so, given his character, so, so that he, and given like he would have been fed the clues yeah. as he progresses through their script. Like yeah. things would have popped up. Like in the trailer, someone knocks at the door in it randomly and is like, I, I can't remember what he says, but drops like a bombshell on him. Yeah. So as, as an actor, he'd have to then react to that, incorporate it into everything else he knows, mm. and think, okay where would I go next with this? Do you know what I mean? What, like he's basically trying to solve the mystery while he's acting in it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, is very interesting to me. Yeah. It's, it's it, again, I'm curious to see what they do in it because the, he, like the wife seems to be like giving them a hard time, basically like, you know, 
if you spent more time with your son kind of thing, maybe he wouldn't have disappeared or some kind of shit. Like, if, and like, you're having to react to someone shouting at you. You might not know the full extent of the situation. Like, what do you mean I'm a bad dad? Like, what? Like, you didn't tell me that I was part of the character. I thought I was a, a good dad looking for it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. That shows the level of his improvisation. Mm. It's, it's, um, it's called um, yes and, I think is the term that actors call it. When you're improvising, mm. when someone says something, you can't contradict it. Like it, it, if, it, even if you're improvising, once it's said, mm. you have to roll with it. Yeah. So if they say something, you say yes and da, 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 you add to it. Mm. So he had to just roll with it. So if she's saying, oh, if you spend more time with your son, blah, 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 blah from that one little line, he's gathered so much information about the character. Like yeah. maybe he's obsessed with his work. He's not at home enough. He, mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So he could roll with it in, in a, a number of different ways. And I, like I said, I'd, I almost would just rather see the behind the scenes documentary <laughs> of how they did it. Like I want to see a gallery of this movie, mm. but you know, I'm definitely interested in the movie to see if it, if it works out. It has to, because yeah. they made it and they're releasing it. They wouldn't release it if it didn't work. Yeah, no, that's fair. What if he just couldn't figure it out, though? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, as an like, actor, what if he was like, fuck, like, I, I just, I, I get it, but I don't know. Like, is it him? No, I think like, they'll what? just, like, have an extra... Would they change the ending? No, like, I, just, if... I just think they'll just have an extra bump into him and, like, feed him, a, not feed him a line, but feed him a clue. So, like, yeah. if he's going down the wrong path, like, he's like, oh, well, we're, we're <laughs> in... We're in Scotland. Guess I'm yeah. gonna go all the way back, drive down all the way down to England. Like, maybe, like, maybe no, that don't scene, go to England. Maybe, maybe that scene of someone knocking on the door had to be added because he wasn't like getting anywhere. Yeah. So they were like, fuck's sake, just knock on his door and tell him to go here. Like, <laughs> do you know how deep I'm getting thinking of like, oh, my son's been kidnapped. This is taken. <laughs> I'm going to Turkey. <laughs> like, what would they do if he just all of a sudden was like, all right, uh, let's get a flight. What's the first flight to Turkey? I'm sad. I'm yeah. depressed. I'm going. I'm going hey, all day. Do you know what? Yeah, he could have taken the piss. He could have used this movie production to get a whole bag of holidays. That's what I'm he saying. Could have been like, ah, oh, I feel like we need to go to Jamaica because, <laughs> and then just go and jump on the beach and then be like, nah, nothing here. I guess it's time to go to Vegas. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, I, 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 I see there was like some dice in my son's pocket. Maybe it could have been yeah. from his favorite game, Ludo, yeah. or it could be telling me to go to Vegas and gamble. Like, yeah. <laughs> but then saying that everything is made in China, so it all goes. We need to go to China. Do you know what I mean? Like, exactly. You could have like, I would have taken. A yeah, piss. I'm looking. I'm looking forward to this movie. I'm really yeah. interested to see how it turns out. It could be amazing. It could be shit. Like, it could be a shit movie, but his acting and the premise could be amazing. Yeah. So yeah, yeah that's what I mean. I mean it definitely is worth seeing it's an experiment yeah. it's never been done before i don't mm-hmm. think a movie has ever like there have been movies that have no script like the first iron man movie was said to not have a script like that was a lot of improvisation mm-hmm. but it had a plan 
yeah. and every actor was in on it. Mm. They, they, but this one, they specifically left him out of it. He knew nothing yeah. beyond probably so, what so, his character so, so was. Basically, what Tom Holland what... does for Spider-Man movies—they just don't give him a script and just like come in. <laughs> it might be a funeral. It might be a wedding. It might be yeah. a case. You like? We're not telling you. Just <laughs> could be a funeral. Could be a wedding. Some people would say they're the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! All right, yeah. So that comes to the end of the trailers. All righty then. We had oh, that came in a bit much more louder than I expected to do. All right, we had a little bit of a behind the scenes break, but we are now joined by Martin and Micah. Welcome to the hello, show, hello, guys. Hello. Micah, you're not gonna say nothing. Like Martin said, hello, hello, and you just was like, mm. <laughs> Micah, you there? Sanke, maybe, dead. maybe he's going, he has mic issues. Uh, so, whack. All right, while Michael sorts out his, his uh, mic I'm issues. Back. I'm back. Oh, you're back. Oh, uh, there he is. Huh? All right, this is going to, all right, we're going to have to be very careful because there's like like five people in the chat now. But before we go into the main event, uh, Martin uh, didn't have an opportunity to talk about episode three and four of What If. So quickly give your surface views and ratings of those two episodes. Oh, dang it. I think I put my, my notes for episode three. Um, so <laughs> off the top of my head for episode three, episode three was the one where the Avengers um, no longer existed, right? Or didn't exist, they right? They killed off. All right. So in that one, um, I really liked the whodunit uh, feel to it. Um, it had you guessing as to who it could be, but I think... Because of my knowledge of um, of MCU characters, I had a feeling that it could be an Ant Ant Man or something to do with you know nanotechnology. In this case, it was uh, the obvious one would be Ant Man. Um, when Black Widow says, um, "Was it? It's, it's all hope or something along those lines about hope?" Mm. Um, I quickly thought that instead of it being a what if about the Avengers existing or being killed off, actually it's I thought it was more for what if Hope had died um, while I was in service to S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, yeah, so it was great to see what Hank Pym did. Um, he was Wasp, um, which, was pretty, which was pretty cool. Um, him being able to kill people like Tony Stark easily, obviously Tony Stark's a human being, so it's simple, easy to do that. Um, what was more impressive was the way he killed the Hulk, which was basically to expand everything from inside him. I thought that yeah. was super um, interesting because how else are you supposed to kill the Hulk? Um, I really enjoyed the partnership between um, between Nick Fury and Loki mm-hmm. to bring down Pym uh, to bring down Hank sorry Hank Pym um, and I mean as always expect the expect when it comes to Loki um, he had ulterior motives as well to take over the world which he did and so for me that was that was a bit satisfying to see um, obviously because with, uh, without the Avengers, um, there was no way they could have stopped um, Loki from taking over um, the world. So yeah, all in all, a uh, very, very good episode. Mm-hmm. Um, with What If Episode 4, I enjoyed um, the depiction of this Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there, was, there were a few similarities between the MCU film and this episode. For example, the car crash happens exactly the same way as in MCU in terms of how it landed on the, um, on the I guess the curb or whatever before it then fell into the river. I mean, breaking the fence or whatnot. That was uh, all very very sim- 
that pretty much the same as MCU film. Um, in this one, you have Strange, um, who was being celebrated for performing a radical hemispherectomy, whereas in the MCU, he was en route to a neurological uh, society dinner. Um, Christine in this one takes the role of dying, whereas in the MCU, um, he managed to you know, push Christine out, out of the car um, and suffer injuries to his hands. So all of that was um, very good to see just how it deviated. Um, even the tea, the tea scene where Wong says he's going to pour some tea and um, in the MCU timeline, you have Strange who actually gets up and goes uh, with him to get the tea. Whereas with this one, he stayed, didn't have the tea and instead sought to then um, stop the death of Christina as much as possible. Um, you know, then reverting to uh, going to, um, oh, I can't remember, I've forgotten his name off the top of my head. But the librarian? Um, oh, yeah, I've got his name. Um, Do you know what? Yeah, for a split second, mm-hmm. yeah, and I probably did. All right, one first, first things first, go back and listen to this episode because T bring, brought up some really good points in regards mm-hmm. to the what if episode. I honestly thought it was going to be, um, more, more, was it Mordo? Mordo? Oh, no. The black guy from the, the first Doctor Strange movie. That was yeah. his friend turned bad guy. Yeah, I thought it was going to be him at first. And then what? Yeah. Yeah, but that guy ended up being um uh so I was gonna say it was um li- library. Yeah. Um yeah. Fine enough that character's called Obeng, but I don't know enough of him. Um I, I know he's a um enemy of uh he's a, he's a usual enemy of uh, of uh, Doctor Strange as they do 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 go to head to head um quite a few times. Um with this episode when he was uh, when Doctor Strange was, you know, absorbing um the the monsters the um there was one that looked a lot like the tentacle monster that we saw in the first what if episode mm-hmm. um with uh, peggy carter as captain britain yeah in this one again i was thinking hmm could it potentially be shiva gorath that he's uh absorbing mm-hmm. or mm. is it or, or is it just another tentacle being because at first i don't think it was shiva gorath we saw there um Especially thing that Captain Brill was able to slice him up like that was business. So, um, I, I think that could be. I, I think it. I think it could be. I've, yeah. I've thought as well, and I've heard people speculate that. And also, it it would seem pretty random to have two different tentacle monsters coming mm. out of a portal. Like, the, do you know what I mean? It's too similar yeah. for it not to be the same. Like, they're mm. obviously not the mm. exact same because they're from two universes and one like is in an eternal battle with Captain Carter and the other one was absorbed by Doctor Strange. So they're like variants of each other, but I do think that they are um, the same creature. Mm. And it could be, again, because we spoke about earlier, I think this Doctor Strange Supreme could be the big bad the show so in the end when yeah. they all like he could be the um, the threat that they all have to come together because we've seen promo footage of captain carter and star lord uh, yeah. star lord all together so it could be to face off against this doctor strange or a lot of people are speculating is um this tentacle monster that is going to be the final big boss at the mm. end okay. Shum- shumagora so it could be, but 
I don't think it could because we've already seen it basically get bodied twice. Yeah, I think it's just a really angle beam. Yeah. What if it gets stronger every time it gets bodied, though? And the more we see it through the what if getting bodied, by the time it gets to the end, it's, like, super strong. What, like a Saiyan? Yeah, or like invincible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Mm. Um, and lastly, for me, I want to talk about um, Doctor Strange's arrogance because he was warned over and over again not to, uh, not to, you know, mess with the timeline. Exactly, and prod into um, get rid of absolute events. Um, no, because like the Asian one said, um, uh, was it? Oh, sorry, I forgot, I forgot the, the phrase she said, but she did uh, point to. Um, you know, how to let things go, otherwise to bring destruction. You have Watson the Watcher who said the same thing. Um so Strange did everything that he did in this. Um, you know, ended up literally um destroying his universe, um, along with the Watcher and him becoming the only person in that universe. So um yeah, it shows you just how badly it could go. Yeah. Um oh, I just remembered that um the um ancient one also did split um uh, Doctor Strange. So he had the one that, you know, had let go of his, um, I guess his hurt, uh, over the loss of uh, Christine and this one who couldn't let go. Uh, so uh, the fight was really, really cool to see, uh, for yeah. both Doctor Strangers. Um, especially the capes fighting as well. I thought that was funny. Um, considering also that he took one of the capes from, uh, Bug, which in, I think in the, um, MCU timeline, he said he, he wouldn't do something that just creeped, uh, creeped, creeped him out. Um, so it's funny that this one actually said, screw it, I'm taking it. I like that. Um, yeah, so that's, that's, that's all I have for Doctor Strange. Oh, right, and that was the previous episode, um, episode three. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike, have you been watching the What If series? Oh, of course. Whoa. Oh, of course. <laughs> all right, oh, then. My. Don't have a book oh. orgasm over there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's your, what's your thoughts on how have you rated these last two episodes? Um, the last two ones, I, see, we had this conversation at the game and Martin said, well, so, I remember some one of us said that they didn't really enjoy episode three as much because mm-hmm. obviously it was like, it was kind of stupid that it was Pim that was killing, well, when they found out it was Pim that was killing all of them, that I was like, I actually enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Like you see the Hulk get killed, you see Thor obviously gets killed and then obviously we get to see the president Loki, uh, section of the universe so president the president loki storyline potentially could be run in this um what if for a while so that'll be very interesting to see when he ends up running the whole mm. universe or whatever he does on earth um that episode three was actually fantastic i loved it um I'm, episode four was the one that sort of blew my mind in a way of how dr strange technically could go off the rails if he wanted to which obviously that would lead into my fear, into a theory that I was talking to Martin about about Doctor Strange in Spider Man. Um, well, that we could leave that for another day. Um, but I I liked the way that they had gone about it. That he tried to get the person that he loved back, and he did everything he could mm. to the ends of the earth to actually get her back. And when he finally got her back, it was too late. He had really destroyed the universe. Yeah, and everything was being wiped away, regardless of if he had broken the timeline to save him, she was going and disappearing. And he obviously sensed the presence of the Watcher 
from when he started to try and get the power, get the power to do this time break, which is also a great bit where they have broken into that section where when it comes to the end and he's having that conversation with the Watcher and asking him to to reverse everything and he's just like, I can't. It's done. There's nothing I can do. I don't have the power to do that. And then everything just vanishes. It's like you can see the whole universe is vanishing. So the question is, what are they going to do for episode five? Because I haven't seen any trade up for episode five mm. as of yet. So it's like they're keeping everything wrapped up. Yeah. And it, it's, it's going to be crazy what they do next. Yeah. And also potentially as it stands though, like they, these, even though there's rumors that are all connected, they ask them, they're kind of being viewed as standalone. Eh? So the next story might have nothing to do with this current timeline in a sense. Um, so it'll be very interesting to see. But again, like I said, um, I don't want to go over the point T brought up earlier, but you guys should go back and listen to what he said at the beginning. He brought some very interesting aspects of the episode, especially on episode four. All right, mm-hmm. let's get to the main event. Well, one of them. Mm. Alright, so actually we're gonna start with the Witcher Nightmare of the Wolf. Uh another thing that we were meant to me and Mike were meant to review last week, but we were mm-hmm. pressed for time. Uh escaping from poverty to become a Witcher, Vesemir slays monsters for quaint and glory. But when a new menace arises, he must face the demons of his past. Um this uh was a Netflix production. Uh one of the things that was announced uh, that we're getting with the Witcher season two. Um I fairly enjoyed this. Um, my, I'll give us a free piece. Um, the only kind of complaint is I thought that some of the voice acting was kind of weak. Um, it could have been better in some moments, especially with the kids. And I guess they're kids in it. So, you know, their voice acting, I guess, isn't going to be great since they're probably like even still developing themselves as actors in the first place. Uh, I didn't like the way they made the black boy sound at the beginning. Um, instantly, um, I felt like the main character sounded like Trevor Belmont. Um, and I wasn't the biggest fan of that. And then I was like, why does this guy sound so much like Trevor Belmont? So I was like, ah, oh, I wonder if they use the same actor that played Trevor Belmont in Castlevania. Um, they didn't. They used, oh, what was his damn name? Um, you know the one that fell in love with the vampire chick? Um, in what show? In, Cos- in Castlevania. Hector. Yeah. Uh, H- Hector? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was Hector. Sorry, I'm just trying to quickly pull up on, yeah, um, pull up his Wikipedia. It was Hector. It was Hector. No, Isaac is the black guy. It, I don't know. Yeah. I it was a black guy, yeah. Alright, so so, uh, so, 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 so basically the guy who plays Hector in Castlevania voices, um, the main guy from The Witcher. 
And I was like, maybe you hang around with Trevor Belmont too much and try to mimic his performance a little bit. Um, but it was fun. I like, I like the twist. Um, I would like a season two. Um, even oh, th- you mean like a sequel? You mean? Yeah, I, I would like, a, yeah, I would like a sequel. Uh, even, and I thought it was interesting that obviously they set up, um, what's his name? What's the main guy from The Witcher? Um, Geralt. Yeah, they saw Geralt being the little kid at the end, and I was thinking, I bet that's Geralt at the end, which was it was. Um, Gospel, did you get a chance to finish this one? The Witcher, no, I didn't. Uh, the, the Witcher, okay. Who, no, who, no, did, Witcher. who did watch The Witcher other than me? <laughs> me, I did. All right, what, what 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 were your thoughts on this one, and what would you rate it? Um, I liked the animation. Yeah, I thought the animation was quite crisp, mm-hmm. um, on par with Castlevania. Um, the story follows Vesemir, um, who is a, a pretty interesting character himself. Um, I've already I've already played a Witcher three game, so um, he I don't know about him and three other Witchers, but obviously he's the uh, tutor master of Geralt. So it's really to get his own story, mm-hmm. um, especially where he came from. Um, uh, literally everything there in the film was straight out of the game franchise, along with characters, locations, spells, monsters, like Leshens, Mars, Basilisks, etc. Nice. Um, this actually literally just helped me understand so much more of the Witcher series. Like, how the Witchers are created, how they're trained. Uh, we all saw how brutal the training was. Um, in the game, you have a lot of Witchers who have scars on their face or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, so all over their bodies, uh, sometimes being horribly disfigured. Um, so yeah, the selection process was was pretty cool. I knew they took orphans, but yeah, I didn't know to what extent that, you know, they trade these orphans because again, you have to, I, I keep forgetting that witches are literally stronger than any ordinary human being mm-hmm. and mage. Um, so yeah, looking at the process of being turned into a witcher was also very interesting because if these people are orphans and witchers can't reproduce, as in they're, they're literally barren, both, uh, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, they're all men, they're barren. Mm. Um, how are they actually created? So this is obviously explain that. Um, I really like the, um, the potions they use, they're just the different effects that they, that they gave you, um the other game mm-hmm. um and lastly i would like to say that um looking at um i think it's care Morin, which is the um the witcher stronghold um just see just how how grand it looked at everything before you know start crumbling down or whatnot um well here and there um yeah i think other is awesome so three piece for me nice that's fair enough right Alright, next up on the list, Mortal Kombat Battle of the Realms. This is part two to Scorpion's Revenge. The Elf Realm, uh, the Elf Realm, uh, why can I not say that? The Elf Realm Heroes <laughs> must journey to Earth out- Realm. Earth Realm Heroes must journey to Outworld <laughs> and fight for the survival of their homeland, invaded by the forces of evil warlord Shao Kahn in the tournament to end all tournaments. The final Mortal Kombat. Uh, Gospel, what did you think of this one and what did you rate it? Uh, uh, I'm a sucker for Mortal Kombat, so I'm probably going to rate it whole chicken, you know? Nice. Uh, what, what did you like about it? Um, you know what? I, I I like sequels and stuff. I didn't actually realize it was a sequel until I started watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, yeah, 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 it was it was a lot of fun. I mean, 
I don't know the full source material for Mortal Kombat and the stuff I do know are older, are like the older stuff, but it seems like it, it kept to some of the source stuff and it, it felt like it added some new stuff because I don't, I feel like they get the score, I might be wrong, but I feel like the Scorpion stuff is quite new, that like the name and stuff, I don't know if that is true or not, but obviously that, that was um, started from the from the first one. What do you mean by the, but, the name? Uh, given given that the the background and everything for um thingy. Oh, for okay, yeah. So that that's been that's been done in like I want to say the last two movies where they've kind of used Scorpion as like the lead. Mm. Yeah, but with his name and stuff. Yeah, like, they've been they, yeah stuff. they've been doing that quite recently in in Divergent. Scorpion's like the Wolverine of of Mortal Kombat. Like, yeah, he's yeah, gained yeah, yeah. so much popularity that he's essentially become the main character. Yeah, and you look at the live action movie. It was even though he wasn't in it a lot, it was centered around Scorp and his descendants. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So he's yeah, kind he, of was, become, yeah, he was supposed to be the main guy, yeah. And, which uh, is weird for me. He was supposed to be Liu Kang and it ended up being him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because the film started off with Liu Kang's backstory, and then it was about Scorpion again anyway. Mm, yeah. yeah, it was supposed to be about a thing in it. Liu Kang in it. Yeah, he was. Yeah. From what I heard, he was always the main character. And it, it was kind of weird for me because I've never really, like, out of all the fighting games like Tekken, Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat was probably the one I played the least, mm-hmm. the least about, like, the, the actual story of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always just assumed, like, looking at Tekken and seeing his moveset, his fire-based skeleton head, I always thought he was just a bad guy, like a demon or something. And yeah. Even if you look at old movies... That's how he was portrayed as just a demon. But he was a bad guy. I, I thought that. I thought him being a good guy is a new thing that came yeah, out recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And being an anti-hero. It, it is a definitely a new thing well, that came out recently. It it it's kind of started because remember there was those YouTube like episodes. They yeah. made some YouTube Mortal Kombat thing, and that kind of dived more into Scorpion's backstory. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah, since around that time, Scorpion's just been considered the main guy now like he's yeah. he, he he have the most compelling story and actually i don't think it is a new th- thing because the whole thing with scorpion uh, um with sub-zero and his brother and their rivalry with Scorpion, that's always been there hasn't it yeah that's, 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 that's been there but that's not what i'm talking about that's but, always been okay. there I, and, I then, and then sub-zero and, and then the, the other sub-zero trying to get um Vengeance for his brother. That's always yeah, been so there that's as B, well. That's that I knew, which is what what I was saying. That part of it, I know they've kept to the source material, which is really yeah. good. Okay, yeah. Mm. Um, T. So, what, what 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 would you what would you rate this one? Um, I would give this uh probably three piece. Um, it was it was very entertaining. Um, it was a good continuation of Scorpion's Revenge. Mm-hmm. They yeah, took like, elements and storylines from there and continued it. Mm-hmm. Um, again, like, like Gospel, I didn't necessarily know it was a, se- a direct sequel to Scorpion's Revenge uh, until um, I heard, uh, what's his name? Um, Johnny Cage talking, mm-hmm. and it was the same voice. So I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. So it is a direct continuation. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought the fights were good. I thought the multiple plot lines, how they all kind of converge at the end. So obviously you have the storyline with Scorpion and Zero, 
and their clans and Scorpion escaping from the nether realms and mm-hmm. what that guy was doing and then the tournament itself and then it all came together really well at the end so yeah I, I really enjoyed it it gets a, a feast from me nice uh, Michael were you able to watch this one? I don't even know so, unfortunately uh, I actually didn't unfortunately yeah. I actually didn't no. right, fair enough uh, Mine, what, did you, what was your thoughts and your reign on this one? Again, another enjoyable um, anime film. Definitely better. There's a second one right off the um, reboot that we got, um, and it was better than the reboot. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed seeing Scorpio again. I enjoyed that it was a direct sequel. Um, the story was... Actually, the story to be fair was was fair. I guess I don't think there's much they could have done with the story, considering that it was focusing on Earth Realms heroes mm. or champions rather than uh, singular characters. So it kind of made sense why, where you see you know certain relationships um, here and there, dialogue not really connecting well together. Um, for example, we see uh, Liu Kang's past where he's an orphan, mm. um, um, being chased by demons, for lack of a better word. Oh, the dad and... got absolutely fucked, man. That was horrible. Oh, yeah. His yeah. dad got wrecked by the <laughs> he, got, he, got, he, got, he got Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> that was mad. I can't believe that. Yeah. Um, Do you know what this film made me realise as well? Sorry to cut you off. Raiden, Raiden don't fuck with baby killers, you know? Like, mm. we've had two movies now where Raiden has come to back the baby. Like, in the live-action one, it was Scorpion's... In this yeah, one, okay. this Liu Kang. Mm-hmm. But the and thing is, yeah, for me, yeah, like, why does Raiden always get there late? Like, he could have got there to stop the parents getting killed. No, he don't give a fuck. <laughs> but if you don't, just don't fuck with the baby. Like, <laughs> just don't fuck with the babies. Like, you yeah. can shank up and barbecue and <laughs> skewer the dad all you want. But the moment you bring it to the baby, like, mm. that's it. Raiden. Leave yeah. babies alone. Exactly. <laughs> um... So, I mean, I liked where Raiden said, I mean, it makes sense that Raiden would, would agree to um, the Shao Kahn, Shao Kahn's um, plan for there to be one final tournament because he knew that it would be a battle of attrition. Yeah. Um, attrition. So you'd have, you know, the the heroes or champions, um, grandkids fighting the same fight where you could just end it one before anyone has to do that, more people would die and whatnot. Mm. Um I also, I also like that, you know, Raiden gave up his godhood in order to participate in the, in the tournament to shore up his, uh, to shore up the, the, um, chances of them winning. Yeah. Um, I would have still liked if he still used some lightning though. I didn't like the yeah. fact that he yeah. lost all his powers. Yeah, that didn't make sense to me because there are mortals in the competition who have powers. Yeah. That's so why, I was why couldn't well. he still have his powers? Also, as well, flipping, what about Shao Kahn? What is he in this tournament? Does yeah. He, does, he, does, he, does he fire the mortal? I'm sure he doesn't. Mm. Mm. So with that one, I... Um, yeah, I mean, again, the fight was... Plot holes. Exactly. Um, but the fight he had, the fight he had was interesting. Um, I remember that one move. Um, it literally came... It was literally the sound of... Uh, the, he makes in the game as well, where he like zips across the screen. He literally flies across the screen to hit the opponent. So I thought that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um... In terms of power, I mean, again, with powers, we saw um, what uh, um, what was the name Johnny Cage could do. Yeah. 
where you know he has this he has a shadow thing. Um, so that was that was pretty cool. I, I found um, it yeah, funny shadow, that shadow, the shadow boot. Yeah, yeah, I found it funny that Johnny Cage got the 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 nut punch or the nut. Yeah, that was quite hilarious to see. Mm. Um, like Son- Sonia's fighting skills are always on point. Anyway, um, so it's good seeing her that that you know never die attitude. Uh, I thought she was awesome with that. Um, and actually, uh, this movie progressed the story for Mortal Kombat because we know that in Mortal Kombat games you've had Liu Kang um you know win the win the tournaments, die, um, become uh get taken to Godhood and whatnot, defeated Shao Kahn by being a dragon. No, maybe not, sorry, not Shao Kahn being defeated, uh, being a dragon, but he defeated uh, one of the gods being a dragon and whatnot. Mm. So it was interesting it was nice that they finally put that in there to progress the whole Mortal Kombat story. Yeah. Um yeah, so all in all, I like three piece, and I'm I'm hoping this is not the last one. I really want to see another Mortal Kombat. Um, you know, maybe something that even follows Mortal Kombat Ten or whatever. But looking forward to that. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna give this a three piece as well. I thought the fatalities were really cool. Um, yes, I I would have given it a slightly because basically they trolled me in it because like they must have known that everyone was waiting for Scorpion to say go over here in it, and yeah. then initially they said. What did he say? Come here, or he 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 said something that was wrong. He and I was like, he said uh, both. He said both. Yeah, that was it. He said he said both. But like that first, I was like, that's not what he says. Like no, he say, in, the, first, in the game, in the first, he says both as well. He so said both. You, 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 he he said both. Here, get yeah. over here and come here. Oh, come man. here was what he used to say. Well, get over here is like the famous line. So when he said come here, I was like, mm. like that sounds horrible. I don't like that. And then later on, when he actually said go, I was like, yes, like, yes, he said it. I was like, I got really excited. Mm. Um, well, I, I can't really, I got gas when he said both, because like I said, I know I know him to say both. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, well, he said I'm, both, I was like, yeah, nice. I'm so used to hear, just, uh, hearing him say go over here, innit? Uh, yeah, the fatalities, fatalities were awesome. The reason why I can't give it a whole chicken is that I felt like I knew which characters were going to get killed in it. Like, when they, as soon as I saw Strike, I was like, yep, he's getting killed. As soon as Raiden got turned into human mode, I was like, yep, he's dying. Um, Kung yeah, Lao, um, I was like, yep. And then, <laughs> when he, Lao's death was brutal as when well. When he got Jeez. stabbed in the, in the chest with a hat and he pulled oh, out the hat and they just ripped him in half. I was like, oh gosh. Oh, that was, that was brilliant. Yeah. Kung Lao had a feeling would die. Yeah. Um, Striker had a feeling would die. Uh, who's the one that? Uh, Raiden died. Raiden, I assumed would die. Yeah. I wasn't sure, but it kind of it kind of felt bait. It felt bait, but at the same time, I thought he might survive. But again, it felt bait. Especially mm. the second I saw him go after Shao Kahn, I was like, "Yeah, you're dead now." <laughs> yeah, when he died, though, I thought maybe he might come back in his god form. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He wasn't so I lucky, saw- though. No, but yeah, it's said Liu Kang does take over, uh, becoming um, protector of uh, Earth realm. So oh my days, he becomes a super saiyan, bro. Yeah, yeah, especially fighting in that dragon form. Um, it was it was really cool. Also, I was waiting for Jax to have his arms pulled off. I mean, in in the fight, especially when he was fighting against that four armed tiger. And I thought I was trying to pulling it or was, was pulling his arms. I was like, "Oh no, is this another? Is this another <laughs> movie where he gets to see his arms get pulled off?" <laughs> but instead, he 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 instead pulled off two both arms or well, two of the four arms of uh, mm. 
of that monster tiger um creature. I forgot I forgot who pulled off his arms in the in Pin's Revenge. Goro. Yes, Goro. Oh yeah. Goro, yeah. I, I could have researched it when I when I watched it yesterday, so I knew what I know. Mm-hmm. <sighs> uh, Alright. So Let's get to what everyone has been thinking. When will these guys finally get to Shang-Chi? Well, here we are. This is, I, do you know, I don't even know. What's this, like the 24th Marvel movie in the MCU? 24th, yeah. Oh, see, spawn on the money. Way. Mm. All right. Shang, Shang-Chi and the master, uh, Shang-Chi, the master of un- un- unarmed weaponry based Kung Fu is forced to confront his past after being drawn into the Ten Rings organization. Um, this movie was directed by Destin Daniel Cretton. Um, it stars Simulu, Aquafina, uh, Aquafina, Aquafina, uh, Tony Chu. Um, do you know what? I, I want to let Gospel go first. Gospel, what did you think of this movie and what is your rating? Um, I want to give it a whole, I want to give it a whole chicken, but I'm probably going to give it free mm-hmm. just because I feel like there's been, there's been better Marvel movies out there, mm-hmm. but yeah, it, it was a really good movie. Um, I'm going to, I didn't want to, um, <laughs> say anything to you yesterday because obviously you was watching the film or whatever you was mm-hmm. involved in it, but there was a couple of, of, uh, plot, um, what's it called? Plot holes. Plot holes. That's the mm-hmm. one. That that my girl can't talk can't talk Chinese, but she's able to understand what these people are saying to her. I'm like, uh, that's okay. not necessarily that's not necessarily a plot hole. Oh no, 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 no. that's not, that's not, that's so. In the movie, she said that she her, she's not Chinese isn't very good. She says she couldn't. Speak yeah, 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 yeah. That that was the only thing I say. That's mm-hmm. where they're getting out because they said I that can... they said that her Chinese isn't very good as opposed to her Chinese she can't speak it. Mm-hmm. I, that's I, why I, can... I... Go ahead. I can vouch for that though because I'm I'm of Greek and I can't speak Greek. But I can understand it. Oh, no, 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 I get the argument. I'm not even, I'm not even debating the argument because my, oh, my okay. ex-wife is Congolese. Her brothers are born over here and them not going to understand their parents that pre-standardly, mm. but yet they speak it fluently, but they can't speak it. The boys can't speak it. So I get it. But at the same time, it's like, I, 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 I don't know. Maybe it's just me and I look at it and like, mm. yeah, but it just, it feels like you don't understand so to speak, but you're listening and you're mm. there to this. But besides that, though, the, the film was good. Mm. The action and fight scenes were really good. I really enjoyed the, the film itself. Um, the way how it's linked up to um, to Doctor Strange looks like it's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, are they going to be in the next Doctor Strange film? It feels like they are, isn't it? We'll get to that later when we talk about the post-credit scenes and stuff like that. Uh, let's go. Yeah. Let's, are, are we... We're not doing spoilers yet, are we? Not, not, not yet. We're just getting like surface, okay. surface, surface overviews and then your rating. Uh, Michael, give your surface overview ratings and your uh, surf, surface points and your rating. Is this guy on mute? All right, forget Michael. Martin. <laughs> give me, give me one sec, guys. Yeah, Martin. All right. Um, so. Some thoughts are it's a very good film. Um, like again, I'm only mentioning Black Panther because I want to I want people to understand that this film Shang Chi did a lot of work trying to represent Asian culture, which is what uh, Black Panther did. Uh, obviously, Black Panther borrowed from different regions in Africa, and I think that with uh, Shang Chi, 
it definitely borrowed, borrowed um, a lot of elements. It used a lot of elements from um, Asian culture. You had um, the fight scenes, which were very, um, you know, Crash Tiger Hidden Dragon esque. Yeah. And even, and even Kung Fu Hustle with the way they used uh, this, this character in Kung Fu Hustle with the first um, fight scene or couple fight scenes. Um, and this guy has rings on his arm that he's to fight, so it reminds me very mm-hmm. much of Ultra Hustle in that way. Mm-hmm. When they were, were using the rings on the on the arms to, you know, to block attacks, to attack themselves. Um, all of that just screamed, um, you know, old school Kung Fu movies. I like the way they were, sh- I like the way the um, fight scenes were shot. Um, both the tr- both the bus scene, I will go to these scenes later on, mm-hmm. uh, both in a fight with, um, uh, when Wu and um, um, Shang Chi's mum right at the beginning, I thought that was really, really cool because you could see things like you know classic like kung fu movements, um, things like you know I don't know maybe your arm you just you wave your arms so fast they can see a gust of wind form around it that kind of thing. I thought the imagery was very very good. I like the um, picture of the dragons, the culture in terms of what they wore, um, the weapons they used, um. All that, all that was very, very good. Um, overall, I'm giving it a whole chicken. Um, and yes, we'll go to we'll go to the story in a bit more detail. Right, uh, Big T. Um, yeah, I I really like this film. Um, I've seen it twice now, mm-hmm. um, and it was actually even better the second time I watched it. Um, all the all the problems or not problems like nitpicks, slight issues. I had like with maybe the pacing or mm. how things were revealed on a second viewing I were completely gone do you know what I mean yeah. I, I, it, it, it was it was it was even better <clears throat> um, I was kind of like gospel I was thinking I want to give it a whole chicken yeah. but are better Marvel movies out there um, so I was I was kind of resting on a free piece but again after my second viewing I think I'm just going to go for a chicken um, it was really good. Like Martin, it does for Asian culture what Black Panther did for um, like African and, and Black culture in general. Um, it was surprisingly personal, like family drama, um, which was nice considering how epic and how big a scale movies have got. It was nice to see it, even though it was still epic and grand and. and like by the end of it, they were saving the world. The main story was like this family drama, which I really, really liked. It made the villain compelling. It made the the um, like the chemistry and um, like the setup was was unique. Like it wasn't your typical "Are oh, you my family?" Now I'm seeking revenge. It was very like multi-leveled, and the reveals kept coming, which kind of added to the. The, the drama of it and as you could kind of see um both sides of their their argument like they they each saw each other as responsible and again i'll get more into that when we get into spoilers um the cinematography i thought was amazing um it was actually the cinematographer they had on this movie was the son that was uh, did the cinematography for the matrix okay um so that's why the like color palette like the use of color was done very well, similar to how it was done in Matrix. Um, the, the staging of the fight scenes was done very well. 
um like there was the the fight on the bus there was one point where it was kind of like one long shot as it goes across the bus kind of like that old way fight scene mm. uh when he's got the hammer and he's just going on the corridor so that was really cool um there was one scene where um young shang chi was watching his dad just go ham a bunch of people and it kind of turned away from the action and kind of focused on Shang-Chi watching, mm. but there was like a mirror to the side of him, so you could still see kind of like what was happening, but seeing his reaction to it as well. So I thought that was really good. The cinematography in general was, was really good. Mm. Um, the choreography was done really well. I think Martin mentioned, obviously, like the whole wireworks kind of thing going on, which was like a kind of crouch into the hidden dragon kind of thing. Mm. But then when it got to Shang-Chi's fight scenes, it was more like, kind of like that Jackie Chan kind of slapstick kind of choreography, mm. which makes sense because the choreographer on this movie was someone named Brad Allen, who, who actually died now. I think there was even like, um, in memory of Brad Allen was, was part of the, um, uh, the, the credits of this movie, but he was actually part of Chan's stunt team. So he obviously learned a lot from Jackie Chan and you can kind of see that type of choreography within this movie as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, just in general, like great villain, uh, em- you have that empathy for him, very complex, not what I expected. Um, and it, it retroactively makes other Marvel movies better in a way and again I'll get more into that when we talk about spoilers but mm-hmm. yeah me this gets a whole chicken it's one of the one of the better Marvel movies mm-hmm. it is I think it does like like I said about the whole family I think it does what Black Widow tried to do a lot better than Black Widow did it um, and yeah I'm just, just Marvel did it again do you know what I mean they've taken a fairly obscure a very unknown character and made an amazing movie with it. And yeah, man, I can't see, I can't wait to see where this goes. All right, calm. Uh, I've only seen it once. Um, I did enjoy the movie. Um, you know, we don't do things in half or, or nothing like that. We give definitive answers in it. So I'm going to buy the skin of its teeth, yeah. Give it a whole chicken. Um, nice. There were... I wouldn't say questionable moments, but there were certain things that I didn't fully understand. And again, like I said, there's only on one view in it. Maybe it will be expanded later on. Um, I like the action sequences. I like the, um, like how things looked. Um, I felt you, you, you guys know whenever we talk about anime, we talk about when they do things with water it's the animation an anime or the animators just showing off. And mm. I did like how they did that because for the most part, um, those scenes that involved war looked really good. Mm. Um, there was a, there was one particular character. Like I didn't quite understand why he was there. Um, other than to kind of like move the plot on, I guess he, I didn't really like his character, which we'll go into a little bit more in a second. Um, I did love the chemistry between, um, oh, what's the name of that? Uh, Aquafina and, 
um, Simu Lee. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like this is where the, the 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 I wouldn't say the slight racist in me comes out, but like me not I'm black in it, so I would not understand all the cultural significance of the Asian culture that was in this film. But like, I felt like I wanted more. Like I wanted more of the Asian culture than I felt that that I got in this movie. And again, me not being from that background, maybe there was a lot more in it that I just did, I missed because obviously I'm not from that background. Um, I did like the fact that like when they were talking Chinese, that it was subtitled. They didn't like, you know, they, they had a lot of moments where, um, they had subtitles and I'm, I'm, I'm really interested to see if, um, they didn't have the too much Chinese to not do that. There were too much Chinese in the film to not do that. Yeah, I guess. But then I, I want to know what was that film that, that actually like smashed it? Um, ah, oh, the one with um, the like hidden room. Ah, oh, it was big. What film were you talking about? Um, there was a Chinese film recently that like won the Oscars, and everyone was surprised that it won the Oscars. Oh, like, oh, uh, Parasite. Yes, 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 yes. I'm wondering whether the success of Parasite led them to have a lot more scenes where they were talking Chinese and having subtitles. Oh, that's what you meant. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I'm interested to see if, like, they just like, oh, well, if this movie could do it, then why why not? Let's let, let's lean, let's lean on that, which I, re- I really did enjoy. Um, but, yeah, let me, let me play the slight spoilers bumper and, and then, Big T, I'm going to kind of let you take the lead with, talk- with taking us down certain avenues of this film. So let's play the bumper. Uh, so we're going into full spoilers now if you have not seen Shang-Chi um, please pause go watch the film and then come back Big T where do you want to take us alright um, I've kind of like my notes kind of in order so I yep. can just kind of go through bits and then you guys can give your thoughts on it as well mm-hmm. um, so we start off literally with the flag of the Ten Rings and then it gets into the backstory of the Mandarin, whatever you want to call him in this. He, he's kind of, in this movie, they've put two characters together in him. You've got the Mandarin aspect of it with obviously being the leader of the Ten Rings mm-hmm. and um, him being Shang-Chi's father. I think in the comics, his name is uh, Wu Manchu or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this which, one is Shu Wenwu. Yeah, which is, which Marvel actually got the rights to it. He existed character before Marvel had him. Uh, he appeared in like a lot of movies and stuff, but he was a very like kind of racist stereotype of like a Chinese, do you know what I'm like? And they're looking to distance themselves from that. So mm-hmm. they've combined the two characters, uh, which is fine. Uh, I think it worked very well. Um, in the comics, the Ten Rings work very differently. Yeah. Um, in the in the yeah. comics, they're actually alien tech. Um, yeah. The Mandarin found them on a crashed spaceship uh, with a dying alien. It was kind of meant to be like uh, um, an evil version of Green Lantern. Uh, okay. Like it's the same story, but rather than it being given to him, he stole it and, and took control of it, uh, which is hinted at in the movie. We never really get a definitive answer where he found them and, and the 
creators of the movie said they did that specifically. They said they had scenes where they would specify exactly how he got them, but they thought it would, as it didn't really affect the story and the mystery was best to be left to be answered in a future project. Mm -hmm. I think it works. Um, but yeah, in, in the comics, that's where they're from is alien tech from a spaceship. Mm -hmm. They hint at it by saying, uh, some believe he found them in a crater. Mm -hmm. So again, could have like origins from space, uh, or they say it, he stole them from a tomb, which again, if you take into fact that the alien was dying, this in a sense becomes his tomb. Yeah. So it, it, it they kind of hinted at his comic origin without getting into it. Um, yeah, the ten. I was going to say real quick with the tomb thing. Um, I think. Well, I was going. I'm just highlighting here that I think it's actually important to uh, the following um, MCU films that'll be coming out. No, no definitely. Um, we'll we'll get to the end credits and we speculate about that more. But yeah, it will definitely the, the origin of the rings definitely will come into play in a future project. Um, but in terms of the rings themselves, they work very differently mm -hmm. in this. All they really do is give him enhanced strength, and immortality. immortality. Um, the way he used them, I thought, was very creative. Like, he would use them to launch himself up into the air and to kind of, like, brace his landing as well. Um, I think when Shang-Chi has it, at one point he uses them to get a grip when he's holding... Um, uh, what's her name? Is it Katie? Yeah. And his character. He uses them to like, grip. So it was used very well. Um, but in the comments, each ring, first of all, they're like finger rings that you wear on your fingers rather than like the, the um, wearing them like on your forearms. Yeah. Uh, but also each ring has a different ability. Like one is like fire powers. One is like ice. One is like, do you know what I mean? They're all giving different powers. Whereas in this, they all kind of work in unison. Like they all just have one kind of power and they all work together. Uh, makes sense mm -hmm. uh, which again I don't mind I think like it was done very well I think to have each individual power would overcomplicate it I'm, I'm perfectly fine with how they yeah. um, did it in this movie and actually the opening scene to this movie where it gets into the backstory was in a way the Dynasty Warriors movie I wanted <laughs> but, 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 yeah, from the Dynasty Warriors movie yeah, yeah. So, right. I hear that that was it was nice, especially when he was riding a horse and like spinning them to get that mm -hmm. kind of barrier. I thought that was really cool. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, um, let's get the backstory. We see um, how he met, how he met your mother <laughs> to Shang-Chi, yeah. um, which was really cool. Again, kind of a little nod to traditional uh, martial arts kung fu movies where a, a lot of times they would have this wire work kind of fight dance going on and a man and a woman would fall in love while admiring the technique of the other. Like it was very like classic martial arts movie. So I appreciated that. Um, and I, 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 again, I might be going all over the place, but I was want to talk the Mandarin for a bit. Um, I really liked his portrayal in this movie. I think he's one of the best Marvel villains we've had. Um, he wasn't just conquering. Oh yes, I'm just the. I want to be the emperor, and I want to destroy all. Which he was initially in his backstory, but after he met um, his wife and their, their mother, he genuinely 
put that self behind him. Do you know what I mean? Like, and they played with that in the movie, which is why on multiple viewings, I think you actually get something out of it because watching through it the first time, they made out that like his dad was a ruthless, like not caring, didn't care about his kids because as soon as his wife died, that's when Shang Chi's training began. So it was like. Yeah. Was did he always want to get his son in training, and just his mother was kind of like holding him off? And once his mom died, it was like, well, now I can do what I want, and you will get the training I always wanted you to receive. Yeah. But it, it, as you as it, the story unfolds, you see it wasn't like he actually really did love his family. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. gave up the rings, put them away. His their mom obviously lost her powers uh, by leaving the the village. Yeah. She lost the power so he gave up his powers as well mm-hmm. uh, and really loved like you see them playing fucking dance dance revolution and shit yeah, together yeah. like he loved his family do you know what i mean he did, the, the well, death of- <laughs> all right so I, I, so this is this is my thing in it like when you are in a sense air quotation marks evil you're involved in criminal activity in it yeah like i felt it was very stupid to not always have like some kind of security detail around himself and his family, even after leaving that life behind. Cause he clearly had enough wealth to, to like do that. No, nah, I, mean? I, I don't think I see. I think there was three stages of his life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The first stage, like in the ancient times, I wouldn't necessarily say he was involved in illegal activity or he was a conqueror. Do you know what I mean? In those times mm-hmm. there was war. Do you know what I mean? And, he was yeah. just a powerful conqueror. Yes. Like, yeah, he had people that wanted revenge on him. Like, obviously, when we see the Iron Gang turn up, who mm. are, again, from the comics, um, but they wanted revenge on um, the Mandarin because he tried to destroy their village. But you could argue it's evil and he's, he's evil, but like that's what was done back then i mean alexander the great was a conqueror but yeah i wouldn't necessarily call him evil do you know what i mean mm-hmm. but oh, have someone... Greek. get out of here i'm joking hey, <laughs> exactly but, but, but i mean you can you compare alexander the great to someone like genghis khan do you know what i mean yeah, yeah. two very different different people and i think the mandarin was somewhere in between do you know what i mean i don't think but he was, was so evil was, he was just was a conqueror the, it was the fact that throughout time the ten rings were like you know, killing people and doing stuff in the background. He was clearly, you know what I mean? That he used the Tengrings to conquer and topple governments throughout history. Like, that's yeah. not a, what a good person does. Do you know what I mean? And he was always constantly seeking more and more power, it, which then led the, to him to go to Taolo to get the, um to find, meet his mother. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, seeking power and being evil aren't mutually, like, it's not the same thing. Do you know what I mean? They, you can seek power. I don't know. I think it's more gray. Like, I don't think he was just a straight up evil. Like, I think it was more gray than that. And it, mm. actually, even if he was, mm. I think meeting his, his wife yeah. did genuinely change him. I yeah. think it yes. did genuinely change I, I agree. him. He I fully that. put that behind him mm-hmm. and tried to change. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So everything you saw happen once the mother died was because he was grieving. Like yeah. he wasn't just this ruthless, non-caring father, like, oh, now the mother's gone. You will do the training. It was like, no, like 
as my son, you will help me get revenge on those that killed your mom and my wife. Like, like, and, and it, it might seem harsh, but again, you're going to say, I'm just saying this because I'm Greek, but the the Spartans were harsh, but they weren't evil. Do you know what I mean? And they did care about their, their family, mm. but they were harsh because they wanted to, for them to be as strong a warrior as they can to protect themselves. Yeah. Like he didn't want the same thing happening to his son that happened to his wife. Mm -hmm. And again, this just all adds to the complex, like complexity of this character. Like he wasn't just a straight up evil guy. He was doing things in love. And even like in the end, when he was trying to get back to Talo and he was trying to break open the, the seal, he wasn't doing it to release darkness on the world and take over. Like, he thought his wife was trapped. He was doing it to, to, to he thought he could A, mm. get his wife back and B, he thought she was like, was being tortured or like she, she, she yeah. kept saying to him, save me. Like, or he thought it was her. Yeah. He's saying, save me. Do you know what I mean? Like we soon will, we will be reunited. My love. Like he was blinded by love. Like yeah. it, it's similar to Killmonger. Killmonger. A lot of people would argue had good intentions mm -hmm but went about it in a very wrong way. Yeah. And the same thing with the Mandarin, like his intentions were, were motivated by love, but a, he was being tricked and he was going about it in, in the, in the wrong way, which even, made him the villain. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Even yeah. Dr. Strange in the what if episode is very, very similar thing. But yeah, exactly. All I'm saying is, all I'm saying, yeah, as someone as powerful as he was, yeah, he would have had. He should have had some security details still on his arsenal. That's what I'm saying. Like mm. it, it was. It was very convenient storytelling, which obviously you you have to have to have a story in it. But I'd like that if that went down in a, maybe a little bit of a, a different way. Mm, I get what you're saying, but but like you said, that there has to be a story, and I, it didn't. To me, it didn't. It didn't bother me that much. I didn't yeah. think about that in the moment. Yeah, I was kind of stuck into the to the drama of it like that whole scene when we finally see the scene of his mom um being killed as we find out like she got killed mm -hmm. and the first mission that the mandarin sent shang chi on wasn't just a random assassination yeah, it was, it was the, guy that the killed. people that killed their, his mom do you know what i mean and shang chi says at first he didn't go through with it but we find out later he did yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it adds a bit of grey to him as well now. Mm -hmm. Like, I thought it was very, very complex um, storytelling. And the, the, like I said before we got into spoilers, it wasn't your typical, you killed my family, now I'm seeking revenge. Mm -hmm. Both of them saw the other one as responsible. Shang-Chi saw his father responsible because it was his past that came back and and it was his mother that paid the price for it. Yeah. But his father sees Shang-Chi as slightly responsible because he was like, you was there and you just watched your uh, mother die. He like, was you five. Did nothing. I know he's young and that's what I'm saying. Like, neither of them like are, are like are in the full right. No, the dad's, but... the dad's in the full wrong, bro. There's nothing at five years. There was like 30 guys and even though she matched up like all of them, yeah, or majority of them, yeah, it would have still been like he would have he as a five year old he would have been more da dangerous. Um, he would have caused more harm than good because she would have had to protect him. And mm. she knew that if she died, the kids will be safe because he said, I, "Like someone's got to pay." Like the, I've like we will leave the kids alone, but you're dying. Yeah. What do they keep saying? A blood debt. 
has to be paid in blood. blood. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, again, like, that's what I mean. It, it's kind of like the whole Civil War thing with Team Cap or Team Iron Man. Like, with this, yeah, that I mean, I do agree with you. I think, like, <laughs> you can't expect a five-year-old boy to do anything. Yeah. But, like, beyond that, the whole argument, like, I feel like from their point of view, they th- that's where they're coming from. Neither of them think they're in the wrong. Neither of them think they're, like... Like, there's even a scene on, on the first watch-through, there's a scene when they're at the um, the the fighting place, um, when the Mandarin gets to them and he sees them for the first time and he says to Shang-Chi, like, ah, oh, I've missed you, like, let's go home or something like that. And Shang-Chi's, like, looking at him like, you're just a fucking prick. Yeah. <clears throat> and on the first watch-through, you ca- like, it still portrays Mandarin as this like non-caring guy and it's like he kind of you kind of think is he just being sarcastic is he just controlling is he just uh, when he's I, like I, I took it like he was uh, generally caring for his family yeah but that's what I mean like on the second watch through you you, you get that even more like like I'm saying he did care for them he wasn't as ruthless as I initially thought he was Yeah, and I was surprised to see how much the story revolved around just him being in love and just me, I thought it was, I, was, I don't know, I just thought there was something really sweet about it. It was really cool. Yeah. It wasn't your typical, uh, you kill family, now you will die. It was It was more to it than that, which I appreciated. Yeah. Um, anyway, unless anyone else has something they want to say about the Mandarin, the mum, we can kind of move on to the next scene. Yeah, anyone else want to chime in? Yeah, I just want to say that with the Mandarin, I do like the fact that he was very, very led, and also throughout the film, you actually got to see all the stories culminate, um, like, uh, like Tia said, um, you know, I think with, uh, the, Man- the, the, uh, the Mandarin, um, yeah, Shimonwu, um, I feel, I do feel that, you know, he was heavily grieved by the loss of his wife, which is why he, you know, was very susceptible to the voices that he heard, um, through the through the ten rings, uh, he did did what he did. Um, I guess he's I guess you call him a tragic villain in a sense. Yes, he was a villain before because obviously the um uh well, what they call it? the the gang that uh, killed his wife would have showed uh, up at his doorstep. They it were wasn't. called the Iron Gang. The Iron Gang, Iron Gang. Um, yeah. Who if he you know if. Uh, Shimabu hadn't done what he had done to them um, in the past, they would have now come looking for him and, mm-hmm. you know, asking for a debt to be paid. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can tell that his motivation, well, everything that he did afterwards was driven by, by his grieving. Um, you know, the way he pushed his, uh, pushed Shang-Chi to uh, learn every martial arts and then go assess their people to avenge the mum. And also with... Um, um, the sister, um, Shu Shelling, who was sort of put aside and away from her dad because her face reminded her, reminded him of her mother. Um, yeah, so, um, I do, I do like the Mandarin in this one as well. Uh, it's one of those villains who's, again, more like maybe a, maybe a tragic villain. I don't know if tragic villain is the right way to say it, but you can understand yeah. the motivations. Um, and as a whole, I really enjoyed the supporting cast because even though the film was about Shang-Chi, it was the supporting cast made it feel like it was more than just Shang-Chi. Do you know what I mean? The sister, mm. 
um, the, the Mandarin, um, you know, even even the village that um, they ended up going to. You had Michelle Yeoh, who was uh, another guardian there. His auntie, um, mm-hmm. yeah, she had a very sort of uh, um, like a shifu, like she was in the, in the role of a shifu, you know, teaching him martial arts. He shouldn't uh, find himself and things like that. Um, Okafina, you know, the the best friend who would do anything for him. Um, I'm I'm not gonna lie. Yet. As much as mm. I like Aquafina, yeah, yeah. Mm. like many times during my first watch, I was like, "Why is she there?" <laughs> like the mm. so obviously, um, the dad like this is obviously jumping a little bit further ahead, yeah. But when she gets captured mm. by the dad and that, yeah, and then they put her in the cell. Why then when he reveals like the map and that, why is she there? Like, why is she not still in her cell? <laughs> like, there was best times like, what she, like, obviously, and then the cell for the whole shooting the dragon in the, in the neck thing, yeah, that was just like, ugh. It was, it was so bait she was going to be the one that was going to do it. Yeah, that was, a, that was a bit iffy for me, but again, I don't know, it didn't, it didn't, you forgive it, you forgive it, yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah, it wasn't enough. Yeah, it's like, it was enough to um, to break my immersion. It was a lucky you know. shot, you know what I mean? You could just put it down to it was a lucky shot. Mm. To, be, to be fair, I reckon she could have hit, she could have hit um, that salt eater anywhere and it would have uh, it would have given that the, the dragon, I mean, we'll go to the uh, deal there, yeah. but I'll give a dragon enough time to uh, heal up so yeah, or recover, recover from that process. So, yeah, I, th- I, th- I think... Over, I think over, it's... Over, it's, over, it's just the fact that... Good. I think it's just the fact that whoever was in charge of archers... He said at one point specifically, aim for the throat, and yeah. she hit his throat. Do you know what I mean? Mm. That looked like, like the weak spot. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, I... I Oh, actually, just quickly as well. That that old guy, the archer guy. Yeah. Um, he was the landlord in Confuso. Uh, oh, is it? Yeah. Okay, that's that's not even what I was going to say, but that's interesting. I'm pretty sure... Hustle, you see? Yeah, because... Um, that's the connection between Kung Fu Hustle and this film. And in one of the mm. scenes, there's a Kung Fu Hustle poster, I think, in Shang-Chi's yeah. room. Yes, there in is. In Shang-Chi's yes. room, yeah. Yeah, so that's the connection. A lot of people, a lot. there's a meme going around that Shang-Chi was in Hung- Kung Fu no, Hustle. No, that wasn't, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I, I, love, I, I saw yeah. that and so, I didn't like it, but yeah, you know. But mm, the, yeah, it does look like him, but no, but it's the not. Master, it's the not. master archer guy... He was in Kung Fu Hustle. Uh, his name okay. is uh, hold it up. Uh, y Yuan, and he was the landlord. And okay. then in Shang Chi, he was Master Guan. Oh, I've just lost the name. He, he was, yeah, he was the bone arrow master, basically. He he he's he's um a, like a legendary in martial arts movies as well he was in a lot of bruce lee movies mm-hmm. um, back in the day so again the, like the talent they had in this movie it is amazing do you know what i mean like if you look like having the matrix cinematographer having one of jackie chan's own like stunt team choreograph this movie having this guy in it and i like i liked when um again we're kind of near the end but when um uh the mandarin gets there mm-hmm. and he He's like, oh, why did you turn your back on her and you didn't let her in and blah, blah, blah. And then this, and then I'm sure it was him, the old yeah. arrow guy. Yeah. He yeah. was like, you fool. It wasn't her. It was you that we didn't want to let her in. <laughs> you know what he did about himself. And then, and then, and then the Mandarin, who looks younger than him, says, 
listen, young man. Because like he is he's younger to him. Like yeah. this guy's been around forever. He's a... So I thought that was I a nice little touch as well. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But um but yeah, man. So yeah, so just to, to go back, like you said, there was a Kung Fu Hustle poster in his room. Mm-hmm. Uh we get introduced to Shang-Chi's character. Mm-hmm. Uh I thought it was quite cool how they did it with the kind of fake out you see the car come in and then it's revealed that he's just a valet driver. <laughs> yeah, I that, was, that nice. was pretty funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you saw him doing like the press ups at the beginning, you're thinking, oh yeah, look, he's some suave ass guy. Yeah, exactly. And we've had a lot of similar scenes like Tony Stark obviously turns up a lot in that and Shang-Chi kind of has some similarities to Iron Fist and Danny Rand is another like billionaire playboy guy so you kind of expect and then when when it revealed like they're the valet drivers that was quite funny Um, and of course Aquafina like wants to go on a little like joyride which again was funny like the introduction to the characters were good I thought she was a good like comic relief character she wasn't she wasn't like Kat Denning's character in Thor or anything like that like, mm. like she she I thought she was actually funny yeah. I liked that there was no romance between them because a lot yeah. of films in a typical movie those two would have ended up together I think even the grandmother yeah when says married yeah, yeah and he's like no we're just friends and they stuck with that so I like yeah I, I, I did like that <laughs> because <laughs> it is quite head, yeah what then why did she go with him at the end? Like, she's not got no powers. She's just sitting on the him where? Um, where where just the in the pool. In the pool. Oh, through the pool. Yeah. Nah, yeah. man. She's just in her, man. She, she's always there. Like, she's just... She's just, she's just, she's yeah, just yeah, but Wong, down, Wong would... Wong and, and, and Strange wouldn't wouldn't have let them let her come if she wasn't... If they didn't want her there. So, I don't know why she went... Mm. Why they allowed her to go, but there must be a reason. Yeah. I guess... I, I guess because she was involved, like... Maybe. Uh, do you know what I mean? Like, she, she was involved throughout the whole thing. She, like, I don't know how they know about the actual what happened, but yeah. she kind of did save the world, like... Yeah, I uh, guess. And I don't know in the comics if she goes on to be anything else. Like, my, my knowledge of beyond she himself, and obviously, like, the Mandarin and stuff... Mm. Uh, not sure about much else surrounding him, like his characters and stuff. Well, so he has a pet monkey. Shang-Chi's <laughs> <laughs> got like a pet monkey. That's as far as I know. Yeah, and also in the comic books, he's leader of, um, I think he's leader of the, um, of, a, of a gang or something like that with the sister, second command or whatever. Who, Shang-Chi? Um, mm. Shang-Chi is, yeah. No, um, uh, so I don't, I don't, I don't think, I don't no, think, he actually again, is. Is he? Yeah, he actually is. He actually is. Because I know um, his sister, um, just like, again, like in a post credit scene, we see her take over the Ten Rings. Mm-hmm. In the comics, it's not the Ten Rings, because obviously... The, no, it's the Ten Rings. It's a different it's, organization. It's a different organization. Yes. I didn't know Shang-Chi was involved as well. I just thought it was her that took over, because she becomes a villain as well. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, just yeah, kind of like how... In the comics, yeah, like, she becomes a villain. She takes over her dad's... Um, Uh, takes over dad, takes dad's company and then yeah kind of become takes over as the villain mm. yeah that's what we said wasn't it yeah yeah um but I, honestly I thought I thought it's uh I thought yeah so anyway so um moving on slightly with the film 
Um, can I just say how incredible that that uh, bus fight was? I know um, bus fight was sick. Like, it was, I, it was wild. It was. It reminded me. It had elements of again um, Jackie Chan movies where he finally fight. He's fighting sort of just stupidly um, compromising, uh, uh, compromising um, like environments and whatnot. And he mm. still has to do his best to fight against uh, against the assailants. Of one of them is Dragon Master, where he's fighting in uh, um, in a mine. Because you have hot things around him and everything like that. So Shang-Chi, this is obviously the danger of falling off the bus, um, as well as getting your head sliced off by um by um what's the name Razor Fist, the guy with the machete for um an arm. Um I thought that was really cool the way he moved his body around the bus and everything like that. Um also showed you how smart he was, how tactical he was as a fighter. Mm-hmm. Um it, it was very really Jackie Chan. It was very Jackie Very, very Jackie Chan yes. Um, in addition to that, I've said this before, but um, Shang-Chi is the person who actually taught uh, Spider-Man his own martial arts, which mm. was the, the spider, which used, which enhanced, um, um, you know, Peter Parker's movements. This is when he didn't have his spider sense. In addition to that, because of his knowledge of martial arts, he actually told Spider-Man that, listen, if you train, your, if you meditate, um, you can actually train your spider sense to become more than just a warning. It could do, it could do the things like, um, alert you to if you're going to trip, uh, trip a wire or, um, you know, like little dangers mm. here or there they could pick up if, and become literally fully aware of your surroundings rather than simply identifying who's a threat, who's not a threat. Um, so Shang-Chi actually is very, very instrumental in teaching not just Spider-Man, but also a few mm. other characters how to fight. I would um, love to see that play out in the MCU. To see yeah. Shang-Chi come, come in contact with uh, man and like train him because I think in the comics, the, the, I don't know the order this happens, mm-hmm. but at one point, Shang-Chi gets Spider-Man's powers. Oh, I, I can't remember that one. Because, obviously, because of his skill and his training, mm. with the addition of these powers, like he just becomes OP. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And... He realized that, like, obviously, Spider-Man has so much more potential than he's than than he's achieving he because he, yeah. he he yeah. So that that's why I think he decides to train him, and then, like you said, he comes up with his own fighting style, the the way of the spider. Yeah, so it'd be good to see Shang-Chi um, team up with Peter Parker, and I think my one of my theories is I'm sure some first is pretty much um, um, not confirmed by it. So I think it would be an obvious one is that Shang-Chi actually teaches Peter Parker how to enhance the spider sense because we saw that he, he knew he had a hint of a spider sense, which is, what, which is what saved him in the Far From Home film, uh, where Quentin Beck's about to shoot him in the head and he's invisible. Um, so it could be a case where he, you know, he says that I have this thing that just alerts me to certain things and I have to trust it more. I think, uh, when they eventually meet up with Shang-Chi, it'll be one where Shang-Chi teaches him how to fully, um, you know, develop his spider sense as well as how he moves and whatnot. And, uh, um, we'll see how, we'll see how that takes form in future films. Um, just going back to the comics really quickly. Uh, I think it's, I think it's nice that, uh, our listeners understand just how good of a fighter Shang-Chi is. So Shang-Chi has bested even, um, uh, Captain America on several occasions as well as uh, people like uh, Black Panther even. Um, what? In what? Say that again? In fighting combat. 
Shang-Chi has bested them, has bested them in fights. Yeah, um, Shang-Chi is the number one uh, fighter in the Marvel Universe. Like, yeah. Marvel recently put out an official top 10 list of fighters, and Iron Fist was number two. Oh, wow. And um, Shang-Chi was number one. Mm. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, just so just just to understand the scope of his of his uh, abilities, um, because obviously he's a new character, we've seen how well he fights in in, uh, in this film. So I think it's just nice that we highlight in the comics just how like, how just a proficient of fighter he is and why it is that he's the go to guy for uh, martial arts. Um, yeah, so uh, go further into uh, the film now, specifically with the Ten Rings, because we did we did um, um, cover this early on. Military rings and you know where they're from. So uh, the the post secret it ties into the to the mid scene uh, credits um, where we see both Captain Marvel or Marvel and um, um, Bruce Banner talking about you know how old the rings are mm-hmm. um, and also it them being a sort of like a beacon a beacon to what we don't know yet but i'm sure it'll be revealed to us in um in later films just say um, you know what, you lot have both danced around what you think it is just say what you yeah, think yeah, yeah. all right so i have two theories my first theory is that it's actually from kang so i have a theory that the version of kang this is the comic books as well is that kang goes back in time to ancient egypt where he rules as king ramatat Mm-hmm. Um, in that, he actually culminates the world's resources. And what Kang does in general is that he'll travel to a point in the past, um, and he'll place um, several resources, or he'll, he'll mine resources around the universe, so that when he gets into the thirty-first century, third century, I can't remember which one it is exactly. He is able to then use those resources in abundance. This is how he ends up taking over planets and things like that. Um, it's actually interesting story with people where um, I think it's either X-Men or um, the Fantastic Four, whoever goes back in time and actually destroys these things so that in the future it affects them. So I have a feeling that the Ten Rings are in some shape or form related to Kang in the sense that if he's King Ramatath, his reign his reign was definitely before the, the Chinese um, um, I guess Warren states on you know, even older than that. So I have a theory that it's from him, and that mm-hmm. beacon is actually one is actually telling Kang that you know these Where have been found or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. My second one, my second theory is that actually it's more similar to the Darkhold. So we know the Darkhold um, is the spellbook that Wanda uses, and that spellbook is from Cthon. Cthon is the person who gave Wanda her powers. Um, that might be explored in the MCU, but in the comic books, it's definitely the case that um, he gave Wanda his powers of course become a nexus being and she's able to do what she's able to do so i have a theory that if it is another demonic um or otherworldly being that may also be something else placed by them um so the, so those are my like, two theories um, I, like, I like those yeah but i'm more i'm more keen to uh i, I think it's more to do with kang makes sense why it's more kang than another um mystic being um, it's saying that though it, we could just have a pantheon of beings, two, three, who who knows how many, for you know future One Division uh, films or um, even Doctor Strange and the um, Multiverse of Madness, was it? Um, yeah. So yeah, that's that's that's, that's the. I I, can, I have a couple of theories as well. I I, I, I think it's the, interesting I, I what think, you said. I think T series are probably going to line up with mine, but let's let's hear it. 
so it could go to number one. I'm assuming that based on the comic source material, if it's alien tech, if it's alien of nature, because I think that's why the cameos in the end credits were very specifically chosen because you mm -hmm. cover everything. You've got one covering magic side of it, mm -hmm. um, Captain Marvel covering the space side of it, mm -hmm. and Bruce Banner covering like Earth science basically mm. um and between the three of them no one can figure it out so if it is alien tech it could be a number of people it could be galactus mm -hmm. because oh shit you know, oh 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 wow uh, okay as we know galactus um gives people powers and, and make them a herald of galactus do you know mm -hmm. what i mean so these rings could be a form of power Galactus bestowed upon someone who crash landed on Earth and then the Mandarin got hold of him. Okay. So it could be Galactus. Um, Why don't we just eat the planet? No, never mind. Never mind. Carol, sorry. <laughs> yeah, but remember, he, he sends his heralds to the planets as like scouts. So that could even be how they crash landed on Earth. Mm. Maybe they were coming to Earth all those years ago and just never got back to Galactus because they died. So Galactus never knew to come to Earth. And now that um, Shang-Chi has activated a certain aspect of them, because maybe um, it didn't look like the Mandarin was using them to their full potential, because when he used them, they were always on his wrists. He would, like, shoot them out and they'd come back to him. But when yeah. Shang-Chi um, would, like, float around him, kind of like like supersonic kind of thing, do you know what I mean? I did, yeah. So, yeah there was a couple of times I was like, look at the rings. I was like, look, he's sonic. <laughs> <laughs> So, the first thing is Galactus. It could be Galactus. Mm -hmm. um, in a similar sense, it could be Annihilus, who, again, is just another space-conquering, like, character from the comics. He's a big Avengers villain. Could be Annihilus. Mm -hmm. um, but it could, if we're talking about future Marvel projects, this could link to... Um, the next movie, I think, that's coming out, The Eternals. Yeah, that's what, that's, that's what I was thinking. It, yeah. It, it could be the Celestials that the Beacon is calling out to. Mm. Uh, it, this could have also be partly what maybe awakens the Deviants. Yeah. Maybe that portal that the Mandarin opened to let through all these demons, maybe that, demon that demon. is related to the... the um, the deviants maybe in a similar way they're being held behind a similar kind of thing do you know what i mean mm. because the eternal said they won't get involved in human affairs unless it involves the deviants yeah mm -hmm. which again they, they've changed thanos's backstory in the mcu but i'm pretty sure in the comics he was a form of deviant so he's if, uh thanos is a mutant um, so he's a thanos is a eternal um, but he's a he's even a mutant amongst Eternals. That's what I mean. A, a mutated yeah, Eternal is essentially a deviant, no? Not really. In this case, um, he's not he's not a mutant per se. Um, it's uh, it's more like it's more like basically his Jesus, Jesus got messed up, um, but he was mm. born, so he had the appearance of a deviant, but he's not a, he's not a deviant. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah, fair enough. But yeah, those, so those are my ideas anyway. I think it could either be Galactus. Annihilus, or it could be the Celestials, which would lead directly into the Eternals. Yeah, like on it. the other hand, like if it's Eternals. not, 
if if it's not space based tech, if it's more like magical or yeah, I mean, more futuristic, yeah. that's I do like the Kang idea because they couldn't tie down a specific time or era that this came from. Mm -hmm. So if it came from the future, that would make sense. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but that's if it is tech based. If it is more like magic based, which it also seems to be, mm -hmm. um, it could be someone like, uh, I think like you said, um, what's his name? The one that gave... Oh, Tom like uh, someone so, so, so also related to Kuthon, so it could end up having... Like, Kuthon, Kuthon. So it's something like Mephisto, it could be like a, a combination of Mephisto, uh, yeah. Kuthon, whoever, whoever, whoever. Exactly. Um, it could be that. But I, I'm leaning more to the galactic kind of side to it. Mm -hmm. um, I think it will either be Galactus or part of the Celestials. Um, but yeah, so that that's the mystery of the rings. Beyond that, the the cameos themselves were quite interesting. So Bruce Banner is back in Banner form. He's not Hulk anymore. Yes. Yeah. Because obviously in Endgame, they, they found a balance in the middle. Yeah. Um, his arm is still in the ring, so his That's arm it. is still damaged, mm -hmm. but he's not Hulk no more. So also, what, is, what does that mean? Yeah, in addition to that, do you, do you realize the color of his hair? His hair was great, so I think that was done on purpose mm. to say that, because we don't know exactly how much time has passed since um, he since he undid the snap. We don't know if it's uh, well, some sort of after effect of using the um, Infinity Gauntlet where now he's rapidly aging or something like that, even with um, even with the Hulk. Well, so, they said, I think, I think they they said present day, and it also referenced that people had just come back from the snap. So I wouldn't mm -hmm. think it was like too far into the distant future. However, no, not too far, but, however yeah. the world did seem like it had gone back to fairly normal. Do you know what I mean? Like... Yeah, things yeah. did look for the most mm. part back to normal. So. I think I think I saw somewhere someone worked it out, and it takes place roughly around the same time as Spider Man. Um, no way home. No, um, not homecoming. Not no way home. The second one, the one in the middle. Uh, What's it called? Far from home. Yeah, yeah. It takes place roughly around that same time. So not too far after the blip, but far enough that people are starting to get Imagine stuff done normal. again. Yeah, I mean, um, but then Carol Danvers, her hair's grown. Obviously, yeah. in Endgame, she had the shaved head with all thing on top, and now her hair's back long again. So that would indicate more time has passed, no? Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think it takes. I think it takes hair a couple, of, then, a couple of months to grow like that. So. Yeah, I, I thought it would have taken longer than that. It doesn't take a year for your hair to grow like that, bro. <laughs> no? I don't no, know. I've, I've never had long hair, bro. And now yeah, my I've, I've, I've never long had hair, long hair. Long, long. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it, I thought maybe, because, you know, time is relative to gravity and space and stuff. So, oh, yeah, there is that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. It could be many things. Yeah. Um, but fuck all of that. The best part of that end credit scene was Wong doing karaoke. Let's just be fair. Let's, let's oh, just be yeah, real. Yeah, yeah. Let's so, just be real. So I, that was fucking jokes. I like the fact that Wong was in this year, but he had no relevance. Like the cage, yeah. like the cage fighting scene was cool in that, but is like Wong just hustling to make some extra money on the side. Like, 
Yeah. Why is Doctor Strange not looking after him? Like, what's what's like? I didn't really like. I didn't like that aspect of the movie. And then it's not. It's not Doc not looking after him. Both of them are broke. Like we saw in was it Infinity War? Yeah. They were trying to put their money together to get a sandwich. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're they're broke. Like they don't have a job. They're broke. They're but just sorcerers. Like, yeah. What are you just like? Sorcerers for money. Because <laughs> yeah, because I just feel like for them to be like the good guys, yeah, to be fighting in some e like one to be fighting in some e- illegal fight ring, yeah. Two to be conning the people from the fight ring because they basically were fixing the fights. Yeah, and, 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 and how is Abomination and Wong friends? Like what? Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I'm saying. That's yeah, what I'm was, saying. Was that was that definitely Abomination? Well, that's what I know. That has to be Abomination. No, it was. De- it was definitely Abomination. Mm. Um, um, All right. The actor were. I don't know why, but they brought the actor from Roth back <laughs> for no reason. Um, I don't know. I mean, he's had a clear redesign. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he looks a lot more. Design. He looks a lot more comic accurate. He's got the like the gills. thin, the oh, gills yeah. kind of thing, yeah. which apparently in the original Hulk, in the Incredible Hulk, the reason they didn't include the ears is because the director said um, their iteration of the Hulk was so savage that the Hulk would have bitten his ear off. Yeah. And I thought, A, like, that would have yeah. been sick. That would have been sick. Yeah. Why not put that in? But yeah. B, like, he's not real. Like, you can make anything happen. If you don't want him to bite his ears off, don't make Let him bite his it. ears off. Yeah. It's not like the Hulk's... So it's, not like, it's not like Mike Tyson's coming and you're like, oh, shit, like, we better not have the ears. Like, uh, of course. But I don't know. I just never understood that. So the redesign, I appreciate There's a lot more comment for it. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really need an explanation. Hulk's had a redesign since Mark Ruffalo took over. But if you want an in-universe reason for it, I just assume that he's still continuously mutating. Like, he had the super soldier serum and then got the Hulk gummies. So that's why he's an abomination. So, Mm. And I think throughout the fight that he has with Hulk in that movie, his body is still kind of going through. It's like you see bones starting to come out of his spine and all this stuff so i just feel like he's just continually mutated i agree with you guys i don't know why wong's working with him Mm. he's a villain and wong's a good guy it was weird i can buy taking part in the fights to make money Mm. i could even push it to say fine he could even like be be fixing it but to be working with the abomination and not, not just working with him, but to be busting joke with him, yeah, like made it a bit weird. Mm, like yeah. it was, was cool, and that, that hopefully we'll get an explanation. Mm. I mean, abomination is meant to be popping up in the She Hulk show as well, mm. so maybe we'll get more into it then. It mm. did look like he was taking him back to the raft when he took him through the the portal. Mm-hmm. Mm. Did anyone else think that it looked like yeah, there was like I, a I containment? It definitely looked like a tear, a container, something cubicle in the background. So it could have mm. been. Yeah, it was. It definitely felt like it was artificially made. Like it was one of those prison cells or something. So it's very yeah. possible they went back to the raft. Um, a couple more um, cameos popped up in this scene of the of the fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to go through a couple of them. So some of them are a bit more obvious than others. So there was one scene where there's like a woman fighting guy and he's kind of like glowing red. Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, I know. So about. The, the guy that's glowing red, 
I would assume is maybe someone that's a, a survivor of the extremists from Iron Man three, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. because he had that same kind of effect where like it was glowing yeah, red underneath his skin. Mm. So it could just be that the one he was fighting was actually one of the black uh, was one of the widow in the Black Widow movie. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, she the actress is credited as in the in the credits, and mm. it's the same actress that. Uh, in the end of the Black Widow movie, when she just like explodes the the red dust and yeah. it like sets all of them free, yeah, she was one of them. Okay, um, okay. so she's taken part in these fight scenes now, which, mm-hmm. which makes right, so. Sense. Can I just say um, yeah, one? I was kind of hoping we were gonna get a scene of Mandrapur, uh when we saw that fight place, but it was actually in Macau. Well, in in there, there is a there is the flag of Madripoor you see in there somewhere. Okay. So they do have a connection. And then I was going to say, does it not feel like the Ten Rings and Sharon Carr are going to end up working together at some point? Uh, yeah. Like, I feel they're, like, they're like the, the Ten vi- Rings, the villain- Sharon Carter, yeah. and um, General Ross and that Valentina chick who's been going around recruiting people. I think all of them might end up linked. Yeah. All right. Um, Gospel, do you have any... Because I want to start wrapping up. Um, Gospel, do you have anything okay. more you want to say on this film? Or can I get TMI to kind of do like a, a quick speed round to get us out? All right, I don't know if Gospel's there. All right. Uh, <laughs> T, how much more you got? Um, not not much. I'm nearly no. done. Um, cool. there's a, there was one more cameo that I think no one really um, realised. Mm. But again, it's a bit of a stretch, but it could be. Do you know what I mean? You never, and they could retroactively make it the case. Mm. So there was one oh, fight. There was one fight where this sumo guy was fighting like a karate guy. Yeah, mm. E-Honda, yeah. Huh? That's <laughs> an E-Honda. Yeah. <laughs> so E-Honda could actually be referenced to Iron Fist. Because in Iron Fist comic, there is a character called Fat Cobra, who is like a sumo-looking dude. Mm-hmm. He's he is another immortal protector of one of the other realms. Okay, um, but he does at one point in the comics, he does he is involved in similar like underground fighting stuff, mm-hmm. like fighting rings going on. So having him here seems like more of a coincidence to me it could be if it's not him it's a nod to him do you know what i mean okay so he could come back uh again mm-hmm. and, and that could be a reveal but I, I don't know i thought that was interesting yeah um so just to go through a couple of the side characters we have trevor slattery returning um yeah i on the mandarin that was funny i kind of mm-hmm. liked his inclusion uh, obviously we had that one shot uh short movie where break him out of prison and someone says like we, we've been sent by the man whose name you stole or something like that. Mm-hmm. um so i think his inclusion in this retroactively makes i am three a better movie because we even see the mandarin talk about years ago the americans like appropriated my my yeah. 10 rings and came up with stupid name the mandarin and based their villain off of a chicken dish and had the whole of america scared of an orange like all of that i love that when we yeah we literally was talking about that as well during his uh 
during the dinner, the dinner scene with um, you know the kid, his his children, and um, yeah, exactly. So I like that. Yeah, I liked um, his inclusion in the film, like seeing Trevor Slattery end up in Talo with all these mythical beasts. It was just. It was just funny. Like, to me, it was just I, funny to see how far he'd come. Hey, listen, and, like, sorry. I, I saw some article online and it made me laugh in it, but I'm not going to lie, yeah. When I saw them mythical beasts, yeah, I was just like, hey, look, it's Pokemon. I was like, look, there's Vulpix. Ninetales. I saw Ninetales. I know the Ninetales. Yeah, exactly. That was your load of Ninetales. I was going to say it to you, Nano. What? That, that was the Alola Nantos that we saw. Yeah, so, yeah, obviously, like, it, it made me think of Pokemon, it made me think of Naruto, but then, like, um, we even got a Rayquaza, uh, <laughs> we, we got a Giratina, like, yeah. uh, there was... We got, oh, we, got, we, got, we, got, we got Moltres. Yeah, we saw... Yeah, yeah, Moltres. So, yeah. Um, I really enjoyed it, man. It, it was funny. Oh, do you know... Okay, no, do you know another thing I didn't like here? You see the, 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 the like, the badass master teacher guy, yeah? Like he Who's got killed. Like a, the one, no, he one killed easy. Yeah, I the one with the face. That. The the one that was like that beating was him as a child. Mm. You know his teacher. Um, oh, in the comics, yeah. In the comics, his name is Death Dealer. Yeah, Death Dealer went out like a bitch, man. I didn't really like that. Yeah, he did go out like a bitch, but in the comics, he did go out like a bitch as well. <laughs> okay, like, fair <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I kind of not saw it coming, but when it happened, I was like, okay. The Death Dealer guy. Oh, the, one, the, one, the one that was masked, the one the white mask and yeah, wearing blue dealer. who taught Shang-Chi how to fight. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I didn't like the I way thought, he, I thought it. I thought it was funny though, the way he'd raise a fist, just be like, Okay, yeah, let's let's fight together. Yeah, let's fight like, together. Let's, let's, He's like, let's, we, will, we will not fight with you. We are the ten. Oh snap! Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, cool. Oh, bro, do also find funny when they when um the barrow finally broken everything like that. I was saying to myself, Nah, she went. We were just wait one. Now go kiss your wife in it. In it, go kiss that thing. Go kiss your wife. Yeah, and up being the soul the soul sucker. I thought it was jokes. Mm. Yeah, um, that's fun. and I bet that the Mandarin sacrificed himself in the end. Like, he didn't sacrifice, he didn't himself. sacrifice himself in the end. He was, he, he, was anyway. he just he gave got his kid the rings. I not sacrifice wrong words, but like in his he last moment, sacrificed himself. But he did say he did save um Chang-Chi. He yeah, did, yeah, yeah. yeah. In his last moment, he gave him the rings. Mm-hmm. He and he said. um what did he say? There was like a callback to a line from earlier. He's like, be better or something like that. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah if, he, and, if he didn't, if he didn't, um, if he didn't do what he did to try and to save, to save his son, then he would have probably been able to get away. So yeah, I would say he did sacrifice himself. Uh, fair enough. I'll have, mm. to, I'll have to watch that again. I, I mm. will watch this movie again at some point this week. My Definitely, bro. It, my, it, my, my it gets better. Down. It gets better. The second time you watch it, it's better. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, did you hear me talking before when you asked me? No, I didn't hear you talk. So, do you want to say? Yeah, I must have been muted. No, I didn't have anything. I didn't have anything to say. I couldn't. I couldn't think of anything. I was, I was saying that I wasn't too sure. I, I couldn't remember what to say, but I do remember now. Right. So, what was what was it? <laughs> oh, yeah. What I was gonna say was that um, I like with Marvel. I like how um, with all their villains, pretty much all their villains, anyway. <laughs> I like how they've either changed their backstory or changed um 
their motive for for why they do what they do and it seems it doesn't necessarily always seem so far-fetched but not only that it doesn't always make them seem as if they're evil mm. a lot of times it makes them seem as if they're just misguided yes or misunderstood they, they, or they make like, the villains more sympathetic yeah pretty much like pretty much most of the villains like, even though they are evil or they go about it the wrong way that like we saw with um Chomongo and people like that the, the way they go about it might be wrong they might do things that are wrong but it's only because they're doing things the wrong way and a lot of times it's because of something that's happened to them yeah. like Kromonga's dad got killed do you know what I mean flipping Nemo's mm. whole family got murked by the by mm. what happened with the Avengers yeah mm. uh, it's, it's crazy that sometimes you look at their at their um their motives and they're evil mm. but it, they just seem like it's just because of the way in which they're going about it so I, I like the way that, that the Marvel have done that yeah, and and that's what makes a great villain. You know what I mean? You need to have a, a level of empathy for them. Like, it, it's boring to just have, oh, I'm, I'm going to take over the world and achieve ultimate power. And, like, even if you look at the Mortal Kombat movie we watched, his plan was to release this demon or whatever so that everything gets destroyed. All of reality and everything is destroyed. So where are you going to live, bro? Like, if there's no reality, what are you going to do? Like and it's dumb. What's your what's your end goal? But when you have like actual reason that you can understand for what they're doing, like it makes for a more appealing character. And then when it comes to the final battle, like obviously you want the hero to win, but at the same time you don't necessarily want the villain to lose because you you understand them if that makes sense. Yeah, I don't you- necessarily think that it makes a good villain. It does make a good villain, but I don't necessarily believe that. It's not so much making the good villain. I feel like it makes more of a good story because when you're looking at it from the the uh, viewer or the person outside looking in, like you said, you don't really want the villain to lose. So even though you're rooting for the hero, technically speaking, who are you really rooting for? Like yeah. it, it gives it gives an element of like confusion, so to speak, in your mind because exactly. you don't really know who you want to win. Like you have sympathy for. Michael B. Jordan's character because Killmonger's family, his, his dad got murked. Like, even mm. good or not, his dad got murked. Simple as. You have an element of, of, of sympathy for Nemo. Yes, he was working for Hydra, but his whole family, again, murked because they were with, with Sokovia. After that, it's, it, when you look at it from that perspective, you don't, it, it makes you kind, like you said, have the kind of sympathy for the villain when really you'd think, you just you're just gonna go out for the hero. So, yeah, it's, it's a good way that that um, Marvel have done that. Yeah, man, Mar- Marvel have gotten really good because th- one of the only complaints of all was their villains, yeah. and they seem to really have sorted that out now. Do you know what I mean? Like from Thanos, Killmonger, um, ne- uh, Zemo, um, Vulture, Mysterio, now the man. Like they've had a run of very good villains now. Thanos, I mean, um, Hela. Like, I I think they've they've cracked the code, man. And now they're they're doing their villains just as good as they're doing their heroes. Mm. Um, But yeah, I'm 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 basically done with my notes. There's a couple more quick things I just want to throw out, like just interesting little tidbits. Mm. Um, I like how once they got the forest maze and then they go through the waterfall mm-hmm. the it the water kind of opens up 
up a portal similar to like how sling the sling ring. rings yes. open the portal. I did yeah. have that. So I was like, yeah. is there? Is that just like hitting that more of the mystical Doctor Strange elements? Yeah, I think it's just element magic. Do you know what I mean? Like they they clearly run. There's clearly like rules to it and and like consistency. So I, I just thought visually it was it was a nice way to connect the the magic. Um, I thought it was funny that he changed his name from Shong to Sean. <laughs> and she kind of picked him up on it. And it reminded me of in Star Wars, how Obi-Wan Kenobi changed his name to Oben Kenobi. Yeah. And it's like, well, bro, like, <laughs> was, you even, was you even trying to hide? Yeah. Like, at, le- at least he changed his name a bit. Luke Skywalker just straight kept his name. Like, he didn't even try and change <laughs> his name. So, uh, I don't know. I thought, I thought that whole thing was funny. Mm-hmm. Um, the jokes kind of landed for me in this as well. Like, when they were playing... And he was telling his backstory, and then they get interrupted by the air hostess. Yeah, no, I he's like, yeah. I, we've run out of everything. We've just got vegetarian or beef. Yeah, and they're like, like, I, yeah, yeah they're like, like vegetarian. And she's like, actually, we don't have vegetarian either. And they're like, I guess beef. So, you know, that's all you have. And then she's like, okay, beef. And for you? And he's like, beef. Like, what am <laughs> I meant to say? Like, all you've got is beef left. Just give me the fucking beef. Like, I don't know. I thought that was funny, man. Speaking of which, I thought that was actually an audio issue. I didn't, I mean, because it caught me off guard here because also you're talking about his, his backstory and everything like that. But I really liked the way they did backstories in general. Um, it didn't feel like it was just useless exposition. It was just a little bit from Chong Chi's um, past, a little bit from Xu mm. um, uh, uh past, a bit from Yang Li, a bit from Xu Wen Wu. So it was done well that, you know, you could kind of piece together what happened in your past, you could piece together mm. this and the other. It was done in a very tasteful way rather than some um, film that would just either have just you talking about exposition, talking about, oh, this is what happened and this happened, this happened, this happened, and now we are where we are. It felt very natural the way they did it. Um, mm. And I feel like the way, they, the way they drip-fed information to you kept changing the dynamics between people like mm. like i said at first you you kind of see their dad in a certain way then you realize there's more to the story then you think that the marvel village may be a bit in the wrong like they didn't they they banished her mm. and oh they've trapped her but then you come to find out it wasn't her they banished they just didn't want him in there like it kept unfolding this kind of like origami do you know what i mean and just kept showing more and more to the to the story and i thought it was very well paced very well um structured movie i thought it was really good um my last two notes uh oh actually i've just put here in capitals kaiju battle which i thought was cool like when the dragon was fighting dragon versus the the soul ear yeah it was was nice to see them Huh? Yeah. It was Rayquaza versus Giratina. Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> they, even, they even had Arcanines. You know, you know those like lion statues yeah, yeah, yeah. that yeah. in front of temples. They were cool. Uh, but yeah, so my, my last two notes, and then I'm done. Um, I liked the blue and orange jacket he was wearing. At first, it made me think: is that a re- is that like a, a reference to Goku? Because those are his. Yeah, his like, yeah. But then I thought, actually, no. It kind of represents it could be but it also it represents how he's got both his father and his mum like he's taken aspects of both of them like he's got the uh, 
the kind of rage from his dad and revenge, but he's also got this kind of peaceful kind of uh, elemental power from his mum. And obviously, oh, okay. his mum sorry, sorry. is represented. Sorry, you just remind me of another bit I didn't like here. Now, <laughs> the mum left clothes for them after they died, did it? Like, mm. what if he got fat? What if he, like, do you know what I mean? Like, it fit perfectly, yeah, after, mm. like, 15 years. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> she, guessed, she guessed the exact measurements of everything. when he came. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm saying magic. Done. Yeah, through magic. No, Just put it all, down to magic. They said the, the, the clothes grew with the kids. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's a <laughs> mm. uh, sorry, but I didn't well, interrupt about that. It was again. That's a good point. I didn't think of that at the time. Mm. I was just happy to see his it, again. It's comic accurate yeah, costume yeah. armor. It is dragon scale in the comics. Mm. Also, was a nod to Captain America because in the comics, his costume is dragon scale. Mm. Um, that's why in the comics it's got that kind of scaly look mm. again uh, if i'm not mistaken captain america's armor uh is dragon scale as well um but yeah no just just going back to the blue and orange jacket i think it represented his mum and his dad obviously his mum has the orange mm -hmm. color and his dad uh using the rings it glowed with it, it had a blue glow and when he took over the rings it became orange so yeah that jacket kind of represented his mom dad. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was a nice visual kind of like uh, way of putting that across. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm done, man. I, I love this movie. Like yeah. I said, it was better on a second viewing. Mm. Old chicken for me. Um, I just want to quickly say that, um, obviously, I think it's like Labor Weekend in America. So it's like a bank holiday. Um, I think Shang-Chi is like broken the record for the most amount of money like made mm -hmm. over a Labor Day weekend. Um, them Asians turned up. <laughs> uh, I want to say, like, even like globally, I think it's made like 140 million over the weekend. So, like, yeah, it's the best, um, like, uh, box office figures. Obviously, it's the pandemic in it. So, hopefully, mm. this is showing that like things are slowly starting to go back to normal and people are looking forward to get to the cinema. Uh, mine, and you know what? Yeah, well, go on, sorry, you just reminded me as well to my box office. It's actually amazing what Shang-Chi has done. Um, one of the Disney ex executives said something like, oh, this is going to be an interesting experiment because this is the first film that they're doing the 45-day theatrical release and then it will go on streaming. Yeah. Um, and the actor who plays Shang-Chi said we are not something experiment. like, we're not an experiment. Yeah. We yeah. are We are the surprise. We are... So he went on, he, it was a sick speech that he gave okay. and yeah. it was very empowering. And um, so I've... I, I feel like it's good for them to get yes, this please. kind of response. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, apparently there was a boycott. Some a, a small amount of people were boycotting this movie mm. because of the fact that it has an exclusive theatrical release. And a lot of people still don't feel comfortable going back to the cinema. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? So, so a lot of people have, have boycotted it. So well, if that is still can, made money... They can wait 45 days, isn't it? That's what I'm saying. Wait your 45 days. But I feel like Marvel, they can't win. Do you know what I mean? They're yeah, damned they if they do, win. damned if they don't. If they yeah. put it in in online, then they'll get sued by their own actors. Mm -hmm. If they put it exclusively in theatres, then people won't come and see it. So this kind of proves that Scarlett Johansson needs to shut her mouth. 
because the only reason I feel like Black Widow outsold Shang-Chi, A, because she's a more well-known character, she has history within the MU, mm. but because it had both a theatrical and digital re- uh, online release, mm. shows that's kind of why it outdid Shang-Chi. Like, without that um, online release, it could have done similar money to what Shang-Chi did. Mm. I think it outsold Shang-Chi by like 20, by like 20 million or so for the weekend. Yeah. But, and that could have come from Disney Plus, do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's fair. Anyway. All right. All right. I think that's everyone said everything that they need to say on this movie. I will be doing a second viewing. Uh, so I might talk about this a little bit more next week. Uh, gospel, thank you very much for joining us. I always you in a, a little bit last minute, so next time I'll give you um, proper prep time so you can be fully interactive with all of our crazy conversations. Uh, yeah, Michael, Michael, I have no idea what's going on of your audio, um, so you know I'm going to assume that you enjoyed the movie. Uh, quickly, just to say, um, Stevie had to leave because World War Three was happening in his household. Uh, he said <laughs> he enjoyed the movie, uh-huh. but had a few issues with some. Just ex machina moments and how much they tried to squeeze into the movie. We could have had two movies out of the content. Oh, and I, he said he also was pissed how the big bad had five minutes of screen time, but there was lots of great moments. Wong's appearance, the fight scene in the past, and the relationship between Shang-Chi and Kate, Um, and he said that he still had fun watching the movie, so it'd be a free piece of me, not blown away, but still a fun movie. Do you know, I think for me, one of the reasons why I was kind of leaning towards a free piece here was that those that got to see it like um like Friday and those that got to see it like a week early, like, and this is where you have to always be a little bit, not, I wouldn't say a little bit skeptical here, yeah, but people are like, oh my gosh, this is the best um introductory mm. Marvel movie ever. This is on the levels of Endgame and Infinity War. So obviously I've gone in with expectations in it. Like for yeah. even it to be murmured in the, in the, in those categories. But people mean? were saying that it was on the same level as Endgame. Yes. Bare you people were saying this. Bare people were saying this. Like, on, all over social media, everyone was like, oh my gosh, this is like the best thing since Endgame. And I was like, mm, No, um, it's a slow roll. We've, we've not really had anything since Endgame to begin with. Yeah. But, well, yeah. we've had Black Widow, so technically they're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, technically. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you yeah. know, people, people were super blowing this up in it. Um, I think one thing that I I will give them the highest of credit for here, yeah, the CGI for me anyway was on point. I think yeah, the there was, was, I think there was only one. For the record, is where Spider Man came out after Endgame as well. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's think true. There was did, did, one one very weird moment when he was like running with the dragon while they were fighting. That looked a little bit. I had off. a feeling where, they, where she, he was running and the sister was there too. I yeah. think so. Yeah, there was like there was that scene, but yeah. there was also the bit where it was like spinning in the vortex, and it was like spinning around him that looked a bit off as well. But other uh, than that, like okay. I would have to say that the CGI looked very nice in it. Um, but in all fairness, so the whole film had a lot of CGI. So yeah. two, two minor bits that were maybe a little bit off. It's a minor. The rest of it was pretty yeah. good. And I have to say, yeah, um, I'm upset that the our, our friend of the show that worked on this movie, I didn't get to see their name. And I waited and I looked really hard. And every time, like, I check, I check their IMDb in it to see what movies that they're going to be working on, um, in advance in it so that I know that if we're going to go see the movie that they've worked on, um, I can, you know, have a look to see if I can see their name. 
And um, like every movie that I've gone to, I never get to see their name. I just want to see their name so I can just be like, yo, I know that person that worked in this film. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm hoping I'm hoping that the next film that they're working on, which is going to be coming out, I want to say end of September, and it will be another Marvel movie that I'm going to be reviewing. Um, I hope finally I get to see their name so I can be like, yes, I know that person. Um, so, Eternals. I well, you you said that I got I, you know I don't want to get our, well, our associate. You can't you can't say the release <laughs> yeah. date and then <laughs> you like it's bait. <laughs> There's yeah. one Marvel movie. Well, if, if if people have listened to our previous shows, they'll even know who the person is. So, uh, shout mm. out to our good friend. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to finally seeing your name on the screen. So I can just get excited. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go full black mode when I see the name. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go absolutely crazy. Um, but yeah, man. Um, thank you guys for joining us. Um, you know, we didn't go scene by scene, um, but we did talk about how we like this movie. Like I said, I will watch it again. I'm hoping that on a second rewatch, it like solidifies my whole chicken. Because um, mm. I, 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 I feel like I'm gonna be like being slightly racist if I don't like this film as much as uh, other films. Like you know, because obviously, well, I love Black to Panther. To be honest with you, Black Panther is not as good as everyone says it is. It's a fantastic film, but it's yeah, not as yeah, good as everyone says yeah, it is. Hundred percent. It's, it's, it's a lot of the cultural that, phenomenon for that movie. Like, but, but then again, I've watched it like eight times. So, but it's similar to what you brought to what you're saying as well. Yeah. Like, like, am I being racist as a black person? <laughs> I don't like the film as much as other people. It's not my As much as other people say. Yeah. No, but I am looking forward to like hearing some of the other podcast people give their ratings. Obviously, that's what oh, I'm here up. we go. Shout out to you. Here um, we go. No, because it, 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 it's nice because like, obviously, every, like I said, everyone here gave it a whole chicken, but gospel, but gospel gave very good points to why Instead of mm. like rating it up, rounding up, he rounded down. And like I said, for me, I rounded up because I enjoyed my experience. And like for me, yeah, I, I want to say this year, like for those that know me very well in it, yeah, whenever I see a flying knee, I'm in love in it. Mm. So when the sister <laughs> did that flying knee, I was like, yes, this is me. I'm, I'm, I'm sold. Like I, I was like, I don't need to see no more. I love this film with it. Like. Oh, a part of me wanted to give it a whole chicken simply because I loved the fight scenes. Oh, the fight scenes were amazing. Mm. The fight right, okay. scenes here's, were here's my amazing. last little question, yeah. I'm not really a fight expert, yeah. But did it seem like a lot of the mum side of the family's uh, martial arts was based on Wing Chun? Well, Shima Lu did uh, practice Wing Chun for this. Um, okay. See? MMA. See, look at that. Also, My eyes are good. Also, the... Um, a lot of act- a lot of actors in this um, studied um, Tai Chi, for example, to help with um, with their movements and whatnot. So you had um, well, um, the, the reason Michelle, why Michelle the- Young who who did that. Um, uh, she she practiced. Um, uh, oh. Yeah, she practiced Tai Chi uh, for it. Um, yeah, he had the, the reason why I, the reason why I lead more towards Wing Chun is because a lot of the movements was more using opponents' momentum against them. Mm, and, yeah, and, but Wing Chun doesn't have all those big motions that we saw in. What in was um, what was Bruce Lee's fighting that he created? That G- was Jeet Kune Do. Yeah. Oh, okay. But that was basically. But what was that? Jeet Kune Do wasn't in this one, I think. 
What was he originally trained in? What did it Wing Chun Ip Man Wing Chun Wing Chun? It, was it Wing Chun? Yeah. Yeah, but but if you look at the fight scenes, I did Wing Chun and the, the those um movements were not part of Wing Chun. The only part of Wing Chun is most likely the um circular motion the mum was teaching um teaching um young young um Zhang Ji. But even with that, that's just does look like Tai Chi to me rather than actual um Wing Chun. Like I said, Wing Chun hasn't got all those spinning motions. Mm. It's very, it's very, very direct. You're looking more, um, uh, you're looking more, yeah, like I said, you're looking more, um, uh, Tai Chi movements, um, and other, and other Kung Fu, I'd say. Okay. Hmm. Fair enough. I, it, again, yeah, I, 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 only, I only ask because Shang-Chi's a real, inspiration in the comics was bruce lee yeah like, that was their bruce lee yeah you, sorry one last thing here did you know that this movie was like originally meant to be made in like 2001 in yeah, kevin kevin feige's been wanting to make this for ages yeah, like, so uh, i can't remember what the exact article was but basically stan lee wanted to make the movie in like 2001 but they didn't like find a director or try or like find a way to get off the ground till 2018 like, that's how long I think. It, I think the wait is worth it because because the mm-hmm. MCU has now evolved into what it is. I think it's great that Shang Chi is now coming in because this is the time where you'd want to introduce mm. new characters and sort of build up on the universe. I think the timing is great for Shang Chi because yeah. you know they've now reeled it off to follow to follow the, Sp- the Spider Man movies. Um, it's now part of this new phase. Um, right. So there's actually a lot of um, I guess, um, a spotlight on this character, Shang-Chi, because, um, like we said earlier on, he's not very well known in the comic books. I mean, yes, he taught Spider-Man the way of the spider. Yes, he's defeated several, um, top combatants in the uh, Marvel, uh, comic universe. But also, he, ha- he doesn't do ma- anything really major in the comic books for him mm. to warrant mm. his presence. So I think for a character like this, it's very, very good to highlight his presence and actually make him to be more than just yeah. um, a background character. So okay. I think the timing is really good. It's unfortunate that obviously suddenly didn't get this realized before yeah. he passed away, but I still think the timing does very well for yeah. um, for Shang-Chi. Yo, T, um, was Abomination in the 2003 Hulk movie? No. no. 2003 was the one with um, Eric Banner as... Um, yeah. Well, this is the one with... Um, the guy who plays Doctor House in House, um, I can't remember his name. No so that was that abomination. Right. So I thought so it was like two thousand and six or something. The like only that? reason I say that is because, um, according to no, he, he doesn't. Wait, what did you say? He plays Doctor House. Yeah, was it not the same guy? He played Doctor. No, House. no, no. It's not Doctor House. It's not House. It's, it's the other House. show. True. Um, lie to me. Lie to me, thank yeah. you. Lie to me, yes, yes, yes. All right. The, the only reason I said that was because supposedly Ang Lee was going to produce this film in the early two thousands until a negative and critical and fan reaction to his to his Hulk two thousand three adaptation. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and so, that, that was the the first Hulk movie. That's okay. not part of the MCU. That's not canon. Yeah. So and and supposedly this movie was originally going to be made by Paramount Pictures before Disney bought Marvel. Mm. Well, yeah, that makes sense because Paramount Pictures had the original distribution rights mm. i think oh, yes, I iron right. man i think iron man was paramount mm. um I think up until guardians of the galaxy they were all distributed by paramount yeah 
except for the Hulk, who was universal. Oh, mm. Fair enough. Yeah, so in 2001, Stephen Norrington announced that he had agreed to direct the film. So, yeah, we could have had a Chang-Chi film way back in when. Hmm. Very wild. All right, guys, thank you very much for joining us on this episode. I hope you have all enjoyed your time here. Uh, I can't remember what's out next week, but we will be reviewing some more stuff with you guys. It's been a while since we've done a, an exceptionally long podcast. So if you made it to the end, well done. Um, Gospel, do you want to quickly like promote where people can find you? Okay. So for those that don't know, uh, you can catch me. I'm a, a variety streamer on Twitch. So you can catch me on there, Gospel GMR on Twitch. Uh, you can catch me on Twitter, Gospel GMR on there as well, and also on YouTube at Gospel GMR. Alright, awesome. Go check him out, guys. Um, yeah, so Gospel, say bye to the people. Peace. See you guys later. Oh, it's been a pleasure having everybody on, except Micah, because Micah sucks. Uh, but anyway, Martin, say bye to the people. Have one, catch you next time. Big T, thanks for coming back on again. Say bye to the people. Bye to the people. Alright guys, catch you guys next week. Bye bye now. <laughs>